Jones barbecue and foot massage. Jones barbecue and foot massage. Better come down here, get some of this shit. You like to eat? America loves to eat. So why not open up somewhere America can sit down, enjoy a meal, and get their feet rubbed? We'll fry anything you want for $5.99. As long as it's friable or edible, we're going to make it deliciable. We will fry parts of the chicken you didn't even know was friable. The beak, the feathers, we'll fry candy bars. All that European stuff that you don't really normally eat, we'll bring it down here and fry it for you. Ask McDonald's to fry something other than what they normally fry. Guess what you're going to get? Nothing. If it fit through the dough, I'll put it in the fryer. Hell, this is a dinosaur. My money, pay me pay child support. Come on down here and get you a slice. Go ahead and give me a call or find us on the worldwide internets at the new website. That's J O N E S Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage.com backslash Jones Good Ass Barbecue and Foot Massage.html. <laughs> Hebe, 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 haba, 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 me, 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 me. Welcome back to Weird Out Loud, the best goddamn DC Comics podcast that hits you right in the boo-boo. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. <laughs> and this is episode 62, so hold on tight, strap yourselves in because it's gonna get weird. Strap in or strap on her? Strap on. Strap in. On. Yes. We are the official, unofficial, official, unofficial podcast of weird science dc comics blog.blogspot.com correct hebe, hebe, hebe. yes this is the weird science dc comics podcast for the week of march 12th 2016 eric we are proud members of both the comics podcast network or actually i'm not even gonna say both because we got a new one don't we proud we are proud yes. members of the comics podcast network the weeby geeks network and eric the batman podcast network oh the batman podcast batman network. podcast network they proud. let us on the batman podcast network Though they probably don't realize that I hate Batman and Robin Eternal and we're not big Scott Snyder fans. So once they find that out, we're, we're done. We'll be kicked <laughs> off. We keep saying we're going to get while. kicked off of these things and we never get kicked off. But you can also follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. Email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. You can follow and join our site, which I already mentioned, Weird Science DC Comics blog to blogspot.com, and go to Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics Eric. And yeah, you can join the site and then you can yell at me in my review. I have now taken the full brunt of the negativity on the site. Used to be you. I it's guess. a good week. You know, all you have to do, you, you just have to not like something, and then eventually somebody's going to call you out and start screaming at you. But, you know, we'll be screaming at each other soon enough. You can also call in at the Weird Science Rant Rave Line, which we have a bunch of calls tonight. Still don't know how to mix them in well. So <laughs> what you'll get is that breaks, you'll just get these things thrown in, and hopefully it'll all mesh together. Good but times. you can call that at 641-715-3900. Enter the extension number four five two three two eight followed by the pound sign and yeah we have a bunch of those and i'll end this little promo section by asking you all to subscribe rate and review us on itunes stitcher pod 
Podcast Addict, wherever the hell you get All this podcast. And this week, we had two more five-star reviews. Two. Not as much last week. Uh, people really responded to that Jacobney jackass. But uh, last week, we had two, and one really impressed me because the one is from Geekcast Rye. He gave us five stars. Thank you. And nice. the other was Devil Dad, Eric. Good old Devil Dad. And Devil Dad, way back, I believe, I told you this, and I'm talking out my ass like I usually do, but I think Devil Dad did tell us that he wanted to re- review us, rate and review us, but he hated Apple, would never subscribe to iTunes. He subscribed. I'm guessing it is the quickest uh, get iTunes, get the hell off iTunes there ever was, but he gave us a five-star review. Nice. And I want to give you a little synopsis of it, Eric. We are a B-rate strip club that specializes in low-cost happy endings. Awesome. That's how I did it. And you know what? It's a very good description. That's how my mom describes me to friends. I explained it to my grandmother, Eric, (laughs) from beyond. I went to a a seance at Yeah, Both my grandparents, uh, everybody's dead. All my grandparents (laughs) dead. Uh, They're all dead, Jim. Last week, Robert wrote in. And he asked for his Polish joke to go. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll look one up again. I never got to it. So no, I, I owe him it. at least one Polish joke. But I have a couple here. Hey, Eric, what happened to the Polish hockey team? What happened? They all drowned in spring training. Ah! Boom! <laughs> hey, uh, why'd the Polak cross the road? Oh, shit, why? Because he couldn't get his dick out of the chicken. I, I boom! I don't really get that one, but all right, all right. I don't know either. Uh, why are there no dildos in Poland? Why? Because all the ladies were chipping their teeth. <laughs> uh, but boom. And how many Pollock jokes are there really? How many? None. Because all of that is true, Eric. God if damn. it's true, it's not a joke, is it? That's some harsh ass shit right that there. That is some harsh ass shit. It's time for the news, Eric. Oh shit. Get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Open the door. Get you know what's the best about this song? I don't know why song. you think it's funny. I really don't. I like how long it is. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate that song. I never liked it. And it was an international hit. That's sure like was. actually playing like, hey, it's time for the news and you playing uh, Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I never liked that song. I never thought it was funny. I don't, Jim, even, he I don't think dinosaur. it's ironic. Yeah, he. It's a whole group. It's they like 7 million the dinosaur. People. Like twenty million people in that fucking group was not was, wish it was was never was. Aaron. <laughs> All right, here's the news. First superhero for NBC's DC sitcom Parallel Powerless was revealed. Oh yeah. Yep. Set photos from NBC's DC sitcom Powerless have revealed one superhero who will be part of the show, and that right. is the Crimson Fox. All right, the Crimson Fox. I have Crimson no idea who that is. Fox, an unidentified actress, has been spotted on the set in what appears to be the Justice League Europe character's costume. Oh, Justice League Europe. In comic books, Crimson Fox is actually set a set of French twins who shared the role as members of various Justice League teams created by Keith Giffen and Bart Sears for 1989's Justice League Europe number six. The twins were later murdered by another woman later picked up as the, who picked up the mantle. That's the new that freaking oh Keith Giffen. It must be funny then, Eric. If it's if it's not Justice League Antarctica, I'm not about it. He's a funny Justice League Detroit. Oh yeah. Isn't there Justice League Baltimore? No, there is not. No, there should be. I think. No, there should not. Well, Baltimore kind of needs a Justice League. That place is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That that is one of the places where, uh, and I get that this would be like you go to any third world country, Eric, because that's what I consider Baltimore, (laughs) uh, where you are in town. You're like, boy. 
I've heard a lot of bad shit about this place. It's really good. And you go like five feet past Don't the city Don't go five feet limit, past the mall. And there are people with knives. They're going to slice your throat and become Somalian pirates out John, of nowhere. You, you go t- two blocks away from the gallery, you are <sighs> fucked. Yeah. And, and you're not joking. That's what you are. We went, the last time I went there, we were there and we wanted to get Chinese food. And the guy's like, oh, you go down that road, you turn. Nope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you've, you've already made two bad mistakes there. If you don't have Chinese food right here, I'm, I'm going home. I'm done. Uh, yes, that is that piece of mail. The next piece is, it's not a good one. This is Piece one of mail. Yeah, this is the p- uh, piece of news. Okay. Is that what you have a piece like, of news? I thought we, I just jumped forward in my head here. I'm like, what happened? I'm just I thought I had a stroke. Place. You did. Oh. DC's Justice League pushed back. Series conclusion may cross rebirth debut. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> DC's upcoming rebirth is being framed as the beginning of a new era. But thanks to some delays, it looks like the new 52 flagship book, Justice League, might be running well into that new era, Eric. Justice League 50 was originally News. solicited to come out April 20th, but according to DC's website, it's now scheduled for May 25th. It's Jesus a hell of a Christ. delay. God damn. The same it's like day. My favorite book. Come the on. The same guys. day as Rebirth number one. I swear to Christ, Jeff Johns better be like overseeing every book in Rebirth for this to happen. Um, obviously, this 80 page Rebirth is uh, kicking his ass because. That makes sense. It's coming out. Yeah, Justice League number 50 is scheduled to come out the same exact day as that Rebirth number one. So that's not good because they're really pushing the Justice League to be the thing that was leading into all this. Yeah. The subsequent issue, Justice League. So read Justice League first is what you're telling me. Well, then there's problems because Justice League 50 is not the end of that. Oh, fuck me. The subsequent issue, Justice League 51, originally solicited for May 18th, is now listed as coming out June 8th. However, the issue has been removed from Diamond Comic Retailers' consumer retail oh, no. system, though DC does not appear to have announced its cancellation to retailers. Where so you at, Justice League 51? I, I'm guessing this is all going to end up as that number 50 is going to be a very oversized issue, and it's <laughs> going to tie everything up. However, since DC's own website lists it for June, it may just be a case of the publisher planning on canceling orders and resoliciting the issue for June later this month. Also unclear is if there'll be a number 52 issue. Of the New 52 but, era. But John, Justice it's the League. flagship of the New 52. Mm-hmm. The other original surviving New 52 titles have all solicited a 52nd issue. But if a Justice League number 52 is indeed coming, it could be shipping in the late June or July, the same month as the planned Justice League Rebirth. Well, that's just bad planning July. right there. And some of these, uh, they can go on and on about these number 52s. Uh, a lot of the uh, creative teams that are on these books are all bailing before them anyway. I think that these last. So what you're issues, telling me is they're not worth reading right off the well, bat. I'm telling you, it's not going to mean anything. Like the, uh, just think you have Catwoman, which we'll talk about later. The number fifty-one and fifty-two. What is that going to give us? Because that book is not going into rebirth. And then if you are going to rebirth, uh, what are you going to give us anyway? It's going to be a bunch of one-shot and two-shot stories. Uh, that's. What I think, I think it's going to be nonsense. You, detective, we look. I'm, re- I'm done. I'm ready. Marvel. Detective, it's Jim Gordon going and talking to some war buddy. Fucking having flashbacks. Well, you don't like veterans? What you're telling? And have flashbacks. Some PTSD uh, going on. Yeah, they're going to have it. All right. The next bit of news I like. You did not care about because you really don't care about either of these books or anything really. Gotham Academy is crossing over with the Lumberjanes, Eric. Lumberjanes. Well, the reason I didn't care is because I didn't know what the hell Lumberjanes was until you told me this. Yep. Boom Studios will be. Pre- Publishing a crossover between its Lumberjane series and DC's Gotham Academy, according to The Village Voice. The six-issue series will be written by China Clugston Flores. 
That's a terrible that name. That is a weird And illustrated by Lumberjanes artist Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Where do they get these names? That, that could be an okay name. Right. I think you just butchered it. Valero O'Connell. It's Valero-O'Connell. Is she married, married to Charlie to... O'Connell? I was going to say the same thing, you jerk. The, the lesser O'Connell? Charlie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's why she kept that part of her name, too. She's like, listen, listen. Look, we're hyphenating this yeah, shit, man. you know, we're going Valero. The last thing you were in was Full Moon's, like, Lucky yeah, Charms, really. all right? Lucky Charms. Unlucky Charms. Oh, I'm going to be a killing if I don't get my shilling. It wasn't, even a lepre- it wasn't even a real leprechaun. They were just fucking, like, elves or fairies or some really? shit. Just f- fairies, huh? Yeah. Don't talk about the village voice like that. Ooh. DC's Gotham Academy is one of several series that will be relaunching later this year as part of Rebirth, where the monthly title Gotham Academy next semester is scheduled to begin in the fall. And I told you that. This is great. I'm t- I don't even care if you like Lumberjanes, know what Lumberjanes isn't, but it's a camp. It's a, and Gotham Academy goes, their fucking yearbook thing ends. They go to summer camp. Then after that, it leads right into the next semester. Perfect. That is and the super- thing is, I, I don't know this book. You explained to me what it was and how this is going to work. It sounds like a cool-ass sounds idea. It's really good. And Lumberjanes is a very well-liked book, and it's like a perfect thing to cross over with Gotham Academy. I'm telling you, as we talked about it before the podcast, I'm out of it. I don't know what's up anymore. Yeah, things. I don't either. Yeah, we'll hear about that later. Wait, we, really? don't, we, we thought we knew what was in, and now what was in is scary. What is Grandpa Simpson? <laughs> it's say? a whole thing. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it'll happen to you. It's <laughs> happening, all right? I'm an old man. How am I supposed to keep up with some kid wearing fucking white vans? Fucking, how am I supposed to know better? Marv Wolfman returns to Cyborg with April's issue number 10. Marv Wolfman, Eric. Well, reunite like, with you Cyborg. Know, what's that? Doesn't just, I hope he just doesn't tell his old Cyborg stories and actually goes with what's going on in the book right now. Yeah, he's just, he doesn't know what he hates. I'm an old guy. I'm a Cyborg. I'm going to write it like he's guy. from the 80s. Yeah. Marv yeah. Wolfman will reunite yeah. with Cyborg up, a month sooner. Yeah, yeah, see? I do the Cyborg now. Get that David F. Walker out of here. Man. I don't know what he's doing. Tech breakers? What's that? I got the white vans. The veteran comics writer will take over for a three-issue stint on DC Comics Cyborg series of April's issue number 10, as reported Friday by Newsarama. But this is the best. Previous series writer David F. Walker was originally solicited as writing that issue with Wolfman soliciting as taking over in May's issue number 11. Now, I love, uh, we'll hear David F. Walker's uh, his quote in a little bit, but first is uh, Marv Wolfman, who talks like this, Eric. Man, see, it's always a throw when something your co-creator continues to live on, see? Wolfman told Newsarama, sounding a lot like a Muggsy. You try to do your best and hope people like it, but we created Cyborg back in 1980 for him to not only survive, but thrive some 36 years later. Marv, you haven't looked at the sales. It's unexpected as well as truly amazing. All he's saying is like, he is living off of that cyborg money now, Eric. He's I like, used to be with it's on it. Teen but... Titans Go. I am I'm rolling in the cash, says Mr. I, Wolfman. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. <laughs> now what it is, isn't it? Wait, now I'm with it. Wait. God now damn it. I'm Can you reason it? You looked and it up. What it yeah. seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Happen to you. I remember when he points out it's happened. I'm just looking at this little meme right here. Years later, earlier. I was five when I lost it. (laughs) David F. Walker announced his departure from Cyborg in February via Twitter, stating that issue number nine, scheduled for release on March 23rd, was his last of the book, citing, just time to move on, that's the reason. All right. He said, 
Most I really liked his yet. last issue, so I'm actually going to miss him. I didn't care for the Tech Breaker stuff, but so, what we've been getting since, I really dig. Fucking all those, and you're going to miss the guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's no rapper, that cyborg. <laughs> that was terrible. It was so bad. He is, it's so lucky for DC that that was not a white guy right <laughs> Because it still seemed like the most racist thing I've ever read in my life, Eric. Ever. And you've read a lot of bathroom walls. Yeah, I've read a lot of bathroom walls. All right. CBS's Supergirl renewed for second season, along with a couple other renewals. But this was the big thing that I put. CBS president, CEO, Les Moonves, announced at his 380th birthday. He announced that Supergirl has been renewed for a second season. That's according to Deadline. No details were given about any changes to the cast or crew of the show, nor any potential schedule changes. Good. <laughs> it's Good. A, let's just walk out of the fucking, his fucking penthouse. Yep, sir, Supergirl's going again. Renewed. Thanks, Les. Deadline. Going back to bed now. He's got to be so old. I'm telling you, I've heard the name Les Moonves my entire life. Yeah, so have I. Howard, Howard Stern was so against him. And that's where I used to hear it. I, I don't pay attention to anything or CEOs of CBS. CBS. Showrunners. Is that even a network anymore? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the next one. Two classic DC characters cast for CBS's Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Classic. In the advanced description of the upcoming March 21st episode of Supergirl, two new characters are listed that are classic characters from DC. Oh, shit. Specifically, the Supergirl mythos. Warehouse 30, 13 alum. You watched that Warehouse 13, right? I did. Eddie McClintock. You know Eddie McClintock? I know the name. I couldn't tell That's, you who it is. It sounds like a, that really actually, to me, sounds more like a character from a movie. I don't say it, you had McClintock in the 60s. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's listed as playing Colonel James Harper. James Harper. James in Harper, huh? Comics Lourish, James Harper. James that classic Harper character? Is the original Guardian. Created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, just one year after the debut of Marvel's Captain America, the Guardian brandished a shield as well, but was a police officer operating in a city area dubbed Suicide Slum. I do know Eddie McClintock. He's a handsome gentleman. Is he? All right. Kirby later revived the character with a cloned Harper working as the Golden Guardian for Cadmus. The Guardian was also featured prominently in the Young Justice cartoon. Sure was. I would not say he's a classic character, though, because most people don't know who the fuck classic he is. Classic character. Guardian. 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 Meanwhile, the next one is Zane Emery of Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah, Crazy Stupid like, Love. Sounds like my marriage. I'm going to say, they're talking about my relationship? Rick Malvern, uh, although neither a superhero or supervillain, the auto binder created Dick Malvern as a childhood friend of the original Supergirl, Linda Lee, and dated her later on in life. The character is reintroduced in the late 90s, this time dating Kara. These two characters are listed as debuting. Now, I like this, too. What's the date? It's Today? The 12th. Okay. I'm going to tell you. See, these guys, they're going to be in the March 21st episode uh, uh, titled Good. Manhunter. It's not even like, like all of a sudden these characters, hey, these classic characters, they can't be that much involved, right? You I would think? Understand. I don't Unless know. they play a big part in the second season, says Les Moonves. <laughs> Maybe Les Moonves said that. Uh, the next bit of news is something I put, and it's the last bit of news. I put this because it was something that you had suggested on the site way really? back. And that oh, is yeah. Batman 89 series that never was. And this was uh, Joe, and how do you pronounce his name? Quinones? He's a big guy. I, I Every time I look at his name, I cannot pronounce it. Joe Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. The Howard the Duck artist, Joe 
Keanu Reeves has revealed the art for a failed comic book pitch that would have revisited Tim Burton's classic 1989 Batman movie. Titled Batman 89, after the current Batman 66 success, Keanu Reeves and writer Kate Kate Leth, Leith. It's Joe Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pitched it to DC in 2015, but was shot down by the editors involved. Our story would have picked up the threads left by Tim Burton's Batman Returns. We would have seen the return of Selena Kyle Catwoman, as well as introduction to Burtonverse versions of Robin, Barbara Gordon Backrow, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. It also would have showcased the turn of Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent into Two Face. And it would have been amazing. Yeah, they they pitched it. It was shot down. I don't know. Maybe it was one of those that they didn't think it would have like, Look, stakes. Either we could do yeah. Batman '89 or Batman '66 meets the Man from Uncle. No, Man from Uncle. They're just. Uh, <laughs> it has to end after this Man from Uncle. You would think maybe they'll do this. Maybe I'm saying though, maybe I, this is like put out just to kind of get to see if there's like, oh man, I would have read fan outcry like a Mega Man, or even just like people interest or whatever. Maybe I don't know why this came up now, <laughs> but yeah, Joe Keanu Reeves said it, and uh, we'll see what goes on with that. But that's the news. That's, well, that's the thing is you brought it up. I I wanted this idea. I put it in the top five list back in uh, January of 2015. Okay, so it was and, probably around the same time that they were freaking doing it. And I would, I talked to you a lot. About it. I spent a lot of breaks at work. Well, wait a minute, you how said this would work. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought actually that they mentioned exactly the date. It just said they pitched it in 2015. Yeah, January eighth. I think you said Marlon Wayans. Yeah, Marlon Wayans is uh, coming as Robin. Yep, he would be we, as Robin. We had all this stuff that Tim Burton had working on for when he was going to do Batman Forever until changed to Joe, uh, Joel Schumacher. Yep. And I'm like, you know, what? we can just continue this series. Even have Tim Burton oversee the thing. And like, you know, a far away kind of base. He doesn't have to be there overseeing Tim Burton, everything. He's, that's a, he's a busy guy. They're doing Beetlejuice 2 where. That's what I heard something about. Beetlejuice I didn't bother reading it. 2. But I think this would be a really cool digital comic. It would be. And they do need some new things. They're going in. Uh, they have uh, me and Reggie talk about it. We'll talk about it later in this episode. But yeah, they're, they're, it's, it seems to be kind of uh, getting stale. The the lineup right now really is. Yeah. So that that would have been good. Just end the Batman. Switch it over. You know, Batman sixty six. And go Batman eighty nine. Batman eighty nine. And then go. And I mean, if you want to keep going, you just have a sixty issue run and then fucking move on. Well, well, but they're not going to do it. But next, we're going to move on to the mail section of the podcast. There's not as many mail. Uh, items as usual, Eric. A couple, okay. couple, right. a lot of right. returning favorites. And if you want to get on the mail section here, which would upset Eric to all ends, if we I had tons mail of mail, right you'd uh, you would write into weirdsciencedccomics at gmail dot com, just what? like Dan. Dan's our first mail. Dan Stransky, it seems, Eric. Mm. Or at least somebody who likes Dan, or at least stalks him, it seems. Because know <laughs> a lot about Dan. Well, when you stalk someone, you must really like That's them, right? That's true. You wouldn't stalk somebody you don't like, right? Unless you had nefarious plans. I, I, most stalkers have those anyway. <laughs> yeah, usually the stalking isn't to like help them out with their homework. You're up to Why something. Why do we ever have any helpful stalkers? Helpful stalkers, like yeah. they, they're stalking somebody just to tell them like ways to get their uh, electric like, bill down. Like, say instead of if you like the A team, if you can find them, they'll help you. Why doesn't the A team go and search these people out and then it's like, hey, I'm going to watch this person, see if they're doing, and, and then I'm going to help them. Start, like, so I'm stalking somebody, and like I said, I'm looking. I'm like, boy, you know what? She goes to bed and does not turn off that light. She could really save some money. I like Seriously. write a note, and I'm like. Dear, uh, I don't know. Dear Eric, dear Erica, 
Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, actually, yeah, I break in, I boil her cat and turn off the light. There you go. Now she does, and you know, now she doesn't have to pay for that pesky cat. I was going to say that fucking cat, Jesus Christ, the thing was never neutered and spayed and it was probably fucking pregnant. Who wants kittens there? (laughs) Who wants kittens? I don't. I don't. Now I'm going to move on to the mail because I don't know why we're talking about stalking. And the first one is Dan, and he starts with, Hello, Weird Science. All right. Boy, the Batman and Robin Eternal comments section is more crowded than my car is with cicadas when I recorded my news segment. At first, I thought I accidentally stumbled into Eric's Batman number 44 review with all the arguing going on. We don't talk about that review anymore. No. That we have said, moved on. I like Batman and Robin Eternal, but I haven't been able to keep up with it. With all my patented car unboxing videos, <laughs> writing my novel, and my TV pilot, doing wow. my Dan Fails videos, developing games, it's harder than it looks, Eric, curing exactly. cancer, like <laughs> recording with Drake, Performing in Greece on Broadway and Rocky Horror off-Broadway on the same night at the same time. Going back in time to stop Lee Harvey Oswald, but then becoming Lee Harvey Oswald. (laughs) Attending Nancy Reagan's funeral, playing old video games from five years ago. That's retro, you know. And live-tweeting the third season of the Dukes of Hazzard. I'd talk more, but I have to go and tweet Kevin Smith learn how to fly a helicopter, prove that the Earth actually revolves around itself, find out what damn Daniel means, then buy white fans and make a damn Dan Stransky video, appear on Ellen, record a music video with Weezer, try out for the New Jersey Devils, announce my retirement from the NFL, and finally tweet about tea, air conditioning, Spider-Man, Minecraft, Duke Nukem, Donald Trump, and Pokemon. Love Dan. Wow. That is a... This guy really is stalking Dan. Yes, that is a uh, a guy who loves Dan Stransky. Dan, <laughs> that Dan's a busy guy. He became Lee Hart Oswald. That's the best part. <laughs> the next bit of mail is from Ryan. And oh, yeah? it's not that Ryan. Okay. Her, because, boy, that would be crazy if we got, uh, actually, if we really got mail from Dan and Ryan. Ryan has blocked us every which way he can. So every hopefully, which way but loose. And you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to block him from listening to this podcast. So, if, Ryan, if you're listening to this podcast, I fucking hate you. How about wow. that, Eric? Getting a little dark, huh? What Fuck dog. him. All right, this Ryan says. I don't <laughs> mind this Ryan. This is the other Ryan. Dear, I feel all kinds of uncomfortable. I don't know if I can go on. You can't go on? I don't know. What, you, like you wouldn't go and help him load that gun? Oh, Dear Jim and Reggie. <laughs> Dear Jim and Reggie. I have to say your I'm assumption okay last it. week was quite wrong. I've listened for a while and I'm aware that Eric exists. But mail still goes to Jim and Reggie. Two more questions this week. What's the dumbest thing you all have ever done together? We'll just say that right now because really, we we haven't really done much together. We, we uh, this started podcast. a site out of nowhere and a podcast. Yeah, that's that is the dumbest thing. And according to that guy uh, Lane on uh, the comment section of Batman and Robin Eternal, this is the craziest and dumbest thing we've ever done together. <laughs> uh, then he also wants to know: skirt or bathing suit or pants for Wonder Woman? That's the second question. I say skirt. I go skirt all the way. I don't know. I like the skirt, but I also like the classic bathing suit look. Yeah, I, I like the skirt. It's more of a, uh, a Greek-Roman look. Honestly, I like everything except for the pants. I don't know. Those pants in that crazy TV show, those latex pants. Yeah. Woo-wee. Goddamn. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I remember when that came out. All right, guys. I got to go look at some pictures. See you all in there, seven. Yeah, there was such an outcry about those holy know. christ there was no outcry from me i still have it the on only my outcry there was was from my penis 
from getting rubbed to rubbed raw. <laughs> he had to go to the doctor. He thought he had oh, a fucking uh, sexual transmitted disease. Yeah, really. I'm telling you that those that look came out. And I I really I was like, boy, that's hot. And then everybody, was, oh my god, what are you doing? I, I and then you had to get on the bandwagon. Uh, yeah, um, what's wrong with you, people? Yeah, ooh, yeah ooh. no. I just no. snickered. I kept my mouth shut and jerked <laughs> off. Yes. I kept my mouth shut so I didn't squirt in it, Eric. You kept my mouth never shut, my pants yourself. open. Never finishing yourself. <laughs> you were in that in college. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then he says, uh, I wonder if anyone else that writes mail in now reads everything they write in Jim's voice. I hope not. I hope you're all having a very weird day. You got them smooth tones, man. Love the other one. The, yeah. The, yeah. See? Dear yeah, Jim yeah. Reggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, big boy, Chip no, Reggie. No Mayweather. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Who are these people? I'm just gonna go through like a. I'm. I'm the, now I'll go Robin Williams. I'm just gonna throw shit out there. By the way, Ryan, not you, Ryan. The real Ryan. You, you love that gun. Don't, Jesus. Quick enough. Fucking. Why can't this Ryan be the real Ryan now? It isn't the real. Oh, he's he is the real Ryan on this podcast. He's the only Ryan on this podcast now. But then other Ryan, he can go fuck himself, Eric. Fair enough. All right, off to Chisanga. Can go fuck himself, Eric. Oh my God, Chisanga says no, not Chisanga. I was repeating about Ryan. No, (laughs) Chisanga, we like. I that really came out wrong. Hey, Jim and Eric. After this week's Batman and Robin Eternal, I'm done with all the Eternals and don't want another one. You don't want Superman Eternal, Red Hood Eternal. I definitely don't want a red hooded turtle. Also, Superman getting his powers back by the fortress, fixing him in two seconds, spells clear editorial to keep all the other Kryptonians from just opening the doors for this instant fix. Though at least it's less nonsensical than Bruce's memory machine that you didn't call out for, Eric. I did so, you son of a bitch. Oh, uh, you, really? I thought you didn't mention that in your review. I hate you so much. What did it, Not what you did it work gym. on? It worked on oh, what the symbolic, hell was it? Uh, uh, symbolic gestures, yeah. yeah. Symbolic gestures. All right. I'm giving uh, fucking Ryan a symbolic gesture, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Manship has a mail. Now, Manship has been busy. Oh, but anyway, hold on, hold on. What's Chisanga, that? Chisanga. Oh. You got three issues left. Just buy the rest of Batman and Robin Eternal. You've been on this ride this long. Finish it out. It might be good by the end. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm sure that the last issue will be good. Yeah, I I'm guessing Honestly, that's what I'm just reading for at this point. I'm guessing Batman shows up Hopefully. and goes, "Hey, what's going on here?" And then it's over. <laughs> that's the last panel. Actually, the last panel happens, and then Bullock comes out and goes, "Hey, you really are the Dark Knight." Uh, oh, where's Man- my harmonica? Manship says, "Hey, Jim and Reggie, oh right, and Eric. Speaking of Eric, I like to play the guess who wrote this review game. Manship has a lot of free time." <laughs> I try to guess who wrote the review that I am reading based on structure and wording. Usually what he'll do is if it doesn't have boosh or a curse word within three sentences, then it's not you. If it doesn't mention blood sport, it's not me. So I was reading the review for Earth 2 Society number 10 and thought that Eric usually does that review for this book. It really threw me off, though, as the first two paragraphs were very, very wordy. And I began to think (laughs) that this was a Reggie review. He's insulting both of you. <laughs> As I continued to read the review, I noticed that it didn't have any Reggie words. You know, words that you have to stop and go look up. Yeah, we know those. <laughs> so the review was either Reggie dumbing it down or Eric trying to step his game up. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> what the hell I comes, wrote in that review. Still comes out as an insult to me. Both didn't make sense to me, so I guessed Reggie. 
and was burned when I got to the end. Curse you, Eric. You got me on that one. I guess Eric does have more time on his hands due to taking sick days, both at work and from the podcast. And that is love toy man ship. And I toy man ship. I'll say about, uh, the thing that makes me laugh about Reggie is I really think that we've gotten him a little and he's dumbed down a little himself anyway. <laughs> Even when we talk to him, he, he's not a fancy guy anymore. He drinks his tea with his pinky down now. Oh, it, shit. We have affected America. Even though this week we had a we, we were on a high this week, getting a lot of praise. Back, behind the scenes praise there. Sure were. Behind the scenes. Cloud nine. Last night. Brandon is the last male, and Brandon says, Jim and Eric and maybe Reggie. Eric got second billing back this week because it seems like his attendance is back in order and on the other things. I kind was of, on that last goddamn podcast. Kind of a lackluster week for me, really. I just worked a lot, and then I get to end my week now by attending another kid's birthday party here momentarily. What did I do to become so unlucky? That's probably why he couldn't give you shit on uh, trying to get him, force him into giving you shit on Skype, or not Skype, uh, Twitter today. The weird part is Brandon doesn't have any kids. Yeah, I'm not even <laughs> going to make a random kid's birthday party. he's not invited anywhere. He just, he loves Chuck E. Cheese and laser tag. <laughs> I'm not ever even going to take the time out of my day to comment about Eternal this week. And I think that sums up this issue quite nicely. See, I'm telling you, the, the eternal veterans are against this issue, Eric. You may, t- you, uh, spoiler alert, Eric kind of liked it. But if I knew you guys weren't about to rip it to shreds, I would say just flash review it. But that would be missing out too much of the fun at this point. So have at it, gentlemen, and please don't get gentlemanly about it. Yeah, Eric liked it. Beat the Jesus shit out Christ. of this issue like Jim. Is home alone with a Sears catalog, and mom won't be home for a very, very long time. <laughs> the only other thing I will say is the anonymous people that showed up to defend Eternal in the comments section this week were quite the smelly assholes, if I may say. I may, I mean, how can anyone defend this issue? <laughs> Jesus. Can I keep listening? And they couldn't, not once did the person responsible list anything they liked. They just bitched about others not liking it. I would love to see how angry these people get in real life when you say their mom, girlfriend, wife cooks like a Vietnamese cat chef. <laughs> you burn oh, toast. Oh, my goodness. This is getting racial. Okay, now that's really all I have to say about Eternal. I'd like to say Devil Dad, I think, was the one that called in last week about Green Lantern. Yes, he was, and he was hilarious. So I'd like to encourage him to call in more. I appreciate the weird looks I get at work when I start snickering uncontrollably. We got word. I actually sent Devil Dad a note and said, man, that was pretty good. You were pretty funny. I played it to you in the car since you do not listen to the podcast, and we laughed. And then he wrote back that he was getting a lot of shit from his family, that he's a fanboy. His daughter was like, oh, my God, Dad. (laughs) <laughs> what, you're writing into these fucking assholes. Uh-huh. These tools. Yeah. And then he says, finally, fuck that. Don't you have Eternal. something better to do, like raise me, Dad? Yeah, really. Brandon <laughs> at bmuro3660. And then he says, P.S., the pound key still owns me. And that is true <laughs> because we're going to go on to Brandon has a uh, Marvel Minute that he likes to do. And, yes, he did send two again because I think he... He keeps not thinking that it's recorded. He is like a bad boyfriend <laughs> who keeps calling the girl after she breaks up with him. Or even like, well, I, I no, that's, that's not even a like boyfriend. After that's a, a guy from first date. Actually, yeah, it's after the date. And they come back, he calls. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, I bet. Beep. Oh, shit. Keeps calling back. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> you are that guy. But yeah, we're going to go off to Brandon and his Marvel Minute. Nice. Hey, Weird Science, this is Brandon. i call him with a quick Marvel Minute. Going to give you a rundown on Vision Number 5 this week. It's written by Tom King with art by Gabriel Hernandez Walta. Quick recap here. 
The setting is Washington, D.C. suburbs. We got Vision, living with a family in Virginia, Vin, and Viv are his two kids. Uh, Virginia would be his wife. Um, they're trying to just kind of uh, get used to normal life in the suburbs and Vision having a job in D.C. He's the Avenger consultant to the president. Um, so basically what's been happening, um, Virginia and the kids were attacked by a bad guy named Grim Reaper in the first book. He ended up killing the daughter. The wife killed Grim Reaper and buried him in the backyard. Doesn't tell Vision. Shady. Uh, issue, issue two. Then gets into a fight at school, which is the son, uh, with the daughter's lab partner uh, after questioning her whereabouts because she's been hurt. Issue 3, Vision ends up reviving Viv with Iron Man. Um, issue 4, they go back to school, uh, and you find out that the wife is being blackmailed uh, by the daughter, uh, the daughter's lab partner, partner's father. You got all that? That was a mouthful for me. I can't say it again. Um, she goes to his house to kind of see what the deal is, um, ends up getting in a fight with him. He pulls a gun, misses shooting at her, and the bullet catches his son. So that brings us to issue five, the one I'm reviewing for you guys tonight. And we start the issue with Virginia looking over the father in the hospital as he's in a bed unconscious, looking like he's in bad shape after taking a punch from her, hitting the wall, after unfortunately killing his child. Um, you go to the next scene where the coroner's looking over that body, and he rules the uh, child's death a homicide. Next scene, you, you see Vision taking on some bad guys with the Avengers. Uh, Virginia's calling him, giving him the nagging wife spiel there, telling him he has to come home. He's telling her he's a little busy fighting a, a gentleman named Giganto, um, and she tells him she doesn't care. He's got to get his ass there. So he comes up with some excuse and takes off. Uh, shortly after arriving home, the cops arrive at his residence, uh, and they're there to see if Vision will come back to the station, answer a few questions for them. Uh, he goes He goes along. Uh, the wife is at the house still with the kids at the table. Uh, she kind of starts stuttering a little bit. Now, there's a family of robots here, so this is uh, kind of abnormal. She she can't put any words together and, and out of anger gets up and smashes the table in a million pieces. The kids take off out of the room. They don't know what the hell to do. Uh, and you got the wife standing there. The table smashed, pissed off, and you got me strangely turned on. Uh, we cut to the next scene. We got Vision. He's being questioned by the cop. Uh, they kind of go back and forth as to where he was and him giving the alibis. Um, Vision kind of recounts as this is going on 37 different times he's saved Earth. And those those two exchanges kind of run parallel to each other because, uh, uh, you know, the Vision's being honest and truthful at first, but he kind of uh, reaches a point when the, the cop asks the whereabouts of his wife um, that, that he thinks it over for a minute and then and how those 37 acts mean nothing anymore because he's he's going to lie to this cop and tell him the wife was with him. Uh, so so he does that. 
says the wife was with him uh, the night of the murder, and he is he leaves. He arrives home shortly after, sees the wife still sitting in front of a broken table, uh, puts his hand on her shoulder, asks her to go to bed, uh, mentions nothing about knowing uh, of her whereabouts the night of the murder, and uh, he still knows nothing about the, the first murder she committed against Grim Reaper with his body in the backyard. So you got some strangeness kind of tension building between those two as they, they head off to bed. And then that's where our issue ends. And again, I'm going to tell you to buy, borrow, or forget this series altogether. And issue five, I would recommend you buying, and I would recommend you going back and getting the first four. Tom King is doing a great job with this series. It's not heavy on Marvel continuity, um, so, so you'd be good to just pick up this series and not have to worry about anything else. It's not going to cross over or anything like that. You don't even know much about uh, Vision, and frankly, I think he's, sucked in Age of Ultron, and this was something I kind of picked up on a whim to try something new. So, um, again, I recommend a buy for this issue in this series. Um, thanks for the time, guys. Again, if you want to get a hold of me or you have any suggestions, at bmer 3660 on Twitter. I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. If you don't buy for me, you're losing money. I'm breaking the competition. How long can you go? My car for $69.95. Computer, $1.99. And you own the fax? $1.29. $99. Three CD with cassette, radio, AM, FM, mini system. Oh, 19-inch color TV for $99. My big screen started $4.99. Driving it to a lot. I'm crazy. 830 Traction Avenue located at downtown LA between 2nd and 3rd, one block east of Alameda. Wow! Yeah, I'm calling about the Batman Eternal 23 this week. I, I don't know. The, I liked it. I know that Jim didn't like it on the, the site. I don't know what you're going to say on the podcast. I'm sure you're going to rip it apart. But, uh, it, it was okay. I I think that, uh, Jim just doesn't like it. He's probably stuck reading a review on it. Then we're back. Oh, shit. You laughing it up. You laughing Having it up, a good baby. time, baby. Having, Having a, a good great time, time are you? All right, we're at the books section, the meat and potatoes, boom, meat and cheese, everything. I don't even know what I'm saying, but if you want to read Eric's all wordy reviews, like Manship just told us, go to our site at Weird Science. I'm not dumbed down. It's blogged up, blogspot.com. I'm dumbed up. There, oh, there's going to be spoilers ahead, Eric. Spoilers ahead. So if you do not want to hear spoilers, turn this shit show off right now. Get the hell out of I'm town. I'm surprised if you haven't already. Get out of town. Get off my plane. <laughs> no ticket. I, I always say the same words. Don't look, Marion. I'll have what uh, she's having. <laughs> uh, I'm too old for this shit. What else do we got? Any other ones? I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> I'll be back. Don't go there. Manson. Dude. Bogus. <laughs> All right. Yes, we're going to start with what we always have started with for the past goddamn 23. We're almost done, man. We're we almost are almost done. done. We're almost done. This is Batman and Robin Eternal number 23. Caused me a lot of grief this week on the site. And in fact, at one point today. It caused was, me a lot of grief the past couple of hours. At one point, I was trying to get ready for this podcast. And instead, I'm writing fucking responses to shit on the fucking website about. And to me. Yes, this is written by Genevieve Valentine, art by Christian Doucet, Gabe Altieb, and Saida, Saida Temafonte. 
Belafonte. Well, I have never, yeah. Well, I've Yay. been told that the stakes have never been higher, Eric, <laughs> and that I should give the Eternal Creative Team some suggestions on how to make this weekly better. I'm very happy weekly. just telling you it is not very good. The main problem I've had throughout this issue or this series has been the inconsistencies. And boy, it happens again this week. Add to that an issue where not much really happens, and what does is forced, and I'm ready for this all to end. I know that Lane wants me to just stop reading and reviewing this book, and I'm the first one to say I wish I could. <laughs> They're explaining our whole fucking concept of our site to them. You like this issue better than me. I do. Get it right out of the deal. I hated it. I fucking thought it was one of the worst ones ever. Uh, mainly because there is one big rule. They go against it, and I can't get over that, and I don't care what you say. That is like having a the best sandwich you ever read, uh, oh, had and wiping your ass with it. It's, what about that best sandwich I ever read? Ever read. The best sandwich you ever read. Now I'm saying that you, you have one rule in this whole thing, really, and that's anybody under 20, which we got a full-out spelled it out. out. Yep. Anybody under 20 will be affected by the signal. We have many a character in this book that are under 20, including a couple that were already affected by the signal once, and now they are not affected. And it starts off in Gotham, where uh, you finally get to see Cullen and Stephanie. Playing some video games? No, he's just sitting there listening to things. I don't know. They start off with a little bit of a uh, retro, I don't know, a reverse engineering the freaking revisionist history. All of a sudden, it's that Harper has been trying to get a hold of Colin. Bullshit. I actually kind of liked it, though. She's been leaving voicemails. Yeah, she's been on. leaving voicemails. First off, what, what, do you think she's calling on a cell phone? Yes. Yeah. Why doesn't she leave a number? Why can't Colin call her back then? If she's so concerned, why doesn't she say, hey, Colin, you know my number. Call me back. No. He, Jim. And, and, Jim. 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 What's that? Say you're calling out of work. Do you want to talk to anybody? Well, that's the problem. That's the relationship too. she has with her She's, brother. Well, and Cullen is there with a cell phone listening to these. Where where was he all of these messages? Where was the cell phone? I have Under kids. His they have butt, cell phones. Video games. They are not letting go of that cell phone, Eric. That cell phone is always with them. Or it's or, so stupid. Maybe he doesn't like his sister very much. He's like, well, I'm going to like, uh, no, ignore this. To me, it's that all of a sudden you got to add <laughs> them in and you can't just say, oh, here's Cullen. And Harper really doesn't care because the only thing he has going is that he wants to find her. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting Harper, these messages. Harper keeps calling during a boss battle. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> the problem is I said this reminds me back uh, back in the day. When I wouldn't want to do something with one of my friends and oh, yeah. I'd already agreed to it. So I would wait and say, and this, it, this doesn't work in the same air because <laughs> this has to be a landline because then they would have already left the house to go meet me wherever. That's when you call. And also, like, you don't have a time attached to it like you do with a cell phone. So you call like six times like, hey, this is Jim. Uh, what's going on? I, I can't get a hold of you. I, I hope we're still meeting, you know. And uh, then you wait a couple minutes. You call back again, leave another message. Oh, man, you know what? If I don't hear from you, I guess it's off. The best part of my mind, I imagine this, your yeah. friend didn't even have an answering machine. It's just you talking no, to the ringing phone. Yelling. And then I go, I called. <laughs> <laughs> I, something happened. I heard a beep, and I now they have a machine. So then they get back. Where the fuck is that guy? Boop. There's like six messages. It's all me saying like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then you turn it around, and it's their fault because now you're, yeah, I guess I, I haven't heard from you. I guess it, you're right. And then they, you know, it, it spins it around. Then you don't look like an asshole. As it turns they, out, you're just a bad friend. Yeah, they figure it out then, and you are an asshole. But yeah, there's <laughs> Stephanie and Colin. While Gotham seems to be. 
getting affected. Under siege. Yeah, it's under siege. He's uh, Cullen's watching the news, and Stephanie jumps in and basically says, hey, uh, time for spoiler to go fight some kitty uh, grade schoolers, uh, get to the roof, and all this. Well, they should be affected. They are under 20. They, they should, be should affected. really be affected. And if, if the signal is not affecting them right there, there's no explanation about it not happening. So I'm already off. I'm already okay, off. I'm I am as well. I, I have a bit, great big issue with uh, these characters not being affected no. like that, and the, no explanation behind it. No. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, where the only thing they give us that you can kind of argue maybe is when we start to issue out Gotham miles away. Yeah, yeah, but it's also, but it, it happens later in the issue where there are characters right in the middle of the fray and oh, are yeah. not affected. So, yeah, I'm not even going to give them any benefit. No, no benefit the Plus, doubt. I got you. miles away, I don't know. I, I don't know radio signals, radio waves. I don't know how that works. And if you're not going to explain it to me, I really am not going to know how it works. But then Tim shows up. And, yeah, Tim could show up and say, hey, you guys got to get out of here. The signal is spreading. It's almost here. <laughs> and he doesn't. He just jumps in. He he. Doors, doors in, in. Midnighter door. Doors in, out of nowhere. Has not talked to Stephanie Brown in the whole series, pretty much. Hey, and remember what I finger banged you? All of a sudden, they happened, a, right? they, yeah, they have a big important thing for. Hey, yeah, Stephanie, uh, you're gonna guard uh, Scarecrow because it's a loose end, and Mother might send a lot of people to go kill him. So yeah, we want you to, to watch. What what would happen if out of nowhere, what a hundred kids shows? She's dead. She is dead. Well, she's going down swinging. I know that. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous because they send her off to guard Crane, and really it is only to get her back in the book. That is the only reason she's and doing this. Is, I know you don't like it just because it like, doesn't really make much sense. Like in your mind, why they would send her. They, uh, Tim at least believes in her abilities to a degree. They but need the, something for her to do. This, I, I like actually in the series, in we don't know that. He's well, we, never, we, we saw it a bit from, uh, was it Eternal she was that in? Was Batman Eternal, and really even then it was hardly a connection. He was more with Harper. It's true. It's it just, there's no, and out of nowhere for them just to show up out, out of all this time, and really, if Crane goes down, if Crane gets killed, it's over. The plan's over because we find out later what their plan is, is for Crane to get the trauma toxin. I consider it more of a backup plan. Backup plan. They they spell it out. They say to him, I understand if that, you but we, do not do this, the world is done. I'm saying, though, if they don't take out the towers. Yeah, they don't. And what's weird about this is I don't ever remember them really. That's me saying about taking out the towers. They never really say that. They just say that it's spreading. I really think, if you want to go into that, I really think that there is ways where a tower can be shut down, a signal. If this is actually what well, they're saying. Well, they are going off to not, do it. Like we said, we, they're no, going they, to these places. No, they're going to control the mobs, they say. They never say, well, I know, hey, I, we're going to take these out. I know whatever. that. I'm saying, though, I, they said in the book that um, – oh, what the hell? Now I can't remember. The, oh, the kids were programmed to guard the towers. So obviously they're going to go with the kids. I have to really see that because I don't even remember them saying that specifically. They just say every signal needs a receiver. Moscow has this tower. And they're like, okay, well, Toronto, Shanghai, Sydney, major transmitters, all of them. I don't even know what that means, actually. And now (laughs) seems to think that the cities themselves, I don't think he's getting the gist of it. And then he says, so far, signal radius is, and this is Midnighter talking because then they go to Midnighter. Uh, it's received. No, it looks like they're shielded. You can get close, but you can't go in. 
then they start. They never really say that. No, they do. It's next um, Mother's children will be programmed to protect those towers, and we have to take them out. Yes. But still, then they take them out. And that's the other thing. It's so everything is so out and about of what's going on. Oh, they're that, throwing yeah. shit at you willy-nilly left but and right. It's, it's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. They Agreed. say, oh, there's air support. Oh, my God, it's scrambling. <laughs> I don't know and anything that's going on with that. I don't know what's going on with that. But, yeah, they... Back they got air support to scramble. There's down planes. I don't know. This all seems contradictory well, to me. Stephanie, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not Stephanie smart. Goes, Stephanie goes off to protect Crane. I don't know. It almost seems to me that they just want to get her off somewhere and they don't really need her to protect. They like, want her to seem like, hey, you know, we forgot about you. you hey, kiddo. You've been watching Colin. We want to make you seem important because, yeah, she goes and then they have Keep that. Keep doing what you're doing, Jimmy. Yeah, well, they have that weird <laughs> They have that weird thing where Stephanie is there with Crane and Crane starts acting like I, it's a, he's a reverse psychologist. And the only thing that I can explain. I like that, though. I hated it because you know why? The only thing I can explain is that first off, I hate it because it, we've seen this with Dick before. We have. It's the same exact thing. Now, you can tell me, Crane's an idiot. He saw it happening before. His, it's his only game. He's pulling a straws here. He's, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a doctor who specialized in fear, and he's trying anything he can here to get under her skin. It just happens that it doesn't work here, and I actually like that a lot. That's a spoiler. It's like, look, you're not going to fuck with me like that, old man. Yeah, I, why I don't like it, it's because it is now I'm looking at it. It's two pages, maybe three. Yeah, three pages almost of just filler because nothing happens there. She's doing that here. I don't get anything. What do, do I come out of that? Like, man, Stephanie's smart. She's got some or, confidence. And crane is an idiot. I, it, it does nothing for me. You, it doesn't push the story forward anywhere. It is to pad the issue before Jason comes, grabs crane and takes him, <laughs> which they could have done without Stephanie even involved. Jason was busy up until then. Yeah, he, he, was had, not. he had to polish his red hood. He was, he was hanging out with everyone talking. Yeah, who doesn't like to hang out, Jim? Yeah, that's all they were doing, hanging they're play, out. They're playing pigeon tail on the donkey. You're not invited. Uh, Beck, he, he is the guy who seems to be giving out weapons. Why is he giving Cullen a big halberd? It looks is that like. what that's called? I think that's what it is. I don't know. He a, is, looks like some crazy-ass scimitar to me. I don't know. Why is that to him? There's what? no reason. He's not going out to fight. He knows you know what that. that is. That's a Klingon fucking blade right yeah. there. I just realized why, that's a... Why is he giving him that? And why isn't Dick like, yo, buddy? The best he part is... Need that. Uh, is he, he has his other hand on the battle axe. Is he giving that to Damien? No, I think Damien already has his thing. I think the What's he doing with that battle axe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what anything is going on. Like I said, it's very goofy. Honestly, too, you can say the same thing about Spoiler. They just needed something for Spoiler to do here. Hey, we haven't forgotten about you, kiddo. Go and do this. Well, They're doing the same thing about, to Jason. Yeah, at least. They said, Jason, hey. You're, we really need you, buddy. You need to hand out the weapons to everybody. Yeah, okay. That, that is just something that I'm sure that the uh, <laughs> the artist just threw in there. But this two pages of this whole thing with, yeah, looks like Dick Grayson taught you well. Yup, he doesn't trust you. They don't like you. Oh, really? Oh, thanks. Oh, you, no. You know what? If you're going to get really into it and if you're going to pull things from Eternal like you were before out of your fucking ass, how about this? You know what? Your dad died and he was, you know, these are the people who fucking made him die. Something like that. He, yeah, he never knows. loved he, you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, shit like that. Go with the thing like that. Or, you know what? These kids are killed their parents, but you you wouldn't know about that. Your, your dad's dead. Something I don't even like know that. if you would know that about I, I think though. he might. I think he might just because it was probably – he probably knows Cluemaster got his, you know, neck sliced. It's probably around Gotham. I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. How would he know that the I just spoiler don't know is anything. Blue Master's daughter? I, I, I know even, you know. I know. I don't even know why he really knows that Dick was giving the things. He well, the, the idea the, I got, I'm telling you, this is a bit of a stretch, but the idea I've got is that he's watching her train right there and recognizes the moves from when he fought Robin years ago. Yeah, he even says, imagine Nightwing watching this display. What would he think if he knew you were? he was being imitated? He has been I even, jail. I even like, I'm he's been you, in I jail even, for years. I'm telling you, I even like the idea that he calls him Nightwing. Yeah, he does, but the, the problem to me is, is the way they're spelling it out, he has been in jail. They sent him off to jail. He's been in jail in since flashback. Forever Evil. Yeah, well, I'm saying it doesn't make sense to me because they never really spell it out, and you're almost thinking that this is him in jail since the flashback when they send him off to Arkham. They I'm pretty sure that say, he was part of the secret society during Well, I know, but I don't think that they even care about that here. I care about it. Because he was in Arkham. The last time we knew he went to Arkham, they sent him there, Batman and young Dick Grayson. And right. now they said, oh, they just moved him to federal prison because of, you know, there's trouble. And yet you don't get any idea of when, how, has he been in jail all this time? If he wasn't, why didn't Mother go right after him and kill him? Uh, before she disappeared, all that stuff. I, I have no idea because now you just have him there. And this crane, this scarecrow to me, uh, he almost feels more like the Riddler to me. Or so. I don't know. It does not feel to me like the scarecrow because then he goes off and Jason basically says, hey, you're going to be making this fear toxin, this trauma toxin, not fear toxin, the trauma toxin that can combat the um, somnocytal. The, the signal and he's like no why would i help you well and that he knows why yeah i know this part is a little bit i think like i told you before that we were talking about this this is really just feels to catch everybody up on what's yeah, going but on it's weird though because it's if it's catching you up you really don't need to catch up to know that we've already said that mother that's his last you know he she doesn't like leaving uh, loose ends and he's right. the loose end so we got that but this is like hey mother's going to come after you. Uh, well, what do I care? Uh, well, you know what? Without the fear, you, this whole thing, you don't really need to know now, really, because that's specific to the scarecrow. Well, I'm saying exactly that, but you get motivations and why yeah, but he, he help says them. no. He I says say, no. Still. And then he says yes. No, he says yes when he says, you can be better than Batman and be the one who one-ups a mother. And then uh -huh. he agrees yes. He doesn't agree when they say, you don't want to have a world without fear. He's like, I don't care. And then that's when they pull out, he pulls out that last thing. And, he, oh, you know what? Flattery will work. Oh, no, no. Hey, let's get the ingredients. And he wants to outsmart mother. Yeah. But it, it just. A it, lady who done him wrong, Jim. Who done she, him wrong. Really, she didn't. She was going to kill him. Yeah, but she, he, she didn't do him wrong. He went and he was giving him the toxin and then realized afterwards, oh, my God, once she gets this, she's going to kill me. That's she's going to kill him. She but, done him wrong. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous because. <laughs> If she did him wrong and all the things that he said before, no, no, why no. he wanted she to done him wrong. Yeah. Well, he doesn't seem to react to anything, and it's word for word what he told Batman. Yeah. Didn't want to have happen, but now it doesn't matter to him. Now he's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, what is he sitting there and he doesn't care anymore? I just, it's just nonsense to me. And then you, you gotta find. You got to wonder about the quality of life in that sense. Well, yeah, I don't know. He's <laughs> by himself. It looks like he's just, you know, in a facility that's just him. I, it's just odd. And is, that, even, is that like your perfect vacation where it's just it you, no it's noise? Just, yeah, nothing. And um, then you go, and here's where Sounds I... Sounds And up until this point, I'm just annoyed. But I was annoyed right when you saw Stephanie and Cullen not being affected. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is the biggest pro like, so, fault of this issue. So then you get... You find out who they've recruited to help in the fight. And it is Black Canary, Catwoman, Katana, 
Batgirl, Batwoman. And, you know, Helen is there. I'm yeah, looking Helen at the screen. There, they're, they're looking at the screen with everyone. And I just, I don't know why there are these characters. Uh, two issues ago, I guess it was, yeah, and they Dick said, said yeah. what, we sh- what do you want us to call the Justice League? Yeah, you could. You yeah, could I kind of do want that, buddy. Just as easy as you're calling in Katana or I Catwoman. Mean, I'm saying uh, Batgirl has uh, Katana's number and Canary's number you on her speed dial. I don't think that Dick Grayson can call Superman. And then Superman could call whoever. You yeah, don't Super, think that Superman's after, going through some shit right you now. You don't think that forever, forever evil and all that shit that went down that Dick can't just call everyone. And you don't think that when Batman, quote unquote, died and went away, that almost everybody at the Justice League would have went out to every one of these guys and said, "Hey, if you need anything, let me know." Honestly, they don't seem like that good of friends from yeah, what I we saw that, in, the, in uh, like the truth and shit like that. When did Batwoman seem like a friend to Dick Grayson? Never. Uh-huh. Never. You even I, told me they never include her in anything. No, they, ne- they she's don't. She's not part of it. And now honestly, though, she's here. I, I kind of like it, no, though. You know why she's here? Because she doesn't have a book that this could fuck up. Honestly, it's, I'm actually a little pissed off that Luke's not there in the in the Batwing costume. That would be awesome. But yeah, Batwoman's here because there's nobody that can call him out. Hey, why is Batwoman here? She's doing this. She's doing shit. Her <laughs> book's canceled. She's sitting at home waiting. I don't I like even know that Batwoman they called. Again. I don't even know they called, but you don't even get her. She says, yes, of all Batgirl's debrief, No Way Back was the biggest confidence builder. That's her line. And scene. And scene, yeah. And I even that lane on the comments said, man, this is the best Batgirl we've gotten. Really? Yeah, Batgirl hasn't said shit, but you know I will. He must really hate that Batgirl. He (laughs) hates the fucking uh, Burnside Batgirl so much. I'm telling you, line in this book is better. He said that the uh, Batgirl is the best we've ever seen in this issue. I have to say that this is probably the best Midnighter that I I've like seen. Midnighter, and you know why? Because it's just Midnighter doing a job. He's and I'm not you, there. I'm saying though, he, he even has these jokes. one-liners, and they yeah. they work more for me. The biggest problem I have with them is in the beginning where they said like must needs, yeah. and I had I don't know yeah, if this is something I'm missing somewhere. Yeah, it was a re- it was a it was a mistake. I don't. I'm saying it, but they said it twice. But even, even like yeah. Tim said, the must needs. And then we go to freaking Midnighter's house where he says, oh, the must needs. I, I don't know if this is something I missed from the Midnighter series or Grayson or what, but that really bothered me. But I'm everything else. I'm wondering how uh, the Midnighter people, like the Matt Centauri Griffin on Comicosity loves Midnighter. Oh, my God. Every gay guy should read this book. Uh, what does he think? Because now in this, he's like fucking some unknown guy. He is, is that a, in his book? He is a man. No, he's kind of been settled down since the oh, whole. I'm saying uh, though, but it's, we've gone through a bunch of guys. We have, but we haven't in the past probably seven issues. He right. had uh, what's his name? Prometheus. Prometheus, and then after that, he seems to be kind of getting close to that documentarian, whatever you'd say. <laughs> but yeah, all of a sudden he's fucking this guy. And I did like that line though when he's like, "Hey, you know that line about uh, the world ending? Uh, it's true this time." But yeah, I, I did that every it. time. I did, yeah, I did like him in this book. But the thing is, to me, it was only to get the doors involved. And what I, I told you before, I, I think that's cool. The doors, honestly, I don't because why I think it's so forced. I said before that it was a way to uh, get all over the place. Right. That's not why he's here. That's not why the doors are here. The doors are here so they can triangulate where Mother is. Without the doors and that whole, hey, the scrambling signal is here and there and the other place, they'd have nowhere to, they'd not know where Mother is. That is the only way they figure out where Mother is to send Dick Grayson. Is because but I'm okay she's scramb- with it. I'm not because it doesn't really, out of nowhere, this signal scrambles doors that are God Garden tech, that it's nothing. Why? How? And I, there's no explanation. They just show up there. Oh, man, she doesn't have doors, so she's scrambling it. You well, that, get the whole no thing, that's a joke, and you know it. But you it, don't that. get an explanation. 
No, you don't. Why is this six, doors. But how is the because it's making it seem like the Somnus satellite signal, the ICTUS signal is what's scrambling it. No, I don't I never got that idea. I think it's just her doing it. So where is she doing it with? Because there's it's every city is Oh, scrambling. you're right. You know what? They they are sending that yeah. signal. You are correct. It's the one signal. What is this? A fucking eight thing signal? Oh yeah, because first they have kill, the children kill their parents and then they have the children. Well, I'm saying the that in the meantime, they have, the then they have this signal going and, and they got scrambling. the jammers. It's just this book ends up just throwing anything it wants at you without explanation. And it's driving me insane. <laughs> and this is why. And yeah, maybe if this was the only issue I read, uh, I would say, oh, you know what? This is a five. But I'm so irritated with them making up rules and then changing the rules and then doing this and that. And all of a sudden, the, the signal's this. And then you don't even get the idea because they say the Moscow signal. And that is indeed a radio tower radio right. television tower but then tim says oh yeah shanghai whatever they don't say anything and then in the book it looks like the eiffel tower is the si- that's where all big the- ben it looks and like big at one ben point. And, and then a bridge for else. fucking katana i don't even know what's going yeah. on with that but i don't know what any of those and a fucking pirate ship for fucking <laughs> red hood and you can say anything but if these kids are supposed to be protecting that, that's, that's what they're the gathered mass, around the, the and they're going the out tower. i don't know <laughs> So yeah, it's just it just drives me nuts. And then there's Helena; she's climbing up a fucking wall. Tower. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. She's climbing up a wall. And yeah, then you get Midnighter again with Colin. I like it though. Yeah. Colin is very relaxed. Colin, the end of the world is really it is happening again. Why isn't the Justice League or any other heroes happening? You could even say, hey, uh, some other heroes are jumping in to help. You don't even have to show them. But yeah, like. Where's Green Arrow even or whatever? Um, he's uh, he's taken by werewolf. Vandal Savage. He's a werewolf. Now he's taken by Vandal Savage. Yeah. The truth stuff's going on exactly when this yeah, is. You, who knows? I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. So Cullen decides he's it's a make, bad book. You got bad characters. Yeah, Cullen's gonna make some coca katana. There's a good that fucking character. Hey, she was it. a sidekick in Boy of the Batman. Yeah, yeah that fucking cartoon that you... She was in Batman and the Outsiders. Like, yeah, it's just it's, these things don't make sense. And in Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey is not involved here. They, these aren't involved. There's Katana. She's there. What? And this DCU right now, she's in nothing. She's another one. I don't think they called her. She saw shit going down. She's bored. <laughs> she went off. She's like, I no sense. He's not writing this book. I'm in. We'll fucking go off. But yeah, Colin's making fucking hot cocoa or something. What is, does he say? Oh, it's coffee. coffee. It's hey, coffee. here's some coffee I've been making. Well, really? He but needed all this shit's to do. going down. Yeah, well, he gets He wanted involved. to keep busy. And then Midnighter and him have a little, uh, it's not bad. They go no, back. It's not. Midnighter's like, I think Midnighter asked him like seven times how old he is. He just <laughs> wants to make sure because shit's going down. Well, that's the thing. I've seen Midnighter with a bunch of men throughout his series. I'm thinking, all right, we're going to leave this gay kid here. He's getting fucked. Yeah. I actually thought that this was a, a weird thing that, not a weird thing. Uh, it could have been a thing where they just talk. I don't know how it comes up. Like, hey. You like the girls? No, I, I like dudes, Midnighter. You know, you like what? pressing the flesh. Just say he could just say, you know what? How old are it you? It gets about? better. No, I'm not. <laughs> you even know what? That's, oh, you're not even talking jokes. Okay. No, I'm you know, serious. You were actually going with it. I, yeah, I would have actually liked them to like talk and like, because he does say, "Hey, a little delinquency going Honestly, on." You know how's going? Hey, you know what? I don't really get along with people. It doesn't even have to be a gay thing. You know what's funny though? I imagine this. If this was actually in the book, you'd be sitting here saying, "Then they pull an afternoon spe- uh, after school special on us." Yeah, no, I. I I like that. Midnighter's dialogue. Everything's good. No, I'm telling you, this okay. is the best dialogue I've ever seen of Midnighter. I just don't and know I, why I didn't he's involved. Really. I really don't know why he's involved. 
He's been involved with Grayson a lot. Yeah, but he hasn't. He hasn't with this. Not All with of a sudden, this, out of nowhere, he, they're there. They just didn't, lure didn't in. He, didn't he come in for one thing, like out of nowhere one time? He, yeah. he did them a favor and then went to the disco? I can't. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been at the very beginning when they were yeah. trying to find out where uh, – Mother was or some. It's just when all that crazy. Yeah, he was there, but now all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, let's go!" And uh, yeah, he's got a hell of an apartment. I'm looking at the you know the screens he's got. He's got everything going on. But yeah, they get that without a social security number and a fucking like name. They they use they use him. Like I said, mostly I think it's the doors were just there to to figure out where mother was. I'm more worried about how he got this apartment than the rest of this issue. He, he doesn't he even have a that. name. He's Midnighter. He's got, I also like where they have, you had told me when he's like, hey, I'm going to, uh, Dick Grayson, I'm going to go where Mother is. Hey, it's in the Arctic. Now I'm not going to get my snowmobile back, am I? And I want to know now, now that I'm really thinking, who has a snowmobile in their apartment? <laughs> it seems like he's like saying that. You don't see it. I'm saying, like, I, I don't have, it's not the same thing, I guess. I'm looking at a goddamn bicycle in my bedroom yeah, that's, that's never been goddamn ridden. It's like you get out of bed and trip over your snowmobile. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that ever. It's never happened. Not, on the, yeah, not on the third floor like I am. I, I don't know. And also, um, where's Stephanie? Where did she go then? She went to go beat up some children. No, that was early when she no, said no. that. That's what she went and did then. Well, right. I don't got to watch Crate no more. I'm going to go She's punch like, okay, a five-year-old yeah, in the face. And also, really, I want to know, especially because Jason does not take her. He he goes in and grabs Crane. She's That's a still dick move, Jason. She's still at that FBI place where Mother's people probably still think he is. So she's dead. They're going to go there. No <laughs> Scarecrow, dead Stephanie. She's just going to sit there and do her moves. I don't know. They should have at least grabbed her. That's Agreed. like a that's a weird oversight for the. But then it ends up where the issue then just fucking. I said in my review in the that lane on the site didn't like it that I said now they're just laughing at us because you see where Duke Thomas is involved. And I'm <laughs> telling you, why are they calling Duke? That he is under twenty, right? <laughs> oh yes, he's definitely. under twenty. He's not a full-out Robin. I you can tell me all you want about the we are Robin and the Robin War. It doesn't matter. He's under 20. So he's there, not affected. And not only are these people there, it appears that they are standing on the signal. You can't <laughs> tell me they're anywhere but. And also, let me tell you, where? Jesus. How does Duke get on this tower? Um, Dax is grappling good. Oh, uh, Dax. Gun? And how does he get uh, through all those people? He got there early, man. You always yeah, want to no, get places the, early. The only way you can you explain is he got there because he's under 20. They don't attack him. Why isn't he affected? Because Damien flies in on Goliath, Damien should be affected. Why isn't he affected? Ben I'm telling you, there's a scene missing here where we should find out about this, but yeah, it, since it was never put in, they it is should a have said slap something in the face. of like, hey, luckily we got inoculated with the trauma toxin. Boy, that was a tough run, but Good now thing they Batman had some backups us. in the cave. But yeah, you don't get that. And there's Tim. Tim's already shown he's been affected. Well, Tim actually, no, because Tim even, it wasn't that he just had the gas mask on. Yeah, the gas the only mask. Thing. On. They it. don't have masks on, so that's not there. Then you see, uh, you know, Batgirl's okay. Because the way we saw with Harper and Tim when they got uh, all freaking somnus signaled out, whatever you want to call it, ichthyst. Yeah, yeah. You had to have this on to overcome the signal while it was broadcasting we never got the idea that hey once i breathe this in for a little um, bit now i don't said get that it anymore. would be great and they could have said that boy it's it's a good thing that i was inoculated yeah Ooh, nope they don't say it. so why are 
Why? And that is the biggest. Okay. That is the biggest problem with this book. But besides and, that, I know you fucking hate me for it, but I love the dialogue. I love the art. I didn't love the dialogue, and in fact, you already mentioned two things that you don't even understand what they're I'm saying. saying. There's the mumbo jumbo to get us from yeah. fucking. Point no, I'm a saying to point that buzz. What was the uh, the line that they say twice that I said? Oh, the, the, the must title. needs. That's yeah, the only so problem I had. Weird. With, with I didn't Midnighter. like the dialogue between. Or the needs uh, must. Anything I don't even with know. Scarecrow, I didn't like. I thought it was nonsense. It was, it was just a recap, wrong. like in the beginning. Yeah, but it wasn't of, uh, even like a recap. Kind of was. Again, though, it didn't even say it did. If it was a recap, Jason would have went in and said, "Hey, Dick told me that you were afraid of this, and also that Mother was going to do that." No, he says what Crane said, but Crane doesn't go with it. Says, "No, I'm not helping you." So it wasn't even like you thought. Oh, that's what Crane thought before. No, you think that he's against it. It's not, that's not recap. Recap would be exactly Dick going and saying, hey, remember when we threw you in, you said this, and you said that, and that's what you thought, and Batman this. Nope. They say, hey, you had, uh, la- time without fear or land without fear, you're not going to like that. Ah, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's that recap. It's terrible. But yeah, you liked it more than me. I did. Just, I like the art a lot, too. I like the art. Uh, the other thing that you, gets me you, is you this don't issue think anything, has nothing happens. I'm saying, you think that nothing happened. This gets all our players into place for the yeah, final the showdown. players aren't real. They, they don't make sense. I'm saying, maybe it'll change in the next issue. But Who knows? How is it going to change when they're I don't know. there? They're already in the middle of the, the thing on the we, signal. How about we jump in next issue? Everybody's wearing fucking uh, gas masks. Then I'll be mad again. I know you will. Because there's no reason, and it <laughs> or, doesn't or matter. They would have been affected already. they have a throw-in line of how they were inoculated? Then they should have done it now. I agree. And I don't think, and what is happening is this gets all lost in the shuffle of all these changing people on the book. You have one guy writing, they don't make these mistakes. You have 17 people writing a series, shit gets weird because they don't know or they, they weren't agree. told. And yeah, Tim's swinging around, he should be it. But yeah, they don't. And it's I don't I don't really care for the issue as like like you think I love the goddamn yeah. thing. I like it enough. I'm, but you can't get past the fact that they're slapping you in the face with t- disregarding everything we've learned. And like in the past I said, uh, at that whole middle section when they're talking about the doors and how they're uh, scrambling the signal, it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It, it is. doesn't even make sense. But it tells us what they can and cannot do. Yeah, but really, what, like I said, what, what do you get from that of, hey, we're going to door in. No, you can't. You can only go a mile away. Then you Yeah, that, that doesn't in. really do anything No, all it does is that it's because you have to have some way that they figure out where Mother is. And yeah. that's the only way they could figure it out. That okay. This Midnighter is a forced way of allowing them to figure out where Mother is. There's no other reason Midnighter's in this book except that. There's no other reason. They have to have a weird, convoluted, made-up reason of how they can find Mother. And that's it. The scrambled signal for the doors. It's just there's no uh, if there wasn't if they if Dick Some last issue right well if Dick last issue said man we found out mothers in the Arctic there would not be Midnighter here there'd be no reason for him at all and that's where you have it you have he him needs here something to get him to the Arctic no but he, but he doesn't he gets there but not even there he's no, got there's something that has to lead no, him they would to have, that no they would have just flown a plane. Now I'm saying that there has to be a way for them to find out where you, Mother is. You don't think you don't think that they could have just said, "Hey, we triangulated the Somnus signal and it's coming from there." They could have just as well done that. It would have made just as much sense as these doors. Not okay, so it would have made just as much sense. So it's a big yeah, deal. But I'm saying that's why it upsets me that the Midnighter's here, but for no reason except that there's no. I, I like him here because it's the best Midnighter I've seen. Yeah, it's still not good. 
I'm telling you, that whole middle section of him saying stuff with the, somebody's bitter, okay? You know, you like that joke, but looks like their shield, it can't get close. Confirmed grounded planes in every wake of every satellite. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And there's Batgirl pointing. And it's always that picture of the satellite with the fucking face. Yeah. That satellite's bad. I don't even care if it's like that. You see a satellite with a fucking eye on it like that? Yeah, shoot the thing down. You don't, and that's the other thing. Why don't they just shoot that goddamn satellite down? Midnighter has the capability of doing that. He could just fucking get a rocket somewhere. The guy has so many things. You just shoot a rocket, shoot it down. Done. Done. And I think you'd be mad at that, too. Eh, I don't know. I couldn't be as mad. At the only thing that they... And have that and then Dick say, hey, but that's why we're going to use that. I got to get my identity back. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, but yeah, I didn't mind the art, but I gave it a three out of ten. And I'm telling you, we're talking now. I'm actually upset I didn't give it a zero. I, I hate it that much. I can't stand it. I think that this whole series is fucking bullshit. It's a bunch of garbage. And whoever likes this is a fucking retard. Oh my god, that? that's what I say. Well, I'm saying, what was your overall thought on Batman Eternal? Batman Eternal, it was okay. That, that okay, the it was okay. Beginning so, was okay. The and end the end was okay. okay. The middle I'm, sucked. The middle was terrible. For the most part, though, all the weekly books we've gotten from DC Comics have not been good. Like Future Zen, World Zen, Eternal, or Batman yeah. Robin Eternal. Uh, Batman Eternal, I looked, and I think my average score was like a seven. So That's I liked bad. it a little yeah. more. Uh, this is now like down to a five nine. Damn. And it's because I know I, the first issue I gave a nine five. I think I gave an eight a couple issues ago. Uh, but yeah, the guy on the site, this Lane, who actually, I give him credit. We were giving him crap. Everybody was giving him crap for being anonymous. He actually went and signed, signed up. up for Google+. Yeah. Plus so to get fucking, it. I said yeah. to him, I, great, now I can know your name so I could yell at you. But that was a joke. <laughs> I actually do give him a lot of credit for doing it. So do this. I. And I don't think people will like this or retards. I just get mad. And, uh, <laughs> I know you do. But the, the thing is, you can tell where... Yes, the reviews are not great for this for all around, but where you can really tell is the people just dropping like flies from oh, reviewing yeah. this. And what happens mainly, and I said this in the comments to Lane even, when people start not liking something like this, instead of being negative, uh, they just drop it. They stop yeah. reviewing it. We don't do that game. We, we review everything. I'm no. going to review it. So, yes, it seems like I'm the worst. Oh, Jim, he doesn't lie. Oh, we He's get it. He's a big asshole. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Uh, unfortunately, until I like it, I'm not going to give it a good score. <laughs> I'm not going to read this and say, you know what? I've been, really, I've been really down on this. I better give it an eight. You cannot give this issue any sort of good score in my mind right away because of the rule breaking. No, I agree. Go. It's just nonsense. I'm telling you, I really like the dialogue. I like the art in the book, but because of that blatant disregard, it drops it down significantly. I think I'd give it a five out of ten. I give it a three. I yeah. give it a three, and that's mainly because I did like the art. I did. I put. I did like the art, but there's a lot of things. I and uh, Dick heading off the mother. Uh, maybe that'll be good. That sounds good again. I hope that's, so. But that I want to end strong on this because I'm tired of bitching about it. Well, this could have been this. <laughs> that could have been this issue. You didn't have to have this gathering of the troops. You could have had that one page, and then they could have started the goddamn fight. It's almost as if we're near the end. We're not quite there yet, so let's stretch it out. It really felt like a lot of filler. That whole thing with Crane and Stephanie was, to me, wasted pages. And it, it, it's like they're not ready to fucking get the final thing. I think next issue is going to be a lot of setup as well for the final two issues, I think, are where they're going to kick ass. And, yeah, I guarantee you... That one of these issues coming down, I will enjoy. 
and yeah. I'll give that a good score. I'm not going to, you so know, the is gone at that point. You might say I'm biased. Yes, I am irritated, and I feel like I'm being <laughs> laughed at. I, I have P- what it's called. PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not the only one. A lot of people, and even the reviews, the people who reviewed it, and I, I didn't look tonight, but up until the point, there was four reviews, including mine. Now there's five. And they go from a nine, I don't know what the hell that guy's thinking, uh, <laughs> down to me. But there's also a 5.5. Five. There's a seven in people. Again, the Br- Batman News gave it a 5.5, five, but really almost says mainly what happened. Not much happens, and it's inaccurate and whatever. His idea of bad is a 5.5, five, mine's a three. It's mine's probably, probably have the same deal. But yeah, this other guy, nine. Strong issue, he says. And uh, here's the best. This is one of those guys who still thinks that uh, Tynan and Snyder write every fucking issue. That's where you can tell. Anybody who goes to look at the reviews for this, you want to tell the fucking Johnny-come-latelys and the people who don't pay attention, these people see Tynan and Snyder on the front cover and think that they're writing it not just story-wise and giving the story and setting it up. They think they're scripters of it, and they're freaking nonsense. Don't, Don't listen to them. But yeah, three, Eric. Three. Five. So long on that. There was no need for it. It's so bad. But go on. What are we talking about next? Talk about Red Hood Arsenal number 10, written by Scotty Liddell, with art by Dexter Soy, Jose Villarubia, uh, and Dave Sharp. Uh, Villarubia. Uh, you, want to, you want me to spoil something quick? Right. I like this issue a lot better than the Eternal. Did you? Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Wow, that's crazy shit right there. We're out of the underground with this issue, and it's time for our heroes to get back to work with their renovat business as they take on Hive while they get Dula some therapy to make sure that she's not going to lose it at some point and end up killing everyone. Ultimately, though, she looks to be back on the crazy horse because we end this issue with her going back to the nethers to retrieve her face. Yes. I'll tell you right away. I, I was worried about the art. I saw the preview yeah. when we put it you up. You were warning it, me ahead of time. And I'm a big Dexter Soy fan. He was a guy. And now when I look at it, I know uh, he was mainly on Smallville. I oh, yeah. tell from the art. I like the art. Once I read the whole issue, I actually liked it a lot. That's uh, the thing, though. It, it's really weird to me because everything we have is dual story going on between Jason and Roy. And then Dula has her own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Everything with Dula seems great to me. But with Jason and Roy, I do not like it. There's, uh, the only panel, there's one panel I don't like. And it's a shadow thing that looks like Roy doesn't have an eye. And that really <laughs> threw me off. But I really laughed when, I, when it opened up that uh, good old uh, they're stolen valor going on right away. They oh, got, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so much. I don't. You had warned me or not. You had told me, I don't like the stuff with Jason and Roy as much. Yeah. I, liked it. I liked it. I liked their interaction together. I liked no, the dialogue no, the, here. The, the fun is back. We have not had the Jason Roy fun that I, yeah. made me really like the series for like two or three issues now. Yeah. This brought it back. It's just that the story that encompasses it is really lackluster. Yeah, I just it's, it is a, like a, uh, a setup issue, a filler issue a bit. Uh, but for this... It, it was enough for me because this book only has to be fun for me. Oh, yeah. And it's I really like it. And I actually like the, the uh, contrast of them having Jason and Roy with some interaction. And then the duelist stuff I really like. There, only one thing threw me off is they, they – well, you can even set it up. Why, they, why they're going and why she's getting evaluated and all that. Well, it's, I don't even know off the top of my head because we leave the nethers – and for some reason, we have Terry Battleworth mm-hmm. in, back in this issue, even though the last thing she said to them is like, lose my number, don't talk to me. Yeah, ever she, again. she pulls that out. She said and, that. But it's weird, though, because we don't really get an explanation of why she agreed to help him, though. Well, 
now? I think it's more curiosity to see what Dula yeah, they're going to fuck everything says, up. Uh, what does she say? I told you that, and I told you to lose my number. What is it? My favorite part of this unique brand of madness, you completely act like I didn't tell you to lose the number after yeah. I kick your sorry ass to the curb. But I made you a deal before you even got on the plane. That's the thing, so but... they have set something up, and that she has agreed. But, yeah, but it's so it, weird. It is weird. And they, the weirder part is that she's got a therapist for Dula. That's what she wanted. Like they wanted her to do. Yep. That's my biggest has be, problem. That's my it, biggest problem of it, though. And it's Lilith Clay from Titans Hunt. Yeah. Which and they never say that except for that she's an addiction counselor. That's what makes and no she's, sense. Looks why, like Lilith Clay. Why does she have an addiction counselor doing this? That doesn't no make idea. sense. No idea. It's just to fucking shoehorn Lilith Clay into the goddamn story. I just it just doesn't make sense. It's almost like they don't care. If she's crazy or not, but they want to talk to her, I don't know. It makes no sense that, and they spell it out. Hey, yeah. I'm an addiction counselor. I'm so telling, even Lilith it. calls it out at the end. They're like, yeah, why did you no, call me into no, this? I don't no know reason. if she's crazy or not. I deal with fucking addicts. Yeah, I think that they're setting her up for something. But uh, I like the duelist stuff. I like the duelist stuff. In my mind, was so well written, and I'm telling you, it even got me thinking afterwards. Before I even wrote the review, I just fucking sat down. I reread the bits. I'm like, everything she's telling Lilith about, like, it's always contradictory to what we know to be true some of it but then like she even says at the one point that where she's never killed anybody yeah and i gotta think to myself do you remember in detective comics when she had that big ass robot yeah yeah i'm pretty sure she killed some people in that yeah i don't know what she, i don't yeah but even but if, like up, even if like she up, hasn't it's weird yeah. because to me it is only throwing it in her face so that she'll go and do it. And that's I what know. it seems. It almost seems like that's because what they're pushing her towards. In the nethers, they were all, she was all about like freaking branding people in the mouth with that goddamn crescent moon yeah, and yeah. smile. So yeah, she never really killed anybody there. I just don't think that anybody remembered that Detective Comics. I'm pretty sure that robot killed somebody. Yeah, But um, it's just very cool because at the end of the issue, we have this whole therapy session where Duel is kind of coming out. I really like the character development with it. Seems like we're making progress. And at the end, we see it's all a big sham. She yeah. goes back to the nethers to retrieve her face. But the thing is, in old continuity, she always called herself Joker's daughter, even though her name's Dula Dent. And we, you know, she's like Two-Face's daughter or like Harvey Dent's daughter. Yeah. And she almost has this dual identity going on where she says one thing, another thing happened. But now she's almost saying like – she looks at the face and says, I don't need you. I need you. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost a contradictory like personality where it's like almost two sides going on at once. Yeah. And I really dug yeah, that I aspect it. of it. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, I really liked it here. Yeah, I liked it. I, like I said, though, I also like Jason and Roy together. I think that everything now, there's not much. They don't do anything. There's a, a pretty funny scene when they walk onto the ship then. Oh, yeah, uh, it's all the, banter. The it's Colonel great. Clink and the yeah. uh, freaking Worf. And <laughs> and Lieutenant that made Worf. me laugh. That, but, yeah, and they even had, you know, there's, hey, you know, there's the you know the guy in the trucker hats doing it, but I really like it. I like the back and forth. But what I really liked was the one scene where Duel is being talked to, and Jason's there listening, and then Roy walks in, like knock knock. What you know? What are you doing? And he's like, hey, this is Doctor Patient Privilege. You shouldn't be listening. And, and I really like that. I like, and I also like the idea that this is another one where you actually get more of the. Uh, Jason and Roy worrying about each other. They're starting to get it. I really yeah. liked it. I like that. So that's what made me really enjoy the series. Even Red Hood and the Outlaws, it's the back and forth and the camaraderie that these two have. Yeah. yeah. And we oh, get that, that back here. Yeah, we I haven't had it. It, it was just fun back and forth. But yeah, and then you throw in the whole doula thing. And yeah, you, she's nuts. And oh, she, yeah. But I like it that they even more stress that about Jason worrying about her and saying, you know, hey, the Joker, when I was her age, killed me and all that. I really like that connection. And 
they mentioned it again this issue, and it, it didn't seem forced. You know no. what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, here we go again. We got to hear about this. You know, like I didn't even mention that Eternal, Eric. By the way, Tim had to tell us that Midnighter has a fight computer in his, in his fucking brain. Uh, fuck, sure does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it. I didn't think the things were forced. But then I don't know what the hell that crazy villain. That, the Hive Regal. Uh, yeah. I, it just that. I know. I'm telling you, it's the craziest thing. That it's part with Jason and Roy, it fell apart there. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I really liked. I realized I really liked the dual part. Love yeah. the art because even the art seemed to get better at that point. But the Jason and Roy, they get hired to uh, take out this freaking uh, hive because this yeah. woman who works at this battleship, she was contacted. They tried to hire her. She said no. And they're like, look, we got people all throughout the ranks in the Navy. You tell anybody we're going to kill you. Yeah, we're going to yeah. kill your family. We're going to kill your pets. We're going to do everything. Yep. So she goes out and hires Jason and Roy with the rent of that business. And I like that idea that the like this woman has nowhere else to turn. She has to go to Jason and Roy. Well, yeah. But then Jason and Roy go to the battleship. They uh, go inside and they start fighting hive operatives, the psyops. Yeah, yeah. And I have an issue right from the get-go because we were having so much progress with Jason and like the Robin War, the Batman and Robin Eternal stuff, where he's more becoming part of the Bat family, it seems, instead of an outsider. Yeah. And in the two or three issues ago when they brought in Dula, they said, look, we're not going to kill people anymore. We're not killing. And throughout this issue, he is shooting people left and right. Yeah. And I had yeah, an issue. Like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we re- retrogressing <laughs> here? Uh, the only thing that I can say about the issue and what they did – uh, they had to have him do something while Duel is getting talked to, and it seems like that was just some. Hey, well, we'll just have him do something real quick. It, it's not very good. It, well, I'm it's you, okay at the beginning, that and then it us, falls apart. I'm saying that leads us to them finding this uni mind bomb that the hive is planted in the battleship that's going to explode, and anybody in the range is going to become a hive mind. Yeah, and Jace, like the the hive regal shows up. Jason tries shooting him in the face, body, chest, whatever. Yeah. And does nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then when Roy can't disarm it, he decides to stick an arrow into the control panel, which does to, like disarm it. Yeah. And I don't know if that bomb being dismantled or what. Jason looks like he might shoot the Hive Regal or if the bomb being dis- uh, disarmed itself is the yeah, thing that I'm kills the Hive Regal. I The whole thing know. with Jason and Roy, it, it, it falls apart at the end. And, and it. it really is only because the other part, which is the main part. The whole, this issue is only to set up Duel. Yeah. And to set up Joker's daughter, and so that now you're like, holy shit, you know, she's Just still real, bad, yeah. she's crazy, whatever. Uh, and they had to, the rest is filler. And I, don't, and know, is. I don't even know if that's the case, or if like, I'm actually figuring something out for once in my life where this is a dual identity going on within her. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, and, and I'm talking about the other stuff that's happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Roy and that stuff. It's uh, basic, it's filler. That but stuff is all filler. I do enjoy the banter between issue. them, though, but the, the story was nonsense yeah. to me. Like I said, it's not going to mean anything next issue. And really, it's not going to mean anything in two issues. Yes. All this ends anyway. So, yeah, the next oh, This might issues, continue in the rebirth from what we got uh, going on. I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I, hope, like I Scotty, hope that Duel is in there. I like what Scotty Liddell is doing with uh, Joker's daughter here because before she's been in the series, I hated the character. Yeah. Now I am really interested in where this is going I, just because of her. I put, why do I love Joker's daughter so much now? I put it in my notes. Exactly. Because I was one of the biggest pish poshers Damn right. I we both were. Uh, yeah, and I do not think Scott Liddell will be writing. Uh, they seem to be changing everything. Like, you're, you're not right. going to have Rebirth happen. Everything has to be a splash, so they're changing up teams. Uh, it's, I guess it'll be either editorial, who will decide if 
Joker's daughter remains with him, and that's the you know the outsiders is one. Right. It fits. It works perfect. Oh, yeah. They're not going to have Starfire because she's going to be in the Titans deal. Oh, the outlaws, and, uh, the outsiders. Yeah, 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 yeah. The outlaws. Yeah, and uh, I almost got excited for a second. Oh shit, they're having an outsiders. No, book? no. Yeah, okay, I got you. So yeah, it makes sense to have Julia stay, and yeah, hopefully it will be something where the rebirth is actually like, hey, let's get rid of this Rena Rena hero. Thing and we'll I actually do don't mind new. that. Yeah, but they're going to have to do something. They're not just rebirth's going to be something new, and that's the only thing I could think of. You're going to keep Joker's daughter, but you're going to change it up. What else are you going to change? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then change that name like that. Maybe royally. Maybe royally. Honestly, be. that was a problem I had a couple issues ago, uh, ago during a review where I'm talking about. It's weird that we switched from Red Hood to Arsenal from Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah, yeah. When we introduce another character, and you know what? Place. If they have that Titans book with Roy completely in, oh, that's, that's true. A that's deal. a good point. Then it might be Jason. I don't know who else. Jason freaking Dula and Katana. I was going to say Katana. Okay, I have no. Oh, no, I was just going to throw that. That up, Yeah. Yeah, maybe that could she be needs something to do. She's she seems too old to be hanging out with a lot of these guys, though. <laughs> I don't know. They don't want that old lady hanging out with them. Turn, hey, turns out under that mask, mother. Actually, it'd be funny if Batwoman was in it and Jason's bitching and moaning, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? They didn't put me in the fucking painting." And Bat Batwoman's like. Really? You're that upset every fucking crossover in the New 52 that you motherfuckers were in? They never called me. He's like, when, when, where was I in Endgame? Never called me. Where's fucking Death of the Family? I wasn't part of that, you Hey, all I'm saying bitch. is during Forever Evil, Gotham was taken over. What was I doing? Yeah. Who really? knows? Yeah. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, all I have is fucking getting mind raped. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like but, the art. I really did like Dexter Soy's art. I didn't think I was going to from the preview, but going in and yeah, th- there's a couple things at the beginning. Like I said, there's one panel where uh, Roy looks like his eye has been yeah, that, that's a style thing. thing yeah. But I really did like the art. I liked I, the art pretty much throughout this whole issue. I only liked the dual parts really. Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up giving this a five point five out of ten. Yeah, I actually would give it a six five. Wow. And uh, one of my favorite issues of. Uh, this, you know, since June. Right. Because there were a couple issues that we liked, uh, just uh, Red Hood, or uh, yeah, Red Hood and the uh, Outlaws. Yeah, I liked Red Hood and the Outlaws. It's just a, a goofy book. That's the and thing, too. It's a and guilty people, pleasure. And people can say, oh, God damn it, you hate like this book, but you hate Eternal. It's it's also a, a mood thing. Or, it's a you different know, kind of book. And it, it's not, str- yeah. That this book, <laughs> unfortunately, I will be surprised and like more than i probably should so at points because it's not supposed to be that you know what i mean yeah it's i get not, you this is not an important book it's just a goofy book to have fun and yeah i have fun this is just to me it's same deal with suicide squad same thing with deathstroke and yeah the one guy on the site had to call it out oh sorry this isn't punching people like oh, fucking red hood and deathstroke well you know what sometimes i like that deathstroke's a good book man what do you want and this is okay but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. 6-5. We're going to move on to uh, the next Bat book that we have. And unfortunately, there's some crazy behind-the-scenes things that fucked this one up. We Seriously. found out tonight, actually, during the podcast. But this is Detective Comics number 50, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Fernando Passeron, Scott Eaton, Matt Ryan, Wayne Foucher, Chris Sotomayor, and Wes Abbott. We get the finale of the Wish It Was False Face story, and while I love that we got a true detective story, which I do like that, filled with scares and tension, it all ends with a non-ending. And Eric, I'm no Agatha Christie. 
And I'm also no Lee Childs. I don't know who that is. I just looked up old, old. Uh, Isn't she that old chef on TV? Uh, no, that's Julia Childs. Oh, uh, right. Lee Childs is a mystery writer. Or hey, I'm no Mickey Spillane, Eric. Oh, Mickey Spillane. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm but, no Mickey Rourke. All right. But it's kind of a bad idea to actually I have show a real the reader. It's not a bad idea to actually show the reader who the villain was, Eric. <laughs> After a really cool buildup, the story ends in an odd, rushed way. See that rushed way? I wrote this before that. That had me scratching my head. It was a very upsetting ending to a promising story. And I'll, before we even go into it. This is just we'll a say, weird story, though. Um, I had told you earlier, I said to you, boy, you're going to hate that detective cop <laughs> because we've been waiting. And it's not just the fact that you don't end up like, yes, this could be a serial killer yeah, who doesn't has have to be nothing, false face doesn't have to be, to be anybody, but... You have given us three issues of setup. God damn it, it should be somebody. And yeah, false faces is it. It should have been. But in the meantime, you told me, hey, why don't you get a hold of uh, your man, Peter J. Tomasi? Send him a note and ask him if it was supposed to be false face. I just want to know. And I did send him a note. I didn't spell out false face, but I said, hey, is this uh, killer and detective, is is he just a crazy serial killer that means nothing? Or was he supposed to be something bigger? And he did, in fact, write back and said that it definitely was supposed to – it wasn't supposed to be anybody. He is nothing. But he did say this. Uh, I had to truncate the story just as I did my lead off on 45, which we had talked about. I hate that. That first bit got screwed up for him from uh, Robin War. That's what messed him up. Uh, But then he says, uh, so unfortunately – uh, I had to keep elements out that were meant to not be in and, and be in. He basically, he got screwed. This issue, this series or this story, I mean, was supposed to be more. You were supposed to be, and maybe that means, he's been maybe this he's was been supposed on. to go on to issue number 52. Maybe this was one of those things where me and you both have a theory that there wasn't going to be rebirth, that this number 50 was just going to be, hey, we're going to get back to this, that, and the yeah. other thing. And then rebirth happened, and that's what really screwed everyone and it seems to have screwed up the story. And yeah, this, now, this whole detective go, run has been messed up. I want you to go now and ask him if I can call him Falseface. Oh, I'm sure. Here, I'll, can Eric call the killer Falseface? Man, he got right back to me. Fuck Eric. <laughs> Tell him to go fuck himself. Oh, my God. He knows you, Eric. It's Mossy. He knows Gosh. you. Did you send me an email? <laughs> what are you talking about? I just got an email from you. What is what up, homie? Is that your email? What fucking sending me emails during the podcast? What are you like those people who they're married and they sit right next to each other, fucking <laughs> tweeting each other? Hashtag love you, Jim. You got to save that for the email section. Hashtags love and kisses. So that was the email section. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm not allowed to talk about Twitter uh, stuff on the no. email section, right? That does not make the email section. No. I want to just bring up this one guy. This guy out of nowhere. <laughs> this you're gonna love this. <laughs> This guy's name is Grazi. Uh, I don't know who he is. We must follow him. He follows us. He gives me a, a, a direct message. White women, huh? <laughs> I don't, what? And you know what? I agree. It's a black guy. It's a black kid. He looks like a young black kid. White women, huh? And I put, yeah, you know what they're all about. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't return it. This was five hours ago. It says, and I'm like, what is this guy getting at? I don't understand. White women. He's freaking, I don't know if he wants advice. He's just, <laughs> it's just like a, a philosophy Fuck, of his. white women, you know? <laughs> white women, huh. Eh? 
Yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I don't know, Grazi has something about white women. So Detective Comics. Yes, Detective Comics. It starts off, and right away, it, it's, this issue is very rushed. And I said that in my review, and I, actually I like when I, uh, it comes about that I was right for once, Eric, because I'm not right often. But oh, yeah, I get you. You can tell right away that this was rushed. I said to you at work, something went wrong. The, the shit just happens out <laughs> of nowhere. But I do want to tell you one thing. You gave the, me the bullet points. I'm like, what the uh, fuck's yeah. going on with this issue? The uh, the Batman Superman variant cover, awesome. Yes. I don't even know who who did that one. No idea. I don't. Oh man, it was really good. I think it was uh, that Raphael Grandpa. I, but who knows? Is that a name? Yeah, yeah. But it, it starts off, and you have Gordon and Bullock, and they're looking at that statue, the uh, Matthew Broderick Glory, <laughs> uh, the the Fighting Fifty Fourth statue, which is more of a, a relief than a statue, but. They're there, and they're talking about it, and it's, it's even weird, like, right away, he's like, hey, and a lot of this issue was Gordon really jumping to conclusions and things like that, very odd, but yeah, he's basically trying to figure out why these statues were picked, and then, and he can't really, he's trying, he can't really figure it out. He they're all up, heroes. Yeah, they're all heroes, and I said to you, no, no shit. What are you, you going to have a, a statue for a dipshit that did nothing? Like, <laughs> hey, let's go down to that dipshit statue. You know, the guy who fucking you walked. Leave my a, statue yeah, alone. The guy who fucking walked out uh, uh, downtown naked and they got hit by a truck. They they don't have that statue, Eric. They're, they're most. I wish this was Detroit and there was the RoboCop statue the and then Paul Space here was putting on the RoboCop. Face. Or or that big fucking fist. That fucking statue. They're like hey, all of a sudden he's, he's walking, just dressed the guy's up as walking a great around challenge. dressed as a fist. <laughs> Midnight are chasing him around. It's his fucking <laughs> dream come true. But yeah, he's there. He's trying to figure it out. He's frustrated. He gets he's uh, putting rocks on a goddamn chessboard and then fuck damn it and he, he hits him off. But then what's his motive? Damn it! Yes, they're they're he's trying to figure it out. He can't. And really, at this point, I don't know how he could. Right. <laughs> all this guy, this guy, Honestly, all they I, know is this guy's going around town and getting This is the craziest statues. ass story ever. Yeah, it is. Uh, but then you move on and you see the villain and the guy. <laughs> and it gets make, crazier. Oh, yeah. The guy is making a hell of a hobo chili, Eric. He is Jeez. making, he's making chili. Hey, you save that bone, make a hell he's of a stew. He's not even making it. He's making a stew out of a bunch of bones. And you're like, huh. That he and, is stolen from his victims. Yes. And then he drinks it. Now, the one thing that, that throws me off here is really, because then he goes and gets his next face and it's a dog. And this dog is like his dog. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? That he, it's just a dog sitting outside of his house. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting with him at one point. He's reading a book. He, yeah. You know, do you think he's looking up recipes? He's like, what other recipes, recipes? Inv- involve bones? At one point, too, he's throwing like a clavicle or something in there. I thought it was a pork chop. I got hungry. But yeah, then he drank that. And I was like, I think in my review. I, I'm sitting that, here. I'm thinking, I'm like, what am I going to say about this book? It's not crazy. Yeah, I was in, in my review. I was even like, and then he pours the, uh, the bone soup and takes a swig. And that's disgusting. Nah, actually, it's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, he's making this big fucking say. Also, he's there. Well, he's not a Rockefeller. Jim. The guy's trying to. Well, and he's, he's also. A goddamn he's trying to hide. But yet he's got this big cauldron and this fucking fire going. <laughs> yeah, that fire looks like it's taking out the whole Doesn't cemetery. It? It this like is going to attract some attention. Got, right? Yeah, it's going to attract some. But yeah, he goes and gets his face from the gallery, Eric. He's not like uh, at the door song, the end. 
That's what it reminded me of. Uh, but yeah, now he's he's the fucking dog man. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this he's David whole, Norton. This whole series is fucked up. When I saw the picture of him, why does he look like he thinks a dog is a gorilla? Because he's there like, oh, you know I think he I mean? was playing off a of Lon Chaney Jr. singing The Wolfman. Maybe he's there, but then now he's chasing the dog and the dog does not like it. I, no. I don't I don't know. Have you ever put a mask on around a dog and it's not a yeah, good idea? I don't know. Then the dog takes off. I think the dog would attack him. But then he's there with the dog and then I'm telling you, he tackles the dog. Then him and the dog are like face to face. And I thought things were getting sexy. And I'm not joking. I really am not joking. I thought I didn't even think that this was part of his plan. I thought now he was just getting this dog mask on because he's horny. Uh, it, it Your didn't, mind goes to fucked no, up because places. It, did you think that at any point there was going to be a dog involved? In no, but honestly, purpose? whenever I'm reading a DC comics, I never my mind never goes to fucking a dog. I don't know. That's what I, I didn't think they were going to show it because then you go but away, no, and no, I thought that even, he was just getting it on. It, it never in my mind will ever lead to a character in a DC comic fucking a dog or vice versa. Really? It's not Tijuana. What happened that one issue of uh, Harley? What was oh my God, was, did that happen? What was it that was trying to fuck her up the ass? Wasn't it a oh, dog? Oh, it was a dog humping in the dog yeah. costume. But yeah. I'm not actual any fucking going on is what That's I'm saying. It. it was trying, and it was more than what you see here. I'm telling you, with the, the paws up, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to get oh, my God. dog, and I'd get the peanut butter. Oh, no. I'd go up in my room, and I'd know. I, what I would do, my dog was a Doberman, and uh, I was a, you know, I was a short kid. I know you, you may not realize. You're a short adult. You may not realize this, but uh, I would always, come on, Pepper, let's dance. And she'd get up like that, and then we'd dance. We'd dance around, and yes, it was very odd. Just like in that movie, The Gate. Yeah, we'd, I don't know. I'd just dance with my dog, and we'd Go watch laugh. We'd laugh and sing, and she'd. I'd also be able to go, hey, Pepper, sing, and she'd start howling. It was fun. I liked that dog. You've never even told me you had a dog until yeah. this. Yeah, I loved that dog. But uh, it was left in our backyard. It was actually a, a purebred Doberman that somebody left in our backyard, and almost, it almost died. She almost died, and we took her in. Because we didn't look out our back door for like three weeks. No, and well, here. think of this, though. <laughs> this was a Doberman, and it was, hu- it was big. Yeah. And think of where we grew up. I know. There's no room for this dog. It was no, probably the worst, the worst thing that could ever happen to that dog was living at our house because it was so small. But yeah, I like that dog. But yeah, uh, he while the villain, while the serial killer is fucking that dog, uh, you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, as weird as it is right now, it's getting weirder now. Well, then you go to a section that this is where, right at this point, I'm like, huh, shit is weird. Not weird. <laughs> shit is... Uh, is being rushed here because Bullock and Jim Gordon find a guy who is a quote-unquote chemical peddler. I don't even know what this Transporter? is. Transporter? He is a trafficker, an illegal trafficker of chemicals. Yes. Very odd. Fine, though. Yeah. Why do they go to him? Why is this tied in with this, this serial killer? You tell me, Eric. Why did um, they go to this guy who is a trafficker of a? Own, I'm telling you, I th- I thought about this myself, and the only thing I can go with is that for some reason, the chemicals that are used to create these masks, that the residue they found on the statue, which they, which we've never really seen much of. I'm uh, saying I know I know that Gordon in a previous issue might be last issue went and analyzed the substance on the statue faces. Yes, and but but, but this is still a leap in my okay. mind. And yeah, because what illegal chemicals are used? 
to make masks. No, that, that doesn't happen. No. So it's weird. Something else was happening here that we didn't see, and this scene ended up staying. There's no reason for it because nothing is resolved here. You, you think it that's never the ties problem with the into, scene. No, well, it gets worse because it also seems like maybe this guy is known for something else because out of nowhere, Bullock, or no, it's Gordon, shoves a harmonica, it seems, in this guy's mouth. Now, well, it's a CSI maybe, Gotham. He's like puts a harmonica. Maybe, now you're going to be our mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, you know what? We're about to John Popper this case. Give it to me. <laughs> yes. I don't even know what else I can go with a harmonica. Oh my no. god. You know what? The guy mates might take bones. But we're gonna get you with the mouth organ. I don't know. I don't even know. That, that, that All right, here we go. Here we go. I don't understand it. I, people who actually read this book, I hope that everybody, or I hope that somebody knows what this device is. I, I don't know what it is, and it's funny too because they put a put a, a fucking harmonic in his mouth. Now, and honestly, one. I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now. I, the thing I, I have to go with it, it, it is a harmonica because okay. I don't know what else this could be. Yeah, well, num- okay. So, the, number one, with me, what what would you think if I just showed up to work and shoved the harmonica in your mouth? You first off, you'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But Seriously. also, I'd think, "God damn it, this was probably in somebody else's mouth." I'd spit it out. Why? Yeah. Why doesn't he spit it out? Because Batman's there, and he just shot a battering. I don't know. He's intimidated. And, and I don't then know. a little after that, Batman, if Jim and Bullock are there, his hands are free. Yeah. I, I mean, if anything, I'd get up and start, <laughs> start fucking a hoedown. <laughs> it's a hoedown going on now. And yeah, they're like, hey, you know what, buddy? Yeah, there's a hoedown. The woman who was Joan of Arc last issue. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. what, what are they doing? I don't know. And then to make it worse, nothing comes about. And nope. then Bullock punches him out. He knocks him out and knocks the harmonica. No, they don't pick up the harmonica. They, nope. they have like 18 harmonicas that they go around. It doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I Honestly, I think I'm missing something like this. Well, you are. Thing. You're missing something because missing something else was, well, something else was going to have to be involved with this. Like you said, at one point they'd either later try to find the chemicals. But because this issue was so rushed, uh, it, we're almost at the end, and yeah. they go to the scene. This is like detective. They get called to the zoo. Yeah, and that's the other thing. They get a call from Julia. Oh my God, gentlemen, get to the zoo. So they're like, "All right, we'll be back." And also, Bullock says, "And sleep on it." That's a good one too. And and we'll get back to you. No, they won't. No. <laughs> guy, I think they killed him. But yeah, they get to the zoo, and this dog. After the guy fucked the dog, they he threw him. They threw him in the zoo. After taking a bone. The polar bear uh, exhibit. Now, I'm just asking you, why would they call Batman and Bullock in? This is a dog. A dog that's dead that you can't really see where they are. Because I'm looking at the scene there. The dog is in the middle of the polar bear exhibit. It's just an odd thing. I'm telling you, you're already jumping a little bit ahead of me here because I got to ask myself, why did the guy leave the dog in the middle of a polar bear exhibit? Yeah, it seems like he... 
thought that maybe the polar bear would eat him. There's other ways to get rid of a, a dog. You know? He lives in a goddamn cemetery. Yeah, really. He didn't have to go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, he throws the dog in the middle of the polar bear exhibit. And then out of nowhere, Julia realizes, oh my God, there's one animal statue in all of fucking Gotham. A weird statue because it's a statue of Balto. And honestly, I didn't even know Balto was a true Balto, story up well, until Balto this issue. Balto is that animated movie. The, yeah, the animated yeah, I just movie thought Balto, it was a goddamn which, animated movie. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast before. One of my friends talked oh, yeah. at a school, and they caught a kid jerking off, in the laying down in the middle of the bathroom, jerking off during a viewing of Balto. The yep. school went to see Balto for some reason. The guy decided it was time to go take take care of things in the bathroom. But was yeah. it little Jim Warner? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, then you see... Hey, oh. my grandmother's over oh. Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to go to my room and lay naked on the floor with this magazine yeah. and jerk and off. You know what else I thought just now, too? He took Balto's uh, fucking... Uh, fucking ankle bone, a leg ankle, bone? I don't know. Whatever it is. Why was he drinking that soup before? It wasn't I, even done. No. Yeah, it's he wanted to make sure it tasted okay just, first. Mm, yep, the portal to hell tasted uh, great. But yeah, then it, well, then it, they have to get to that point. Then that this whole thing is based on him using these bones because for some reason he has a spell that if you make this bone brew, you open a portal to hell yeah. because he needs to fight the devil. Yep. Yeah, because what happens then? Because they, they get this ball toe. Uh, in the meantime, J- Gordon You're a crazy freaking, ass fucking issue. Gordon freaking tranquilizes our, our uh, freaking yeah trank. Tranks uh, the fucking polar yeah, bear. Yeah, the polar bear. And then Bullock, out of nowhere, has the weirdest thing. He's like, hey, stay frosty. Bear not, might be t- not totally out. What, what does it matter? Stay Nothing frosty. happens. He just no. says, hey, watch out. That polar bear might still be awake. And, the bear, and then Jim says, the bear's not out. Yeah, but it is. It's yeah. just laying there. And then there's no the boot because laying somehow like, that. It's laying there like after I go to the buffet. It's, like, <laughs> it's a fat guy nap. It's bad. It's there. Oh, it looks just like. But no, I'm saying he's even talking about how there's no boot prints, but we never have anything with that. Yeah. There's so many things that aren't resolved. And then you go and you get some more rush thing where the, the bad guy now takes uh, the, a woman, a couple. They're, they look like they're coming out of a, a dinner date. Maybe she's vegetarian, but the fucking asshole took her to a steak place. Shit's I, I, going wrong. That shit happens, man. That shit happens. And I also, I like that uh, they're getting in the car and she's like, oh, thank you, kind knight. Which, it's so stupid because no, of what it leads to. Is, uh, Why is he I'm, still in this That's what I'm saying. Up man. until now, he has taken on yes. the form of everything that he's like made yeah. these people look like. Yep. And now he's still in the dog mask. Yep. He's and he wants mask. these people because they will have, he wants them to be Lewis Carroll and Alice in and Wonderland. Alice and I also like that he's full. Why is he not this the Mad Hatter? Well, what the other thing, yeah. The, uh, he is a character actor, Eric. He gets in the role because when they're like, hey, what the hell, a dog? Ruff, ruff, ruff. He starts barking. That guy, he is a character actor. But yeah. Like you said, that that's what he ends up doing. Then he and, and then putting on so a night fun. costume. But yeah, man, Gordon goes to this Balto fucking dedicated to the spirit of the sled dogs. Why is this in Gotham? Why does anybody in Gotham care about sled dogs? You tell me because I, it makes no sense to me. There it is. He's uh, hey, in it, our town we have a monument to the movie Cool Runnings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be, but we. I'm do, putting. I'm putting it into city not, council now. Talk to city council. Good luck. They, they don't fund anything. A cool runnings fucking thing. They're like, <laughs> listen, we would, but we are not going to memorialize anything with Dougie Doug. Anybody with that fucking name is out. But yeah, this is a sled dog 
fucking statue for the uh, you know the spirit of the sled dogs. Oh, hey, great. hey, what you looking at, boy? Yeah, yeah, then that's the whole thing too. Yeah, Gordon's there and he starts talking to the goddamn statue. He's going insane. Like a goddamn lunatic! What you looking at? What you doing? What you doing, boy? He starts throwing sticks. Go get it. Go get it, boy. But yeah, why would this guy? care we've all, we've kind of spelled out before that what he is doing and he even spells it out yeah what he is doing is gathering bones in a ceremonial type way of things that were like oh we have the hero we have the imagination we have this why would that out of nowhere lead to these statues pointing to the statue of saint george through triangulation this nope. guy that has not what this guy's doing, this guy is doing these things because of what they stand for, not because of how the fucking statues are pointing or where they're going, has nope. nothing to do with it. It's just a lead to the statue, which you really don't need him to go to, because all it says is, oh my God, that's a hero of heroes. Oh my goodness gracious. And it just so happens that that's what this guy wants to be. The but hero is going to save everything. Because the thing that leads us to the yeah, fucking Yeah, that, that's bad what guy. I'm saying. You don't even need these statues because, yeah, it's the dirt on the dog that they recovered. So it's not even this. It's just that he goes there to see the statue, and he happens to be dressed like him. I mean, it's a very big coincidence. But it doesn't go with Lewis Carroll or Alice in Wonderland. No, and all, the only thing with Lewis Carroll and Alice in Wonderland, he says, you're the last pieces, the imagination. And, yeah, in the meantime, we've already also learned he doesn't need these people. He just needs bones because the one Joan of Arc, she got the hell away, but he got her bone. Yeah. So, really, he's just fucked up. He's doing this. And, honestly, too, I'm telling you, if he's insane. He yeah. wants to open a portal and he needs these specific bones to do it, like a hero, whatever. And it's portal, weird, like too, thing. yeah. These aren't these people. No, that's what I'm saying. It's all You were just dressing them up. And also, I really like to... Put me in a dress. I might be pretty as hell. I, I'm not a woman. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could probably... I have good imagination. Oh, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm like pretty as hell. Don't Lewis worry. I'm uh, I'm looking behind him. Do you have the book open? Yeah. Uh, you at the part where he's standing there talking to them? Uh-huh. Uh, wh- what statues is he getting these guys behind? Where are those statues? I, I see one guy who looks like he was like a grunge rocker. You got a lady who looks like Gail Simone. You got a fucking uh, old guy. I don't know what, and a real old guy. It, it, you seem to think that all of these masks that he's made are from statues. He kind of, you know what I mean? That's, That's kind what of he's been like, doing. Yeah, yeah, there's an Indian. There he yeah. is. Featherer. A feathered <laughs> Indian. Uh, but yeah, I, I do, things just don't make sense. Because no. then out of nowhere, they're like, hey, the dog has this dirt. You know where that dirt is? 18th century cemeteries. What? what? Where are you getting this? This is like off the top of his head, too. It's like, you know where you're getting that dirt. What? Uh, I 18th guess you, century cemeteries. Uh, oh, I know. Thanks a lot, Julia. I guess you and me have to bury the hatchet. What's that, Julia? This case just got a lot dirtier. Yeah. Fuck that show, Gotham. I want CSI Gotham. CSI Gordon's walking Gotham. around with, with sunglasses. My name's Mud. No, yeah, no, no. No. How about this one? Uh, Saint George. More like Saint George. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's finish this fucking issue up because it's the weirdest goddamn book. I don't want to talk about it anymore. This is crime, doggy style. No. no, absolutely not. No, I'm not, not getting back style. to you thinking not about a guy fucking style, a dog. Yeah. Well, then, really, it, it, we can tie it up really easily. Tie it up. Uh, Gordon jumps in. 
they start beating the shit out of each other. That lasts for a bunch of pages that you get nothing more of the story. He gets his mask knocked off, and he looks like a burn victim. He, he looks like Jason Voorhees when he gets his mask knocked yeah, off. That's all. He's just a guy. And even if you tied it into like, oh, uh, you know, you had a little thing where the guy had had a bad childhood because of the way he looked. So how he got out of that was he always would wear masks, and he's insane, and that's what <laughs> led to this. You don't get that. No. They fight. As they fight, they're getting closer and closer to the fucking bay. And then Gordon just knocks him into it. He goes down. You can let him die, but nope, Gordon's... The, the armor pulls him down. Yeah, he can't get and up. And Gordon's the hero. He goes down, grabs him out of the armor, goes up, swims up, has him there. And as they pull out of the thing, Gordon has that sword. And there's where Bullock says, hey, look at you. Gotham's Dark Knight after all. Hit it. And I thought you were going to hit it for me. I, that no, was, I, that I was, was not getting a CSI moment for Bullock. That would have been the best one. You but really yeah, think so? You, yeah. When he's like, hey, you really are Gotham's Dark Knight after all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's Never find out anything about this villain. And nope. I even put my uh, my review. Hey. Uh, it ends, kind of, I guess. I don't know. You end with a joke and a smoke and a light up your smoke, Eric. I know, because in the next issue, it seems like Gordon's going to go talk to his war buddies. And that's that. I don't know if maybe Tomasi will slip into something, uh, you know, <laughs> almost said slip into something more <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> he'll get in some feetsy pajamas, come over and give me a back rub. And while he's doing that, he'll whisper in my ear, it's false face, Jim. All right. Actually, maybe at the at the beginning of the next issue, he'll slip in like a panel or two of like, "Hey, I can't believe we got rid of that false face." I don't. It's not false face. He said now it's nobody. Maybe it was supposed to be false face, but because he couldn't tie it all in like that, it's just some guy. But yeah, you get three issues of nothing now. Yeah, it really. Ends up now. This is where my score is going to seem odd because I still did like. I like. The, the I like the art bit of it, but Except it's for, just I, forced. I, I never liked the way. Uh, I don't know who, the, oh, who you said the artist was, but I don't like the way he draws the Batman face on this. Really? That's all. Yeah, I, I like the art. I like the art a lot in this. It looks like Daredevil in a black mask. Yeah, it does a little. It's uh, Fernando Passer. I, I like it. But everything else, I like. And I think maybe Scott Eaton was as well. It was because it was the uh, extra. Long right. issue, which it didn't seem like it. it no, was a very not at quick all. Read, wasn't it? Until you said that, I forgot all yeah, about that. It's a number fifty. This is another one of these fifties that meant nothing. But I actually gave it a seven because I did like the buildup. It's just all of a sudden shit just went wrong. Uh, now that I see or hear from uh, Peter J. Tomasi that things were rushed and he. Well, we said that before. It, we can't. Glad. We can't say that though. We can't make that like affect our no. score though. Be- no, I but think I, I would I give it a five out of ten yeah, because of seven. how fucking weird and off the wall it is. Uh, it is weird and off the wall. I just like that it was a detective comic story where it did involve detective work. Until it didn't, though. Yeah, but it, I mean, even the whole thing with the triangulation, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But in the thing, it kind of did. He, it made it, but it didn't matter. It wasted time for him until somebody else did the actual well, detective No, work. the wasted time was in that alley with oh, that yeah. guy in the harmonica. That made no goddamn sense. But yeah, I did like the art. But we're going to go off to... Shut up, my shows are on, Eric. That's a segment by the sexy girl in a dress, isn't it? You want to see it tucked? Uh, no. Actually, oh. I'd rather you not tuck it so I know what the hell I'm up against. All right. <laughs> Competition, baby. Yes. But, yeah, we're going to go on to give me a shut up. My shows are on. Do you keep <laughs> with that? you keep with that? Oh, yeah, baby. And do you, have, do you end with anything different or is it the same? 
Say amen. All right. Well, we're going to go off to your segment, and then we'll be back with more books. Shut up. My shows are on. Ooh, baby, baby, let's talk some TV. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. First up tonight, we got Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 8, Night of the Hawk, because the rest of our shows are still on hiatus and killing me. Let's check out the promo. Too much surprise. What the hell is Savage doing in Pleasantville? Should we begin? DC's Legends of Tomorrow. New hit series next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Motherfucking Hawk Monsters. Can you, can you believe this shit? Here I am reading the truth for goddamn eight months all about Vandal Savage's goddamn meteorite and it shows up in fucking Legends of Tomorrow. First off though, we go back to 1958 for this one. And I don't know if this bothers anybody else, but the fact that we're now going back in time further than we have kind of screws up everything in my mind for the way time travel works. Because now that Vandal Savage has seen these characters and done things, I would think that he might remember them later on when he first encounters them in the beginning of the series. I don't know if that's just me. You could say, oh, he didn't really see them except for Kendra and he's been fighting her his whole fucking immortal life. I don't know, it just kind of bothered me a bit that now we're backtracking trying to take out Vandal Savage to get the surprise, because it kind of ruins the timeline, like I just said. But the rest though was just, uh, for one thing we got Hawk Monsters, yeah we got the meteorite coming down, Vandal Savage is experimenting on people with, I don't know, the blue goo that's inside the meteorite that gave him and Kendra and Carter their powers, and it turns people into Hawk Monsters, these fucking mindless Hawk Monsters, and it doesn't do much for me. What does, and it does, well, <laughs> Something does do it for me, and it doesn't at the same time. The fact that how white people are fucking awful. Now, this is an accurate depiction of 1958, and I like it for that, but I also hate it because there I am just feeling terrible because of the fact I'm white. Here we are, yes, gays are terrible, women are terrible, blacks are terrible, and I just felt uncomfortable the entire time. I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes me a terrible person or what, but I just didn't care to see it like that. Oh man, that does make me sound terrible. But it was cool seeing all the characters split off and put on like alternate personalities to go and investigate to try to find Vandal, find the fucking dagger, and see why all these kids are missing throughout town. Like I said, hawk monsters. That was just garbage though. So. I don't know. This series is kind of waning on me a bit and I can't wait for Flash and Arrow to come back because I enjoy myself more it seems with those episodes than I do with these now. I don't know if it's just the constant going back and forth in time, it's just seems too simple now, I guess. I was really excited when the series began, but anymore, it's just, okay, Legends Tomorrow is on. All right. Well, that's it for another mailed-in edition of Shut Up! My shows are on. It'll be another two weeks until we get the rest of our shows back, and I can't wait because, like I said, Legends Tomorrow. Eh. Until then, keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. Uh, yeah, I just uh, read uh, Batman Superman number 30 by uh, Tom Taylor and Robson Rocha. Uh, that was fucking beautiful, you know? Why doesn't DC sign this guy to an exclusive contract? It's ridiculous, you know? What does he want? Stock options? What does he want? You know, the, he wants to send his kids to college? You know, just give it to him. It's ridiculous. DC should sign Tom Taylor to an exclusive contract and the fucking story. East Hills, from back to school. Denim. Backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Hair.
cut new shoes. So get yourself back to school with these tails. And we're back, Eric. Good. Not a very long TV Good. show segment, was it? Not at all. Not at all. You know what? People like you, Eric, but they don't need it that much of you, so it's good. All right, we're done. <laughs> and see you in seven. See you uh, seven. You know what I like to call this next segment of the podcast, these next two books? These are tailor-made for this podcast, Eric. <laughs> wow. Wow. I was waiting for it. Yes, well, I'm telling you, we came back. I got rid of that thing. We're not a detective. Oh, son of a bitch. I didn't even... We usually like to have little themes for the segments. Didn't even think that these two are... Yeah, Tom Taylor books. Didn't even think that. Uh, the where we were going with when we did this was that the core shows up in the next one. But yeah, this one is your book, which features the core. Eric. Does Green Lantern Corps Edge of Oblivion number three, written by Tom Taylor with art by Ethan Van Skyver, Jason Wright, and Dave Sharp. This time it's personal as Guy Gardner makes going after Marniel his primary test for her killing Muck Muck, Aricia, and Badge. But does he have time for his vendetta because the sentient planet of the last city knows that the universe only has four days left in existence? While all the other lanterns break off into groups to try and find an exit, Guy and a bunch of lanterns head into the depths of the planet to seek out their target. Too bad she can shoot ghosts from her titties and make green lantern rings work for her. Yeah. Ghosts from her titties, Jim. Ghost from her titties. And you had had a big problem during the week where you told me like it was bullshit oh this planet it knows time there shouldn't even really be time well, in this and the thing that gets me though isn't the planets it's when they spell out to all the lanterns hey go do this shit goes wrong get back here in three days the problem that i have with this is not even just the time existing or not existing in this non-universe it's that a day would mean a lot different to everyone here Oh, I know. You, you, if you're from one planet that's this, your day may be three weeks long compared to when it, I, it's, it's a nitpick. What is time but it in a whole actually, universe that's devoid of anything? Like I said, or what, you know. Especially you, days. You go by days. Days, it, our day is the rotation of yes. the Earth that takes 24 hours. You go, one of these guys is from a planet the size of Jupiter that's there, and this, the, a day may be two weeks. It may be three days. Is there a galactic basic fucking day? It just got kind of got a uh, little... But I'm saying, time... And, and I'm telling you, it, it, ju- it is a nitpick. We are it's a very... It's very nitpick. It's just that it time just, doesn't mean anything yeah, in this universe anymore. It, uh, again, they're, Tom Taylor's doing this just because, so we know. Me and you know, are reading but, it. We know what a day is. But yeah, it's, it's stupid. I, I just find it weird because Tom Taylor actually went out of his way to tell everybody that he put a mask on Superman and Batman Superman so he could talk in space because that's been a nitpick of his that he can't talk in space. Yeah, he doesn't care about time, though. Time Apparently. It really, not I'm telling you, I'm not a rocket surgeon. Maybe somebody has an explanation for this besides for, you know, oh, the rings gauge the time, whatever. That's the only way I it would just, go. But why would, the, why would these rings necessarily gauge human time i don't know or maybe is there a galactic basic i don't know it's just a nitpick i just don't get it it's a weird thing to come out of nowhere though we have the sentient planet we just find out it's sentient mogu thinks he's an asshole i'm okay with this sentient planet being an asshole it telling me four days exactly i have a big problem with that yeah yeah it just this issue i can't even say i have a big problem with the issue i just really didn't care it no, did nothing for there's me. There's not a lot going on. I'm telling you, we're dealing with this big, epic, universe-ending shit, but the main draw of us is uh, following Guy Gardner as he goes on a personal vendetta. Yeah. You know what I would have laughed this other planet? I wish that the other planet had, like, a red top 
and for some reason it like it was the guy gardener of planets I, i'd get a kick i don't even know why i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> telling you not much happens in this issue for me I have, half, and the reason, I, half the reason i like this series so much right now is just because of ethan van sky yeah, the art's I incredible i'm going through it right now and it's incredible and i will tell you not much happens in this we're not going to really have a lot to talk not about. at all the tom mix- taylor did do one thing that i was really happy he did because at one point uh the main thing that happens is uh kilowog and guy kind of they come to an understanding a they bit. Bury the hatchet. It, as long as they weird, understand that hatchet, it is a to weird, go on head. It, it is a weird buried hatchet, though, because Guy's been so mad and Kilowog, and then Kilowog just kind of just out of nowhere is like, "Hey, you know what? It was my fault." And no, no, no. I liked it. It was almost like a makeup of friends. Yeah, I like, dug. yeah, he's pissed and he took it out on Kilowog, but it did seem very quick. Hey, real but, friends can fight, but they don't yeah. become not friends. Yeah, yeah. Real friends. But uh, what I really like, though, is because they're like, hey, we don't have time. Fuck it. They make a construct of a drill and start drilling. And I'm thinking to myself, these people are going to know that you, I really like right away said, boy, and they. After the fact, you look, and they're really stressing that it's noisy <laughs> and stuff like that. Because then when it opens up, they go down, and yeah, they're waiting for them, just waiting and for it them. makes sense. And they call it out, which I like, but it really did remind me of Nordberg in Naked Gun. And <laughs> he's like, okay, freeze, and puts his foot through the door. And then the guy, like, drop your weapons. The one guy drops it. But yeah, oh, everybody, so everybody had all that time to pick up the weapons and stuff. What happened to you, OJ? No, OJ. It's just like that, though, and it made me laugh so much. I'm telling you, that was the best part of the issue to me was thinking that uh, Kilowog and Guy Gardner are both Nordberg. All of a sudden, he's fucking <laughs> the, the fucking wet paint. The fucking, ah, the all stove. that shit's happening. Yeah, but yeah, they go down, and really, then they fight. That not. Nothing. Oh, we we start the issue out with Iolande and her group trying to get the Mogo. Yeah. And it's very weird to me because we have a flashback to when Ayolande was a princess and she was a small girl and her feet were tired. She didn't want to walk anymore. And her father's telling her, look, you're going to mean a lot to people and you're going to have to freaking go and you don't want it just to be a a symbol to these people. Yeah, you're a symbol of of being the – That you can keep going and stand even when you don't want to. And we have this flashback and then we see that she is this person now. She she loves her fellow landers the way that the people of her planet loved her. So she has to be the symbol still. And when they're tired and want to stop – she creates a construct around them and keeps going for them. She says, "I'll carry them." And really, I'll carry you. Writing wise, she is gene. She is writing Jesus. wise. That is, that is the best part of the issue, though. I really but like I'm that. Telling, that it's she, so weird, out of nowhere, to have this whole segment with Ayolande, unless she's going to be a big part of this book. Yeah, it's just. I think it's just one of those things that. Yeah, it's just to show a little bit of a of a character. She hasn't done anything this entire series. I know. Well, I'm saying nowhere. it's just like yeah. You, but I I liked it. I like that she I liked learned it. It's that. Just a and weird it, foreshadowing it that actually, she has to do something and by issue six. Yeah, because this whole so. thing wouldn't mean anything otherwise. I, I just think it's something that she learned as a kid to do that. Saying, it's, saying it's a six issue minute. It's not a time to get to know your lantern. You know, I just thought of we got four days left, right? Four days. Now I have not seen any of these lanterns charge a goddamn ring since the Lost Army. They have a 24-hour charge on these rings. What are they doing? Uh, it's what the fuck are they doing? Mumbo jumbo. I'm saying I, I, I'm okay with the rest of the lanterns because we've got the freaking power battery on uh, Mogo. Yeah. But what's Ayolande doing? Yeah, yeah, they're just out and about. Uh, I, they don't even say it. They're it's dead. Funny if, what like, they are. At some point, and it just said like they're like, I don't know what's going on. We stopped at 12 percent, but now <laughs> they're just going. <laughs> I think that this book is only a placeholder. To get to the point where, where the issue six, back? they come back. I don't even actually. 
I'm not even sure they're going to come back for, at six. Maybe that's what the rebirth is, that the first issue they come back, that they go. And boy, you think people would be pissed yeah. if at, at issue six they're almost back, <laughs> that you see them. Or would you be pissed if they just go through a white light and that's it? You don't even see them come out the other end? Would you be pissed? Um, I probably would be. I, I, I think I will things. be too. But uh, it's weird too, like how I, I was. got angry over four days. Come on. Well, it's funny because it, this points out how angry I get at Eternal. And yeah. yes, you've read every issue with me. But yep. when you review it, you end up. Oh, I yeah. hope that you really. You, you things, delve into it. Yeah, things really get you upset. And yeah, I'm here. You're yelling about the days of the race. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I like when they're drilling. And it looks like Nordberg. <laughs> and I'm fucking having the time of my fucking life. Yeah, I, I could care less. So there is uh, some review bias going on. Yes. I, I really like Guy. I like Guy. Oh, no, Guy. Guy's it's great in the series. Deal. But, um, I don't know why he's there, Eric. We were talking about right oh, before. Uh, yeah, I almost didn't even bring it up because yeah, I thought about this after the fact. After I reviewed this, I, I think I put it in the comments section talking to somebody. But I was like, it doesn't make sense because this is a continuation of Lost Army. And we yeah. saw in Sinestro that whoever was wearing a ring, the rings just disappeared and took whoever with them to this yeah. universe that existed before our own. We haven't gotten that in this in this series, but that's what we've uh, concluded from other things. Yeah. When Guy Gardner showed up in this, he had a green ring and a red ring was and Christmas was a Christmas lantern. lantern. Yeah. But Guy Gardner wasn't a green lantern when we left Red at Lanterns and the last thing we saw him yeah. in. And he wasn't a red lantern. No. He was no lantern. He was walking, the, he was walking the country with that baby. So I don't understand why he's a green lantern here or how he even showed up. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. A, it was just a force of men. Also, really tell me, did they? do you think in your mind, like you think that basically they the rings disappeared Appeared here, and if well, you yeah, were we, wearing it, you just went with it. Yeah, right? that's the idea. Doesn't I got really make sense to me, right? Like it should have just had the rings should have just disappeared. There, there really didn't have to be people attached to them. I, it just seems weird. The whole concept. I think this oh, was such a failed why idea. This happened. I know. Well, that's a, it's such a failed idea. The whole thing. And Where's Relic and Krona? Really, in at some point years from now. When people do look back at this time, and especially like that when last June in the DCU, when that happened, the YOU, uh, boy, they, the came, up, they come, came up with the weirdest ideas all together, like Superman, no, like they really, Batman what, dead. who came up with this? I know people, oh, Dan the deal, but really, to get through all these things where you're like, really, you want That's Superman to lose his, yeah, you want Superman to lose his power, you want to kill Batman, you want to have the Green Lantern Corps, there is so much, where did they get the idea? Because obviously these all, not tied together story-wise, but tied together are the point of, hey, the DCU is going to be fucked up from now. We're going to do this. And it really seems odd that all too these things were allowed. It was so weird. Like one thing, you have Superman lose his powers and people are going to be upset anyway. But to have all these things where you get all your books, it's so screwed up. I know. I don't. I want. I hope that somebody writes a book. Up. I want somebody to write a book at some point that describes the but behind the door meetings, the unzipping <laughs> of the pants, <laughs> the fucking casting couch going on, and then you throw in the convergence, you throw in the move. Boy, things went wrong. I, I really hope that Rebirth changes all this, uh, but we don't know yet, so who knows? But yeah, I have a feeling that this series ends with them stepping through a white light door. <laughs> And then you'll have to wait for a rebirth. To see Will they exactly ever what explain happened. what happened? 
No, actually, they'll look at each other, give a wink, and it's like it's like when you go to camp, and you know, a guy might you know go and lay down in the bunk with you and use his hand a little, Eric. Right, right, yeah. I'm no, yeah, it's fun while it's going on, but when you go home, then you you don't call that guy again. You don't what send him letters. Camp stays in camp. It stays in camp. You it's childhood in Las Vegas. Not tell your pa- parents. <laughs> you don't tell your pals. This doesn't happen unless maybe your pals come over to sleep over, and maybe they start hitting at things. You, or you you know you slip them a Mickey and that stuffed crust pizza, Eric. And then the fucking all bets are off. Woo-wee. You get a quarter and put it on their ass the next day, and they go home. They're none the wiser. They're 25 cents richer, and you have... Uh, That's what Cosby thought, And you've too. experienced the world, my friend. Experienced the world. No, I just... I don't know what's going to I don't happen. like your world where you when rape I, your friends. <laughs> oh, they're not friends, Eric. <laughs> they're victims. I know. <laughs> oh, this is an awful podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to say. Thing, I, I the whole thing concludes, though. I get we, the idea, though. They're going to go back. Rebirth's going to happen, and they're going to be sitting around in Warriors Bar again, and guys going to be like, whew, that was some fucked up shit that happened last time. What happened to Warriors? I don't, I don't even remember anymore. It's funny, too, because they even call him a little warrior. And that's that big guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on, warrior. But uh, all right, we get our lantern team that goes down into the planet core or just underneath somewhere, and they face off against Marnie, or the great evil of the series. And we yep. find out that she's the last of her kind, but because of this, she is like the Highlander, where she has taken all their freaking souls or quickening, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and can shoot them out of her titties at our heroes. Yeah, next thing it's it shit's flying out of the arc. And I, exactly, keep pretty much. Closed. I don't know how these are hurting our heroes. We just see them go down, and that's it. Yeah. And then Mario goes and reprograms the ring somehow after taking it off a of guy Gardner. Yeah. Who yeah. I guess was in a, sleeping in a hotel room in his underwear. Yeah. It seems like a guy at the last point when that ring went on, he was in his undies. I don't know when this ring went on, though. I'm telling you, last we saw, he was taking that baby and walking across the country, which is a bad plan to begin with. He and might have been at camp. <laughs> I imagine that. He was my friend. We were just talking about the, off the freaking uh, podcast, though, but I was like, he was in a hotel room. He put a yeah. do not disturb sign on the baby. door with the baby, and baby now that baby is dead. Baby is like the baby in train spotting. <laughs> oh, God. It still haunts me. It's just there. Dead baby. But no, oh, I, I really like the art in this book. I like Guy Gardner a lot. I'm telling you, after talking about this, I always want to think I should have given a lower score, um, which I honestly think I should have. I think this should have been a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I gave it a 6 right here. And the funny thing is, I put, I like the art. I love the art. Actually. I, it's the greatest part of this um, uh, series. And I put, I keep this expecting is- more. And then I put... Having the cord disappear must have looked better on paper because nothing is going on. And this is where it's weird because you had Cullen Bunn's Lost Army yep. where nothing was happening. Tom Taylor was announced to be on this. They actually changed the book so that you could start in number one, start kind of get a deal. Nothing's happened. No. I, I, I'm waiting for like – The Tom book just Taylor looks better just, now. Tom Taylor could just have been like, oh, hell could be breaking loose and they're fighting and all this and just excitement. And then they end. They're six issues. You don't need a lot, but we're getting nothing. We really aren't. Like you said, you even called out. You even get the that backstory at the beginning. And yeah, I don't think it's going to lead to anything. It I better. thought it was a nice little moment. But, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for writing it. Yeah. Especially I, for a six-issue mini. Yeah, but you gave it a seven, huh? Yeah, I should have given it a seven. Oh, I seven. I, I think yeah. I was high on it when I read it. Just oh, because yeah, I think you were high. Maybe. No, nah, it's not that bad. It's, I'm it's telling you, I just have happens. a lot of nitpicks with it. It's Nordberg. Nordberg. Nordberg happens. That's, that's going to be our fucking throwaway for everything now. It's a Nordberg. It's a Nordberg. 
Uh, the Detective next... Comics was a total Nordberg. That wasn't Nordberg. The next issue, though, Eric, that we're going to move on now. You're, you're okay with that? We're going to move on? Moving on. We're moving on, just like I did from that summer camp, uh, is another Tom Taylor book. And boy, yeah, yeah, a little oh, spoiler. Damn. I think this might be talked about at the end of the issue or yeah. the end of the episode of uh, Pick of the Week. Oh, my God. Batman Superman number 30, written by Tom Taylor, art by Rob Simroka, Jay Layston, Blonde, and Rob Lee. Tom Taylor keeps kicking ass and taking names and adds the names of Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps to that list. Everything unfolds perfectly as Batman shows he is the smartest motherfucker in the universe and Tom Taylor shows that he can write Batman and Superman with the best of them. I can't wait to see what book or books he's on in Rebirth because they will shoot up to the top of my list because I don't care how much we yelled about the fucking Edge of Oblivion. This book's awesome. And I loved it. Uh, it's one of those things where pieces of the puzzle that you didn't even know you were making, Eric, they all came together because, boy, this is one where I even said... The last issue where we loved. We loved last issue. The last loved it so much. About this book, it was our book of the, the podcast, book of the week. I even loved um, the first issue, even though you made yeah. me hate it. Yeah, I, the first one was all set up, and I didn't like where it was going. But now I bet you, because of these two going back and seeing some things, I bet you I would have been a little more. But I think I even gave that like a seven. Right. It wasn't like I gave it, you know, a two. It's not eternal, error. Each issue keeps getting better and better yeah. in this and story. Where I like this, where we said the one thing that I wished happened last issue was when Batman was walking around talking to the alien, and then you ended up finding out he was leaving the bat bombs all yeah. over him. We wished that they would have showed what was happening. This issue, he show, like he actually, it's one of those where he spoils it, but he doesn't because you don't know what the hell's going on. But then at the end, you're like, holy oh, shit, yeah. he knew shit was going on <laughs> early. And you're like, that is fucking awesome. But yeah, it starts, it even starts out just starting out where there is just a page where a, it's catch up, right? But it's Batman and Lobo's ship and it has the quote unquote acquired by Batman. I started <laughs> laughing right away. I started laughing and then he tries to get a hold of Superman who we know is chained up, uh, on, in Scorch Space. and oh, even in Scorch that, Space. Even that, though, he's trying to call him, and they show the little man. It's so good. Everything is right. And there you are. And I think you like this issue because you were right, Eric. It's a Daxamite. That's the only thing that made sense. Yeah, it's a Daxamite. His name's Sidebar. And he's a little confused. He's a little off. He's a lot confused. Because he, he even mentions, and I said to you during the week, that I really love the way. Because, yeah, they could have had a Superman like, holy crap. You son of a bitch, how long were you chained up? And the guy could have just come out, uh, five years or oh, 20 years. or uh, Nope, they, he does it so well where he's like, oh, kryptonite. You speak Kryptonian. Oh, yeah, I was on Krypton. I want to go back there someday. And, like, and even Superman, wow. what? Back there someday? And again, this not only shows you shit, he's been there a long time, but also shows you he has got nothing. Well, I'm All telling you, I, he has I even done like is stare at a sun. I'm telling you, I like it. Even he says it's just been one long day because yeah. he's been staring at the sun. I like that so much. They have not told him anything. Nobody has gone and talked to him. He is just a guy. The last thing he remembers, one of the things, is going to Krypton. So yeah, he's like, yeah, now I'm free. I might even go back. And Superman's like, you fucking bastard. And again, this is Superman the way Superman should be. He should be pissed. Like, this, su Superman and the truth, he'd be pissed. He'd <laughs> fucking smash this guy right up the head. But no, he feels bad for him. And he knows this guy's not wrong. It's not him who's wrong. No. And the guy just wants to go. He doesn't and, even know why they're like, he had to go get this uh, Superman to replace him. He yeah, has no idea. No, And then Superman scans him. And I like the art a lot. 
in Love this it. issue as well. I'm right there, and he's like, no, you stupid son of a bitch. You sorry son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you bitch. You bitch. <laughs> you, you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah, he's dying, and that's why. And it makes sense. I told yeah. you. That's not a shocker. I told you that in the first one, or when we first saw it. I said, my idea is that the guy's going to die. They need a new battery. And uh, yeah, it's not like I'm a fucking genius. But yeah, this guy <laughs> didn't know. He just wants to go. He just wants to stop. And he gets pissed at that one point he just freaking heat visions Superman. And then he feels bad. And I really like it. And it's weird because this guy, should you should hate him. Really. But you Never don't. once hated him in the you suit. You don't. You nope. feel bad for him. And you, you realize right away, like, he, it's not him. He's just a, a fucking, you know, victim. cog in the deal. He is. He's a victim. He's very upset. He doesn't know what's going on. But then you go back to Lobo, and Lobo's face is fucked up. He's he needs hard, to heal fast. Goddamn. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, but, yeah, he's talking to the alien. And the alien kind of like, hey, this isn't why I arranged this. And Lobo was an idiot. But at this point, you you knew that this guy was involved, right? Did, did Lobo's honestly, and, I I knew he was involved. I didn't know that he was the guy. I just thought it was deal. funny because yeah, Lobo's thrown off. Like, what? What do you mean? You're financing this? Yeah, you stupid ass. And then he's like, "You're gonna have to do that. I'm gonna finance you without the, the body, whatever. You're gonna do this. And you gotta go Lobo's, kill that Batman." Yeah, and Lobo's like, "Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna go do it. I do it. I do it free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. He's like, almost take him out for free. Honestly, this book is so good. We're talking about it. I don't even want to make jokes about anything no, because of how good this so goddamn good. issue is. Yep, it's so good. And uh, yeah, and then they go, and there's Batman. And you know what? Uh, he's there, and he's. I love it because we go back to the whole thing, the whole idea of him not need, wanting to call for help. And it's funny because the plan starts now. Batman is thinking ahead. Lobo hasn't even gone to get him. He looks like he's in hyperspace. And the plan starts. But how does, it st- how does he start it? Do you, do you have it there? Oh, I checked out, man. He I'm just is, reading the book again. He this is, is a good-ass book. He is pissed because he's got to call Hal. Because he goes, <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, I just got And I don't know, is it that he's mad because he's got to show Hal his card that he has <laughs> tapped into the rings? Or is he mad just because he doesn't want to ask for I help? I think it's from column A. I think, column it's, I think it's both because he's like, God damn it. Hey, Hal. And Hal, Hal's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you, Green Lantern now? He's all upset. <laughs> you replacing me? Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of tapped into that. And I love it. Hal is so mad. Are you what? <laughs> and I love it that... Batman just keeps like interrupting him, like, "Hey, listen, I need you for something. You need me. You're asking me for help." And he's you don't like, really hey. do that, Batman. And I really, I really wish that he would have used banana muffin again. So do I, I really wish he would have. I wish how they would have done it. He says, like, Hal says, "You need me. You're asking me for help. You don't really do that." And then Batman says, "Hey, I'm working through it." And I banana wish that. Muffin. And you don't get that then. Like, you don't get the plan. But obviously, they're working out the plan then. And um, yeah. I uh, I wish he would have hung up and said, "God damn banana muffin!" <laughs> and this fucking thing, though. And then at the end, I wish he had a banana muffin. That'd be great. Actually, I wish he would have said that to Hal, and Hal thought that was the plan. And the rest of the issue, Hal goes off to try to find a banana muffin. There you go. Really, that's what but you yeah, want. No, and it's you know, beautifully perfect issue. Well, and you, and you know where you know how it was written so great is you have this thing. Batman says, "Listen, I need you to do something for me." And he's like, oh, you need that. Hey, I'm working through it. And then it switches scenes, and not once did I think, hey, what the fuck's Hal doing? I just was going on with it. I wanted to see what happened next. So it's written so well that you don't even question things as they're happening. So when it does happen, it's like, holy shit, he was planning this early. Because, yeah, then the uh, Psy, the Dexmite, 
free Superman. And even there, like another thing I would say, oh, man, that's, that's pretty rushed. It's not. It's no. so good. It's so good. He's, he's I was like, Cybar's not a bad guy. So when, immediately when he finds out what's going on, yeah. he releases Superman and helps him escape. Yeah. And they're there, and he's like, hey, I'll get you home. Uh, Superman says that, and he's like, I, I don't want to go home. Everybody no. thinks I'm dead. I don't want to go just to die again. So you, you're like, boy, this guy. And basically it shows because he is going to help Superman. He doesn't care if he dies. No. Now his whole thing in my mind is him like, no, not again. I'm yeah, not letting I, them do this exactly. to another person. If I die, at least I'm going to be dead saving this guy and these motherfuckers are going down with him. <laughs> yeah, he breaks them out and they fly and then Superman gets supercharged because they go right to that sun. That and super, super sun. Yeah, and he is supercharged. They get it. And now it's all-star Superman where he's oh, dying yeah. because of it. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he goes off and he says, hey, I'm supercharged. Let's go see my buddy Batman. And he goes and then the plan continues where Batman's like, hey, you know what? They're coming. I need your help. I have a plan. Oh, what's your plan? You're a tactician. I have to die. And he's like, oh, yeah, be a little more brilliant. And I love that <laughs> line. And then Batman just says, just listen. We don't have time. They're going to overtake me. And again, there's another step of the plan that you're not privy to at this point but i just didn't even think going. anything of it it's just, just like going. going and then badass fucking uh lobo, <laughs> -face lobo and i'll tell you his face is healed a little better yes. you know what i mean it's really good but yeah he's just flying around a jetpack like a goddamn badass finds <laughs> his goddamn ship and then that's when superman comes out of a vent and they start fighting and they're going at it lobo's getting the upper hand not once did i think anything of that it's lobo then Lobo, Lobo hangs, throws him out the goddamn Lobo airlock. hangs him out of the airlock. And still, I was like, okay. And oh, now, shit. this is the only part, really, of the issue that I lost track of something. And I did, at the end, I had to go back and see. Because he straps him onto the top of the ship. Yeah. And I didn't catch that at first. Neither did I. Because it was just the ship. And then later... A couple panels later, a page or so, he says, because all, Batman's not dead. And he's like, what the fuck? I strapped you to the top of my ship. I'm like, really? He did? And I went back. And I have to say, that is the yep. one thing. And there he is. He's very there. subtle. Yeah. And if you go back, he's right there. Yeah, he's there. Didn't, didn't see it on the first thing through. But yeah, all of a sudden. And I really even like that. Even though I don't know why Superman went, ugh, when like, he threw him down. It, unless maybe you say he was knocked it's, it's out. Almost, it's almost like a goddamn like re, like a, a reflex action. Yeah, it's weird because those <laughs> and yeah, I I blew it. It's not Batman. It's Superman. They had they had changed. He had dressed up as Batman, and that's always fun. And honestly, that's just a scary moment where you realize that somebody's not dead. Yeah, maybe he did that on purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's fucking with him because yeah, he uh, and then Loba's almost fully healed. So I'll give I'll give uh, Rob Simroka credit there too. But yeah, he throws him down. Uh, and even Lobo's like, what? Dead people don't say, huh? <laughs> That's a great and, line. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he wakes up and he has no idea. And it's funny because at this point, the alien has no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? He just yeah. thinks Lobo fucked up. Lobo Hey, knows, I paid you for a body. Why is this guy not a body? Lobo does not know what's... He is fucking like, what the fuck? And it's one of those... I really like the reaction because it's one of those like you get... Um, like when Batman first became Batman, like one of those things where a villain didn't know. It, it's a really good move where all of a sudden you, you get the idea that Lobo thinks that Batman is more than just a man. You know what right. I mean? Like he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I killed him. I strapped him to my fucking ship. There's no well, way. Well, could survive that. Except and the alien me. doesn't... And I like... 
Yeah, I like everything about this issue. I'm going to keep saying I like because I did. I loved it. I, I love. I love the idea that then Superman even shows how smart he is by really knowing that this alien is such a pompous ass that all he has to do is just fucking egg him on and he is going to tell the whole fucking plan and then just to hurry it up. In the meantime, the Green Lantern Corps is waiting. They're, Hal's listening. They're recording it. the evidence. Yeah, and it's all evidence. And it's awesome. It's like an old-time detective story when you get the uh, guy to admit yeah. it and all that. But yeah, at the one point... Then you find out the freaking he has a wire on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved it, too, because, yeah, Superman is now just yeah, thrown the on the roof of a fucking ship. So he's like, still, you know what, Still Lola? at this point, though, you don't no, know it's you Superman. you have no idea it's Superman. And he's, like, going, and then he's like, hey, Lobo, you know what? Uh, you, you know, hold your breath. Uh, and to me, it's like, you fucking asshole made me fly on that goddamn ship <laughs> all that time. Because we don't know how long it took. And you know what? You're going to go, too. And he went out there, and I thought. At that point, because he's, hey, how do you like the vacuum of space? And I was thinking, wait a second, th- that doesn't ring true because Lobo flew in on the jetpack, but it- it's all spelled out later. He actually says later, hey, th- we got a guy for you to pick up. He- he'll be okay. He- nothing's yeah. hurt him. But up until that point, I even thought Tom Taylor fucked up a little. Nope, he didn't. He's no. a genius. I said in my review, <laughs> I'm a dummy. He's a genius because there's a couple times where I thought, oh, no, he fucked up. No, he didn't. And yeah, at the point, it's so good, too, because you have Batman there. And now Batman is flying in space. <laughs> and you're like, what? And then he just pulls the fucking, uh, you, you, the, what's it called? Is, uh, the costume. Yeah, the off. costume. I almost called it, but it, it's the costume itself. And yeah, there's the S. And he takes it off. He goes down to the, uh, the fucking alien. And he says, he tells him, you're fucked. You, you gave a confession. The core is at coming, and it makes total sense because they are the intergalactic police. And even says, you heard the Green Lantern Corps, they're the intergalactic police, and you're arrested. And the fucking alien gets so mad and tries to squish Superman, and it just <laughs> fucking goes through and says, yeah, hey, you're going to learn, you can't do that. And that's not the last lesson you're going to learn. And I was like, everything I, pulls together. I love that so scene good. so much where the alien tries to yeah. squash him, and his hand goes right through and Superman. And Superman is there and just crosses his arms. And he's like, "Ha, ah, we won't be doing that, do that again, again, will we? It's so I good. laughed yeah. so hard. I'm like, that is so fucked up. But you know what? That makes perfect it sense. Does. And I love it so yeah. much. Now the guy has a fucking hole in his hand <laughs> from Superman. And he thought, and there, you even get the idea. There's this huge alien who thinks he is so fucking, his shit does not stink. Boy, it stinks. <laughs> All shit stinks, Eric. There's no shit that doesn't stink. But yeah, then you end the issue. And I almost got choked up. I actually, no, no, dude, I should have goddamn. Yeah, I actually up. got really choked up, and it's not just the fact where you get Psy, they're there, and you're like, oh, what are they doing? They're on Earth, there's Superman and Batman, and there's Psy, and basically, because he has seen only day for the last 40 years, whatever it would be. Yeah, long ass I, time. I'm, yeah, and you know what, we could go in the whole thing of, well, the new 50, I don't care. I want to think that it was forever because it makes the scene even better. That uh, and I also even like the fact that uh, Batman speaks Kryptonian. Yes, I I dabble. Yeah, I dabble. It's so good. And he sits there, and Batman spends uh, or spells it out and says, "I can't understand most of your life staring at the sun. Now you want to spend the last moment looking at it, but it's not. He wants to see the sunset finally. He wants to see that because he's never seen that in all this time. And He's getting cold, and he's like, God I have damn. not been cold. Yeah, right it's now. like, I've Your never thought. been cold. And the best panel of probably 
every issue I've read in years, it seems, yeah. where Batman and Superman at the same time giving them their the capes. And I'm telling you, I don't really want to talk while you're doing it yeah. because I just want you to tell yeah, me. And about it's it. so, it's good. so and good. And what I like about it is too, so good. it's not spelled out. You don't see Superman go, "Hey, we should do this." They're both heroes, and they're both great guys, and they both do it at the same time. Both give the cape at the same both at the same God time. damn it. And yeah, they give it to him. Got a tear in my eye right now. Yeah, and he's, uh, and he's like, oh, there it is, the sunset. It's incredible. And then it's just they look at it, it goes down, and then he's gone, Eric. He falls. Yeah, he's dead. And it's like, holy shit. And they don't even, it's like, I don't know. They don't even react. They, they're no. there, and it's like, because really, it's it, he. It was time for him to die. He yeah. had all that suffering, and he got to see the one thing he wanted to see, and he died. And then Batman and Superman were just left there, and I loved it. I loved these these three. It was three issues, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was so good, and you get so much out of these. You get the fact that these guys are best friends, and you've had the you have not had that much in the new Fifty Two. This is the new Fifty Two started. This is the best story arcs. Probably since the New 52 yeah, started. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I agree. And we love, like, American Alien. Oh, yeah. We love, love a it. lot of the things. This works so and, well. And you know what? Why, and also what it does? It gives you their best heroes being their best. And it's so good. And this is why. How the fuck did God you damn. think that you would be better off with Superman with no powers and Batman dead? You fucking yeah, dopes. Yeah, they're idiots. They could have had this. This should have been what Batman and Superman was this whole time. And it, it should have never been arc. has no, been. It should have been arc after arc of them being friends. Best, even if it was where they started out like they did and the whole thing. But yeah, the rest of it, it it's been garbage compared to this. This is so good. And I really, I cannot see how anybody could read these issues and not like it. And from everybody we know. Manship guys who my eyes are fucking stuff. wet right now. Yeah, all those guys. looking at the I'm I'm just staring at the last. Yeah, page I keep going down the the whole thing. I even like when the he's there and he's got the capes on, even though he looks a lot like Charles Manson there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the fucking you see him? He looks just like him. But he's uh, got a swastika on his forehead. Yeah, even it's weird. Yeah. Never noticed that before. Uh, now, but uh. yeah, it's it was so good. I loved it. Uh, now I did give it a nine two. I know you wrote to me that you want. Uh, this is my second favorite. I, I actually did like the second issue more, and I think I, I gave that a 9.5, so I, I probably should have went 9.5. No, dude, I'm telling you, I wrote to you after reading it earlier, 9.5 out of 10, easy. Yeah, yeah. And now after just talking about like it. a 9.8? I'm a 9.8 right yeah, now, 9.8 like out of 10. That would probably go uh, probably like second or third best issue for you then of the whole, the whole site that we've done. I loved it. I I did. I gave it a nine two. I don't even know. I think I just like, hey, I didn't like it as much as the. I should have probably given it the same as the second because yeah, I would have as well. It's I, but so, no, this is this is. I love the banana muffin. I love every interaction we had. This just had so much goddamn heart that it has did. to be. It did, and, and also sorry, just and I, it gave an emotional response. For yeah, me. and even to go, I laughed and I fucking cried. You had fucking oh, what is that? You, I laughed and I cried and I shit my pants. Eric Shea, right on the back of the trade. I don't know why I was shit my so pants. Good. It's, it's yeah, so good. It's because you liked it so much. Isn't that what you do when you like shit? No. You shit your pants. No. God damn it. I've been don't wrong all this time. From, I've been wrong. away from this emotion I've been I have. all this time. No, what, what I was going to say. I am dead inside. Even, do not take this away from me. Even the things in this, like the Green Lantern Corps, yeah. it's not just fucking thrown in there just to be nonsense. It's thrown in for a reason. And it's, number one, it's a great thing with Batman. Now, before, yes, Banana Muffin. Yeah. That was Superman. 
Superman is a little special. Now, yeah, and I'm not saying that Batman hates Hal or anything like that, but now he is actually branching out to the other Justice Leaguers. And you know that Hal is going back and finding Flash. <laughs> Yo, Flash, get this. Yo, guess you know what? what happened to me? We just, we just stopped. So, what do you mean we? Wasn't that Batman? It's a, oh, no. Oh, no. He, me for help. He needed help. Oh, uh, it's so Ooh. good. It's so good. Uh, nine tour. Nine point eight. I'd like to say nine five. Now I'll go a little uh, above my score. I that like. happens sometimes. We're gonna go off now to the flash reviews, but it's gonna be a little different. It's gonna be me and Reggie kind of talking about the books because what happened is this week it really fell into place that it was me, you, and him doing the reviews. He had four reviews. Yeah, you had four. I, I had five. Yeah. And um, so. He did a lot, but usually what we try to do is talk about what we reviewed. But because he had four, I asked him if he'd like to get together and do more of a, uh, not a discussion like we do, more of a like, hey, did you like it? Have you liked it? Because there's books like Constantine, uh, Starfire. Starfire. We've fallen behind Yeah, on. we haven't really talked about them. So I'm going to read them. Yeah, look, there's a little hint. I haven't done it yet. We're going <laughs> to this tomorrow, me and him. But yeah, before that, I'm going to read these. So I can at least give my two cents on what I like and don't yeah. like. But it's not going to be a rundown, but it'll be a little more than Flash Reviews. But that's what we're going to go off to now. Ben, we're here. Hey, Reggie. All right, all right, all right. How are you doing? Very good. This is Flash uh, Reviews, but with a little twist. A a twist and a turn at the end. Yeah, really, you are going to tell me what you thought of four books that you reviewed. I said on the site, we uh, this was a weird week where we... Pretty much right down the line. You had four books. I had five. Eric had four. So mm-hmm. it kind of works out. We're going to do it this way where instead of just blurb, you're just going to tell us what you thought about him. A little little uh, sneak peek into the world of Reggie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The what, mind of Reggie. Yes, the mind of Reggie. What did the mind of Reggie think uh, about these books? All right. Well, first we have uh, New Suicide Squad number 18 written by Tim Seeley. Art by Juan Ferreira. Yes. Uh, I thought this book was a real big improvement over the last one, especially the art-wise. I thought Juan Ferreira would get better with time, and already in the second issue, he's improved tremendously, both in you know uh, figures and in backgrounds, especially some of those backgrounds are painterly. You know, you yeah, can, they are. You just straight up just you know put them right in a frame, I think, and uh, there's your hotel painting. Mm-hmm. So that was huge, and I really think he's going to get better and better all uh, as we go along. Uh, the story was pretty good, not amazing. Uh, Suicide Squad, surprise, they're not dead from the yeah. last issue. It was weird, too, because it starts off, and like you said, they're not dead. And I, I remembered last issue, and I was wondering how they were going to do it. Boy, they, they don't really mess around. No. So Silly just comes, they're there. And with the art, I do like the idea. I like a lot of the art in this. Uh, only because I really like flashbacks with Juan Ferreira's art because they do have that painter, you know, yeah. that painting-esque quality that flashbacks really work well. So those scenes I really enjoy. But yeah, overall, even when they go, well, you can go on, but yeah, when they go and find out who had saved them, uh, those scenes with this other team are really good. And like you said, the backgrounds are really good. Yeah, the, I mean, it's it's so super detailed. I actually looked on Twitter. Uh, it looks like he actually does paint these in watercolor. Oh, really? First, I, I thought it might be all be digital because that would make a lot of sense. But yeah. it seems like I think he paints them in watercolor, scans them in, and does the blacks, the the inks, and yeah, the that's he does his own stuff inks. on. Uh, yeah, he does everything color. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and and when you say about the flashbacks, like that's when he really gets crazy with the layouts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've one shot on the uh, site 
where Harley is trying to gather the gang together. And like you can see, she's going to different rooms and you can see the pipes between the rooms in the gutters of the panels. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a cute little way to set it up. I, I really think this book is going to artistically, if it goes beyond Rebirth, uh, it's going to be really something else in about oh, you know what? two or we three were, issues. We were actually talking about that off uh, right before we went, and you were you said because I said, "Boy, this is uh, going a little slow for a pretty much a four issue arc." And then we said, "Oh, yeah, they, they aren't." I remember now. Rob Williams is the writer. Oh, that's right. You're Earth, right. And yeah. Jim Lee is doing some of the art. So it's, yeah, these guys are just doing four issues pretty much. Well, it's weird. I'm looking at it. Yeah, the, I I really do like the way he separates those panels with mm. the two with the pipes, which ends with Lawton on the can. Yeah, enough. <laughs> the the interaction between Harley Quinn and Floyd Lawton are probably the funniest and yeah. you know, most most uh, character of the whole book. Um, as far as the story, it was okay. It's uh. The team has been rescued by the Horus organization, who we think are a benevolent uh, yeah. international organization, you know, saving war. And if people, if people were, were reading the first issue, it is the guy and the girl from the beginning. That yeah. odd beginning of the first issue where you had that guy uh, saying, oh, my, my dad, the coffee magnet. Oh, yeah. uh, it's the that guy. Baker, coffee yeah. so at least, or at least, And that was such a confusing little scene to start their run. And uh, I even saw a lot of other reviews. Uh, I don't know what's going on with these guys. But, yeah, that ties into that. We, we got the payoff here. Uh, yeah. So they've, they've saved the Suicide Squad and another uh, paramilitary organization that actually was there in China to fake kill them. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like they're all uh, going to be killed by the Fist of Cain, the serial killer cult. That's what this Horus organization truly is, is the uh, Fist of Cain. And now they are under the gun. And one guy gets shot in the head. But yeah, not it does. Suicide uh, it was, I believe that was... Uh, the smart the guy. The guy, yeah. that Death Trap, wasn't it? Oh, no, you're right. It was the smart guy. Death Trap and stuff. I'm like, hey, what's Deathstroke doing there? Is Death, Trap, is Death Trap a guy who was ever, or are these just new characters? These are all, I, I, I've never seen them in yeah. my life, but I did research. They're all Wildstorm characters. Okay, they are so, Wildstorm. So I th- this, what I think this group probably is, is a ripoff of the Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, yeah. yeah, it has to be. Even uh, where we thought it might have been Batwoman. Last, it's actually a, a little bit of a chubby version yeah. of Batwoman. I'm like, who is that? It rips her. Yeah. But yeah, it is. When I look at it now, you're right. It is such a ripoff of the Suicide Squad, which is kind of funny. It's kind of a funny joke there. It's it's sort of like two uh, the two properties get to look at each other and you know, yeah. know who is who anymore. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I gave this book a I can't remember. I gave it an eight out of ten. A lot of that went to the art, which I I really like this guy's yeah, art. Yeah, I, I do. I really too. have a I lot of hopes for it. Uh, uh, Plus, it was a better book. You know, all, a lot of the unanswered stuff from last issue went answered. So yeah, it picked. It's picking up. I just the only thing I have an issue with a nitpick with it is uh, that the minute that they thought the Suicide Squad was dead, Amanda Waller would have hit those buttons and just blown up their heads. There's no way that you're keeping any loose ends, even to the fact that somebody could grab the bodies and yeah. possibly do something with it. Yeah, yeah. you just you blow up their heads. Which they could reverse engineer those collars, for example. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah really. Not, they would have. Yep. They would have. I, I agree. They would have. She would have popped the collars, but yep. and then maybe, she maybe there's because, more to be revealed next yeah. issue. And, and like you said, or in the book, they say pretty much they expect Amanda Waller to be fired for this, and at least you tie up that and whatever. But yeah, they're out and about, and Amanda Waller finds out at the end that they are still alive, and that's how that ends. And I do like it. I, like I said, I like the art a lot more. I'd probably give it a 7.5. Yeah, 
Okay. Is reviewing it. What's your next one? My next one is Gotham Academy number 16. This is part three, the penultimate chapter of the yearbook yep. uh, series. Written by Brendan Fletcher, James Tynion for Ken Nimura. Art by Adam Archer, Sandra Hope, Christian Wild Goose, Serge Lapointe, and Ken Nimura. Or Nimura. I have no idea how to pronounce this. I know know Ken Nimura from uh, There There Be Giants or whatever that book is. And he did a a, uh, original graphic novel not not too long ago. I'm a huge fan of his art. So this book is... uh, Again, just a anthology of a few stories. This time it's really two stories with some uh, interstitials that include Damian Wayne. And uh, it's darn cute. The first story is written by James Tynion and drawn by, I guess, Sandra Hope. Okay, yeah, there's uh, a lot of people on here. There are a lot of people. And I don't really have them in order. Uh, first story is very cute. It's a, a maps. This whole book is actually very maps-centric, which mm-hmm. which works for me just fine. Uh, Maps wants to wait up and talk to the Batman after she lights the bat signal, but she falls asleep and Batman puts her back to bed and writes her a little note about how he likes her pictures, which are awesome as hell. Like her hanging out with the Batman, her as Robin, like swinging through the city, her in the Batmobile. Uh, If you like Maps... You know, this, this this is not a book to jump on. Obviously, here no, that that this, is an issue with these. Uh, this yeah. is totally like we've we've accumulated a feeling for these characters or not. If you haven't liked it now, then you are obviously are not and should not be reading now. Yeah, but, I have a feeling if you haven't liked it up till now, you'll hate these. Yeah, it, this this will make yeah. no. You'll be like, what the fuck is this shit? There's not even a story here. It's yeah, just I, like, I'm looking at the. Pay, I love the little maps drawings with her and Batman. It looks a lot like a little Gotham. I, I love it. Yeah, I know. I I would just like to see those drawings by themselves, yep. please. You know, like just get a link to a website. Just maps' greatest artwork. Yeah, you know what? They should have that, like a website maps scrapbook, and you that would go there. Awesome. Wouldn't yeah. it be cool? You go there, and they could just each artist who does something just add like a little thing to it, little you know, just little art and whatnot. Maps. Mizuguchi.com, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Uh, the second story, well, I tell you, the interstitial was actually pretty cute, too. It's Damian Wayne breaks into Maps and Olive's dorm room. Uh, he kind of sneaks around. He steals the scrapbook. Uh, the, the gimmick is that he's reading the scrapbook, and that's how we yep. know what the first story is. But it's very cute. Obviously, Damian Wayne has a crush on Maps, and I don't blame yep. him. Maps yeah. is adorable. Yeah, she's great. She likes and, Dungeons uh, and Dragons. What is it? It's serpents and Swords or something? I, pre- yeah, I always forget. Some, yeah. It's I, Dominique's I think it's Monsters. Hilarious. I know that much. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> an, it, that, that ends to Tom Hanks dying. That's a dangerous you game. You do not want to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like it. I have I had stopped reading Gotham Academy, but then um, Joel was doing it on the site, but then he yeah. was leaving, so I was kind of trying to catch up and whatnot. But yeah, I like it. It's just, like you said, this is not a jumping on point. It's ending this year, and then it'll continue. I know we talked about it in the news tonight with the Lumberjanes crossover. Yeah. And what I said to Eric at that point, it's so funny, this book. Like, of anything, it's like the most perfect transition of any book I've ever seen, where they finish this with the yearbook thing, they get some stories, then they go off to camp, and then they're going to have the second semester. I think that's freaking awesome. That is great. It's almost like a summer season. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really like uh, Saved by the Bell at the uh, and, Malibu Sands. Yeah, really, the Malibu Sands, <laughs> the freaking Zach over there. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because uh, the second semester doesn't start until the fall so if you're a fan of the book you still get it you you get it more i just wonder how it's going to be because it is done by the uh, lumberjanes guy uh ladies and whatever it's yeah i love i love that book, yeah so I, yeah i, I actually I have, have read good bunch feelings of for that yep. uh what'd you give this one 
Uh, I gave this one an 8.5 out of 10. A lot of it went to the second story, which I didn't get into, but I'll just say quickly oh, that yeah. uh, it's Ken Namura. What, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's in, he's a true uh, master of comic storytelling. And, okay. you know, I thought it did an awesome job, very cute, very well-paced, and uh, I thought this was a great issue. If you're already a fan, I don't see how this would stop you. If you're not, avoid it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You'll yeah. catch up in the fall. Yep. Uh, third book I'm going to do is Constantine the Hellblazer number 10, written by Ming Doyle and James Tynion the fourth, art by Travel Foreman, Joseph Silver, and Ivan Placencia. Yes. This one we left, uh, last issue, Constantine had just, uh, walked into the fairy realm accidentally after thinking he was going to make it to Earth from Hell, uh, and kind of the, the book opens with Constantine just sort of talking about how fucked up fairy world is. Fairyland is a brutal land, we see... Pictures of fairies uh, cutting open a unicorn and having like a blood orgy in his yeah, rainbow blood. <laughs> and, you know, it just it just seems kind of a fucked up place and how they're going to, you know, and he gets caught. And then he just talks his way out of it. That's really it. I mean, it was really sort of a letdown. I wanted to see. I thought the art in Fairyland was really cool. It looked very uh, fantasy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, I, I pitched this. I did not read the whole issue. Uh, I'm not a fan of Trevor Foreman's art. I uh, never have been. I know that. I don't know if it's that there's a lot of hype around him or he just has a cool ass name. But every time I see that name, it gets me all hyped up and it seems like, boy, this guy's important. And I guess he he's great. He, he's a good artist. I just don't like his art and books for some reason. He's he's really stylistic. And, yeah. and coming off a book like this or coming on to a book like this that already has such a yeah, unique yeah. style from Riley Rossmo, yep. it really it was very jarring. I, I, I'm OK with Travel Foreman's art. Except in the faces. Okay. A lot of his faces look like they got hit with a bag of rocks or something. And it's really, <laughs> it's really unclear what's happening, uh, what their facial expressions even are. So uh, when John Constantine gets back to New York, he goes to his boyfriend Oliver, who hasn't been poisoned, brings him back home to his girls, and then the two guys just fucking talk for like. Oh, I thought that was going pages. to a, a different way. The way you started that. No, no, I would. You know. <laughs> I mean, frankly, at least there would have been something. I mean, they they literally stand in this guy's fucking living room and just yakety yak. And it's like, you know, Oliver's like, I want to help you. And Constantine's like, you can't help me. I'm tainted. I'm, you know, everyone I love dies. And yeah. no, but I'm the, whatever. And then the, the most fucked up thing. So John walks away. So this is, so now Oliver, who's been away from his girls for like over 24 hours, sets him up with a babysitter and goes after yeah. John Constantine. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah. It's like you know fucking what? with Father of the Year award, you know? It's like, geez, even Jim Werner could give you tips. Yeah, really, I don't know. And then you're that. in bad yeah, shape. You know what you do? You take up the seat Deadpool. That's there you go. Hey, girls, how old are you? 12, 13, let's go. Deadpool. That's old enough. Let's go see Deadpool, baby. <laughs> Probably uh, seen worse yeah. than this already. That so uh, in the end, uh, John Constantine's old demon girlfriend, Blythe, who he left in hell when he mm -hmm. went into Fairyland, is the one babysitting the girls, and it's very... Spooky, scary. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, really. And that's it. I gave this one a six out of ten. Um, frankly, even talking about it, I might even go a little lower at this really? point. But I really did like the beginning part, and I wish the whole issue was was like John. I would have I would have been happy with John really dealing with Fairyland, like okay. really having to escape. Yeah, like yeah, not uh, just him talking his way out as always, and and that sort of deal. You it, it was it was like it was just like it seemed like a placeholder. Half the issue, like what is the repercussion? What, what is the point of this? So we got to see that fairies are fucked up. Eh, it was it was a mediocre issue after the last one, which I gave really. I think I gave a nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. So it was sort of a letdown. Yeah, you did. I remember you were all excited about that one. Riley Rossmo's art. 
I think you cut out there. I did. I, cut, I muted okay. for a second. Oh, did you? Well, were Sorry. you coughing, I had, sneezing? I had to cough. Oh, what yeah. is what? What are you sick? No, no, no. I just, uh, just still morning cough. over here, you know. Over know, here, it's in Baker Town, you know, <laughs> guys. Somehow we're like Arizona. We don't have the uh, the daylight savings time. Plus, exactly. we're, we're all Australian. Yep. Hello, Rolf. All right, it's already one p.m. for you. You're yes, ready to go. That's I'm right. still, uh, ready to rock. Ah, uh, yes. Well, so the the fourth book, oh, well, what what do you give this book? Do you think, uh, I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, oh. I have not. I have fallen off of Constantine. Uh, we had we had been talking about it on the on the podcast, and really at that point was a while back, and it was that was when it was pretty much the walking tour of any city that yeah. Constantine hit. And then you, I did page through it. Like I said, I saw the art, I started reading it, and we had to get together to do this. I hate to admit that I didn't read it at all, but yeah, I I didn't really read it. But what I saw, I, I didn't really like that much. It didn't grab me. The the issue, yeah. Constantine as a whole. While reading it, it just there's nothing that makes me want to continue. I'm not huge with the dark characters anyway, yeah. Um, so reading it, there is nothing really in this book up until the you know the point that I was reading that made me want to keep reading. I like Riley Riley Rossmo's art when when Riley's on, but even that, I'm like it's just kind of the same thing. It it reminded me a lot of Gotham uh, by Midnight. That you had this book and and yet when I read it, I was just like I don't know. It's just not doing anything for me to continue. Well, I think Eric said the same said about Constantine the same thing he said about Gotham by Midnight. That was, you know, when he sees it, he's cool with it. You know, he likes it or, you know, yeah. really likes it or, you know, he's okay. But in between issues, he yeah, totally he forgets, about forgets about it. about it. I'm telling Gotham by Midnight was the worst. We'd, oh, Gotham by Midnight next week. Oh, my God, I forgot about it. And then it was delayed. We didn't even realize. That's when you know. Books yeah. delayed and you don't even know it. Uh, yeah. And your last yeah. one is? Last one is Starfire number 10. Yes. Written by uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Elsa Charitier and Hi Fi. Uh, you know, this is a book that just seems to be spinning its wheels forever. It seems like yep. uh, there's no, uh, there's no, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is. You know, there's no import to the story. Forward there's nothing. Momentum, really, I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah, it's definitely no momentum. Uh, oh. I really, really like the art. Yeah. I thought, and and you know, Amanda and Jimmy, they get some of the greatest artists. I wish I'd love to see these guys on other titles. Not that I, I hate to see them here, but just yeah. to see them play with other characters. I thought it was so, like a, a Bruce Tim's look. It was like Bruce Tim, and even a little bit of Jack Kirby. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. It's really, it's really unique and uh, worked really well for these characters. Yeah. And in fact, there's so many ladies. I think that helped too. Yeah, it, what but, like do you think that it's that the artist like oh Amanda Connor yeah I'm gonna go and then they really want to impress her I but yeah the artist always really good possibly I mean they they you know they've been in the business a long time I assume they know a lot of people I've never heard of this woman before oh. she did the last book too and uh, well, that's the, when because Nicholas Scott uh, not Nicholas Scott uh, uh, Lou Pacino she yeah. was on it for a while and she left correct that, that a couple yeah. of issues back and then well, she's probably, she probably went to go do uh, one of their one of their other eight books oh, yeah well I'm also <laughs> yeah or she's on a rebirth book because she is possibly damn good so I yeah. like to see, I like to see some people so I, I don't even know what to say about the story in this book Starfire uh, she's sick she 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 fainted last issue by going to the underworld and it turned out that she was only you know adjusting to the power she comes out super powerful. Uh, this king, the Alatak, is killing people of Strata, but she just comes out and fucks him up six ways to Sunday, and uh, that's it, really. There's nothing yeah. really happens. Yeah, there isn't. Uh, <laughs> so, I did. That's funny. I don't read Constantine, but I, I read through this. And, uh, <laughs> and again, it's just, 
it almost is a different version of what I said where, yeah, you don't have to read it if you follow this book, if you want to jump in the one, because, yeah, it does not change much. Yeah, but, if, you, if, you li- if you've been liking it, then you probably think I'm an asshole because it's, yeah, but it's as good as it not, ever was. Yeah, you're not putting it down. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like listening to Green Day. Or freaking ACDC. You hear yeah. one song, you know them all. If you like it, you like it. If you yeah, don't, you, you'll you don't, like a whole album. Yeah, you, you'll keep liking every one of them, though, because everything's the same. But, yeah, I, it's good. It's good enough. Yeah. Uh, it's just when you get done, you're just, okay, I just read that. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10, but I'd say that if you are a big fan of the book, you could just throw a point on there. And then yeah, I actually would probably go 7. Uh, I really, really do like the art. Uh, it I'm is. Just looking up the lady... Uh, uh, Elsa's uh, deviant art page because she does not seem to have a lot of credit. She no. doesn't have a lot of things. There is a Comics Alliance article from like two years ago about why you should hire her. Mm. And she really has that same style. She That's her style. And she had done a lot of like fan art, like Spider-Man stuff and Wonder uh, Woman like stuff. Like commissions and stuff. Yeah, I don't even know that. It looks like it's just her. Just, hey, I like Supergirl. I'm going to make some Supergirl fan art. And it's really good. I, Gosh, I, she, and in fact, she would I'm be great on Supergirl. Awesome on Supergirl. Yeah. I'm looking, and there's a picture of her just uh, Supergirl sitting on top of a building. You can see the Daily Planet behind her, and it looks really good. And yeah, it looks like she's on the book The Infinite Loop, maybe. Uh, I don't know. She right. has some covers, but there doesn't seem to be tons of stuff. I'll have to look into it because I really like it, even to the point where if they needed somebody to fill in on the Black Canary now, I think that would fit very well with that as well. She, she draws women really well. She yeah. draws faces really well. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, whatever. They want to throw her on Green Lantern. I'll yeah. give that a look, too. Hey, but I, I Birds think, of I think, Prey, I think, would be good. Or I uh, think the books you're talking about, yeah, Supergirl, Birds of Prey. It's weird because I hate be to be naming women. I know. Put Lady up, books. Women books, but I'm telling you, she, uh, if Babs Tar. Wanted to take a day off for a Batgirl. This would fit in her style. Fits in really well with that cartoony, like that sort of deal. Like yeah. I, I hope they do grab her and put her on some things, even if it's just uh, at first a digital title. That'd Something be, like that would be awesome. I'd like to see that too. Yeah, but yeah, I'd probably give it a seven, mainly for the art. But it, yeah, that's the inconsequential kind of the this, the whole story. Yeah, uh, everything is in this book. We're now what ten? This is number ten, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I can't say that if you sat me down and said, hey, tell me about this whole run of Starfire, that I'd really be able to say that much. Like, ah, she's hanging out. She looks hot. She seems to have learned nothing since she's <laughs> no, been here. She, 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 she does anything. funny shit. She has a pink earwig now, you know, that's, like, taken from the cartoon. Yep. And uh, that's it. And, and the guy from the Coast Guard is like a will they, won't they? I don't really give a shit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's an all right book. It's not going to, you know, for three bucks, you could do a lot worse. Yep. Now, what? That's it. That is our talk of the the books. A little extended flash review, I guess. I hope people liked it. It's yeah. just not us. Re- when I read your uh, intros, when you send the blurbs, and I'm trying to get through them, and I'm like, God damn you, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, and earlier on, people would have heard uh, Manship sent in a mail, and he says that when he goes and reads the reviews, he tries to guess who writes them. He doesn't look, but he kind of, I think by now he's figured out who yeah. was on a book. But he was reading Eric's Earth 2, I believe it was, and it was a lot more wordy than he, was, than he thought it would be. And he's like, this sounds like Reggie. And then he said <laughs> there were no huge words, so then he knew it was something else. And he said, I, Eric took it as a, a diss. But it's really? like, yeah, it's like, yeah, and then I realized it was Eric. And what the, and I think that he was actually giving Eric a compliment. Eric doesn't take compliments. He doesn't know what's no. 
It was he has cool. to do his own thing. He can never he can never take compliments or. Yeah, uh, that is true, but yeah, yeah. that's it. I, I'm glad we got together to talk about this. Maybe we'll do this as long as it it spells it out like this. We we could do this every week with it. Uh, because really, at the most part now, it is me, you, and, and Eric doing reviews. Poppy has a couple now. Until Rebirth, we're going to have to figure out what's going on. But yeah, yeah. we could do this. But yeah, thank you. And thank you very much. Yes. And thank you, Weird Science listeners. And we're back. All right. We are back. And back to the now, when you're, people are listening to this, obviously, me and Reggie have talked. So we have to go back to uh, what we were talking about Batman and Superman and Tom Taylor. You uh, had talked about books that you want them on. What books do you want them on there? I want them on Trinity. See, you were um, supposed to hit your sound bite. That was my, my uh, big we'll lead again. to everyone. So, Eric, what books do you want Tom <laughs> Taylor on? Okay. We even had that little bit. That was a failed bit, Eric. It was. Yeah, actually, on you want them on tr- the Trinity book. I do. I originally had said all along that I want him on the Justice League book because he's very good at team books. I don't know. I really like the personal deal, like in this. And yeah, the Trinity book could be that. I also hope that it's a love triangle that's gone bad. I hope at some point that Batman is in the closet looking out in a cuckold situation. You want a cuckold situation with Superman? Yep. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, cuckold, Eric. Cuckold. That is weird. And I hope that Wonder Woman's wearing those sexy latex pants at that time. Uh, yes. And somehow got her hand caught in the drain, Eric. Oh, no. In the drain. Oh, no. S- Clark, what are you <laughs> Levi, doing? Levi, I mean, why Clark. Do you, why do you have the baby oil? Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, Batman has the baby oil. Fucking, you see Superman with the heat vision. He's heating it up, and they both they both go to town because now she's stuck in the fucking uh, window. You got both ends going. All right. Speaking of Superman and cuckolds, really, we're gonna go into Action Comics number fifty. Another one of these fifties, Eric. Oh yes, and I'm gonna have to take my breath because boy, we have a lot of artists on this book. And I'll tell you, this one did feel like a fifty. Well, Action Comics number fifty. Are you saying it felt like a long issue to read? Yes. Yeah. Written by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter. Art by Aaron Cooter, David Messina, Javi Fernandez, Bruno Redondo, Vicente Cifuentes, Gitano. Didn't he make jeans, Gitano? Juan <laughs> yes. Alberon, Temu Morey, Arif Prianto. And Will Quintana. Will Quintana. The big issue of Action Comics shows us that Superman had the greatest power of all. This whole truth storyline. He always had it, Eric. And no, that's not the power of love, Eric. The kind is. Power of friendship. You don't love your friends? You know what, Eric? That could be the greatest love of all. (laughs) I was going to sing that to you. I even have it. Sing greatest love of all. (laughs) I really don't feel like singing right now. Oh, I'm sorry. The That's a power that we all could deal with having. And luckily for Superman, there is no way Vandal Savage can take it away from him, Eric. There's no qualmers no are taking it because, Eric, the power Ain't of no friendship. friendship the power of friendship is a power that we all should replenish every day in I love every you, way. I love you. Oh, yeah. We also find out Vandal's. Say it back. Plan. I love you too, Eric. All right. Real plan. And Superman gets his powers and Super Suit back. By falling into the Fortress of Solitude. He's almost like me, 
a fucking master of disaster. Seriously. But yet it all works out for him. Besides the ridiculous non-explanation here, I had fun with this issue till that point, and we at least end with what we've been waiting for since June. That's the, the weirdest part of this <laughs> issue is going to be that you, you do get what we've been waiting for. We, we end the issue. He's got his powers. Yep. The problem is how. I nope. don't understand. It's not spelled out. It's a really weird thing that happens in here. Um, but, yeah, the issue starts before we get to that nonsense. Yes. The issue starts, and I really like the setup that it does. Uh, to do it. And a little recap. I'm say this because I'm trying to pull up the book. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I actually did not load it up. So, But yeah, you get a recap and it's Vandal Savage saying it. And I did like that. I like how you see what's going on, on in his perspective. Everybody's caught up because this issue was a big issue. I think that there are going to be some people who are going to buy this issue who have not read this this whole arc, which seems crazy. Thank God they have recaps. Yeah, but they they will probably be doing that. And it leads to what we always wish they had. Why don't they do that in Rebirth where you have a page at the beginning? First off, I always love the page with the heads to tell you who's in the comic. Uh, Why not do that? Even if it's in, like, say, a Teen Titan. Marvel used to do it all the time. I loved it. I like it, too. I think the last book that I read that had that in was FF. I thought actually didn't we have that in Green Lantern Corps uh, a little no, while? It might have been. There's well, there's times what they do in is just have run. like that. Uh, they have like a page where there's fighting, and they have the little placards. I actually just like that first page. Yeah, I know. But I said at one had, point they, they had that what's going heads on. around there with their names yeah. underneath. Yeah, I, I wish they did that with all those. Oh, just that I. first page where you spell out the shit and do that and who that. the person is. Let's get into yeah. what we've been dealing with. Yeah, yeah, but here. You find out what's going on. Like Meanwhile, during the truth. Yes. And, uh, but it is a Vandal Savage story. He's yeah. telling it. And so it's, it's got like a little uh, negativity towards Superman. And basically the whole thing is it's weird because Vandal Savage really – do you think he considers Superman weak because he doesn't give up? It's like a weird thing. Like, uh, you know, oh, he doesn't give up. He's always fighting. And he kind of laughs at it, and he sees used it against him. But he also with these friends. And then, out of nowhere, he decides to take his shirt off, Eric. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I was going to say, because he thinks he's Savage, so weak, he takes yeah, his shirt off. He just takes his shirt off because he has a sexy, hairy chest. And it's a really odd move where he's taking his shirt off. <laughs> I don't know why. On a hoverboard. But, I re- yeah, I really like, though, that it ex- it continues where he this isn't just him just talking to himself he's actually gloating to the captured justice league and the rest of the people so yeah he's telling the plan he's telling when you when you gloat you want to show everybody your sweet fucking pecs he's taking he took his shirt off and he says (laughs) you know what your people were thrilled with your fall but not as thrilled as this hairy chest. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Next thing, he's doing fucking push-ups and uh, one-arm push-ups. One-arm push-ups. And then I can imagine that he takes his pants off. He does have underwear, but it's thong underwear. And he's laying on a uh, like a bearskin rug. And like there, he's like Burt Reynolds back in the day. Fuck, Stan Lee, does Stan Lee had one like that. Really? He looks a little like Burt Reynolds. He's like, hey, uh, my next movie will be Cannonball Run 3. And I'm going to fuck those women in the Lamborghini. And I am not talking about uh, Adrian Barbeau. I'm talking about Catherine Bach and Susan Anton. (laughs) Boom. But yeah, then. 70s hot. And I really. (laughs) Adrian Barbeau was 30s hot. Uh, 
Yeah, it goes on, and I like the shift of narration because then it's Superman, and it kind of shows his spin. And it's not like they're fighting back and forth with each other. I like how they do it where it's just Superman thinking to himself, hey, he sees, uh, you know, Vandal Savage thinks it's a weakness, but it's my strength, my friends who have always stuck with me and all that. I do like the way it's written, though, where we start out with uh, Vandal Savage's point of view of everything that's been going on, and then we jump to like an inner monologue of Superman while having actual Vandal Savage dialogue from what he's watching Superman do. Yeah, I really like it. It's a very cool style to be writing this in. You know what the weirdest thing was? Uh, The only thing, and I'm looking at it now, and I I don't know if you're going to think I'm an idiot. Uh, When they show Lex there. Right. I thought it was Guy Gardner. Yeah, they didn't I really sorry. thought it was. I love you, buddy, but no. Listen, I, look at it. You can't see where Guy's hair would have really have been except one little you know bit. I could actually see it now. I'm looking at it right here. Doesn't if, it look if, a little like he, Guy Gardner? And honestly, besides for being bald, Lex Luthor's a redhead. Yeah. And the guy yeah, got his lost and brother. You know what the other thing about it was? I never saw him take Lex <laughs> Luthor. We saw we knew he took the quote unquote Justice League. Never thought Lex was there. I didn't even know what was going on. That's weird that you never thought Lex for some reason. Well, because they had that the whole truth, issue where uh, Yeah, but where, we only had that truth story. In the truth, Lex was in the story in Batman and Superman fucking nineteen issues ago. We haven't seen him since. I I never was, got in. Was that Batman Superman? At way back, where, I thought and, it was, no, I'm talking about where he called out the Justice League. Yeah, I forget besides, which one that was. Besides yeah, for Clark, even even that, I, I'm saying like, bes- that was like a little aside. In there, it was kind of funny, but yeah, I I never saw him take. I maybe I wasn't paying attention <laughs> because yeah, well, I, we I never didn't. actually saw them take any well, of the yeah, Justice no, League. We saw did. we saw the, um, the JLU, Justice, yeah, the JLU, Justice League United. We saw them take. So yeah, they mentioned the Justice League, but yeah, I'm like, what guy Garner? What's he doing there? <laughs> It don't make sense. But yeah, them vandals talking. Makes you with some kind of lost yep. army on the edge and, of oblivion? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, really. Aren't you supposed to be gone? He's like, no, I'm not a Green Lantern. I fucking gave up both those oh, Okay, this makes gone. sense then. Okay. Wait, wait. You were the Christmas Lantern. What the fuck's a Christmas Lantern? Go <laughs> fuck yourself, Vandal Savage. But yeah, then you see he's talking about all his friends and all the people. Not even just friends, but even John Corbin, which I'm glad that they showed that. I thought they were going to ditch him. I really thought so too. I thought but we'd yeah. never see him again. We also got a little shout out to my man, Ukar. <laughs> Nukar, baby. Which All I would of a sudden, Nukar shows up. Ah, shows up, and I, I, you know, he's like, "Listen, this Salvex guy, he's been a barbarian for fucking two days. I'm the barbarian here. I'm fucking showing up." And I, he's like, "Hey, when Superman calls, Subterranea answers." Since I, I, when, Nukar? Since agree. fucking when? I don't agree with you, Nukar, but it's a nice sentiment. <laughs> you, you are a flip flopper. And now here's the deal: you want to talk flip flopping because that's when the flip flopping hits. Superman hated Lois Lane. He treated Lois like shit. He had spelled out, you bitch. You fucking gave up my goddamn identity, you fucking whore. And, it, I mean, really spelled it out. At a point, just said, hey. I don't think he spelled it out in those words, but I get where you're going. I think he did. <laughs> and he said the same thing to Wonder Woman. And that's really, that was where you got the idea, like, they were done. Wonder Woman and him. And him and Lo- he really hated Lois to the point where, you know what I mean? Now they are going so much revisionist history with this, and it happens twice in this issue. And Lois Lane, who's been through hell, taking all the blame for revealing my identity when she was just trying to save my life. Bullshit. He was so angry at her. And now, because it's only changed this last the last issue. Yeah, whatever she showed up with Corbin. Wonder Woman, when she showed up with John Corbin, that is the only... That's when it changed, and that's why. Hey, because look, Lois is here. She actually cares that's about That's the weird me. thing is, 
John Corbin was not, you know what I mean? She was just, he was there to protect Lois because he loved Lois. Had nothing to do with Superman, but that's what changes idea. It's fine. You, I like, you had to have it so that this doesn't end and Superman just goes and fucking slaps her right upside the fucking head. But yeah, they're there. And, and I, I, I want to stop you before you move on though. I just want to know if I'm a big idiot because I'm forgetful of shit. Who's this motorcycle gang? Uh, the motorcycle gang at one point, there was a. Is that the supremacist? I think it was that one point. It kind of because does, you got spider okay. fucking robots in the background yeah, of this, yeah. and I and don't know what's going on it's anymore. Weird because at one point, remember when Batgirl went to go find them, and she ended up with that goddamn. I don't even think it's them. No, I, that was I just don't a know. Gang. Yeah, I just said. I uh, this, these are this, like all decked out in the same costumes yeah, and shit, and they have so specialized good. bikes. They'd and there's fucking spider robots in the background, which makes me think supremacist because be. why not? Why are they? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious if you saw that and understood it because yeah, I, I don't I know. That. I'm, I don't know. I right. really don't know. Fair but they, hey, they're fighting. And it's funny because he continues talking about Lois as if Lois is that one driving that motorcycle. And I'm like, yep, that don't look like Lois. That looks like some Red Hood motherfucker on a motorcycle. But yeah, they go. And and you know what? Maybe we're dummies, but yeah, this whole thing has lasted so many issues. But right. it's been eight goddamn months. Yeah. So yeah, and it's so weird because I wanted to when I put this in my review, I that was one of the things I wanted to point out. Hey, we've been waiting for this. And I'm like, June, July, <laughs> Holy shit. Once I got past six, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? This is going on too long. But uh the next uh page I really like. It's Superman busting out with uh you see John Corbin that there below with this fucking thing. You see something, but he's got the what should be kryptonite. Doesn't really look like kryptonite there, but he's no, all kryptonite up. And now this is where there is one big thing that starts happening throughout this issue that I did not like. Uh, and nip, yes, nip, it's nitpicky stuff. And it's it's nitpicky, but it's also because there's so many artists. But at this point, he has two hand wraps of the cape. The cape. Throughout the issue, it changes hands. Sometimes he has one, then it changes colors. Sometimes he's just got a, what appears to be a white cloth wrapped, and it really started getting me angry. I'm like, there he is now. He, and it, especially because one panel, which is very cartoony with like that, kabang, and it's his hand with a white wrap. And I'm like, yep. you, why? Why? Where? And that, I'm not blaming any artist. I'm not blaming a colorist on this. I am blaming an editor or a proofreader that goes through here and can't see it. How can you not see this? Honestly, uh, I didn't take notice. I found uh, your white wrap here, though, finally. Oh, it's all over. But you look all, all over the issue, and he starts having it on one hand. He has it on two. That's the, thing. It's the only reason I know what you're talking about is because that was your big complaint to me besides for the ending when you read this book on Wednesday. Yeah, it drove me nuts. But, yeah, I'm even looking back to if I see him. I think that's right when he shows up, though. So, yeah, it couldn't have been before, but it starts from there. Um, but, yeah. I like this. I like the idea. They really shove it down your throat. This power of friendship and stuff like that. I like it though. I it was like okay. That. And it, you know it why? Feels I like more it like Superman. Yeah, that's why I like it. I like it because you're going to get his powers back later this issue. But it also resets that whole thing <laughs> of everybody hating him. And, and Vandal calls him out. Yeah. And says, "Hey, you know what?" And not really to him. He's talking to the, the Justice League. But he says, "Hey, you know what?" When he went down fucking world was ready to hate him they wanted to hate him and i like that it gets turned on him 
And then you have my favorite other part of this is Salvex, who just keeps on fuck. Come on, Dad, let's do Dad, this. You yeah, shut watch up. me dive. Watch yeah. me dive, oh, Daddy. He just keeps yelling at him, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna do that." No, you sh- uh, you sit down, you son of a bitch. Honestly, I really like the way sa- the, all of the savage stuff is told because I'm reading this, and like you know, Salvax has some serious fucking attention issues where he wants oh, his he daddy's does, fucking yeah. love. And again, but, it works because and it really works because sa- Savage is actually going with it. He's like, you know what? Look. You're my little guy, but yeah. I need you here. Um, he's very sweet to this fucking boy. He, he is. And I thought to myself, you just killed Hoarder Root last issue or whatever it was. Yep. And I'm like, this is a weird change. But then later on, it we find sense. out he and is yeah, using these he's fucking He's using kids. them, and he can't afford to have anybody else die. No. He no. needs them. Though I it doesn't really, really like make that. sense to me. Because I'll tell you, number one, well, we'll get to it. Because uh, then he's like, hey, what's going on? You know, hey, we're here, and we're Superman's friends. And you get the, a big page. There's Ukar. You got fucking Mr. Terrific. Yeah, well, this guy just shows up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not yeah. even going to bring it up this no, time. He just shows up. I like uh, fucking Baca's there. Looks awesome. That page Baca. is awesome. Then you have uh, even Jim Gordon Batman. They, they've had their issues, Eric, yeah, but they're, they're there. They're friends, apparently. Yeah, and they have uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's going to town. She knows. She's they like, hey. They got all the fucking myth brawlers. But, yeah, I, she, I think Wonder Woman's like, hey, if he can uh, forgive Lois, boy, I'm, I'm back in the sack with that motherfucker. But yeah, they go, <laughs> and they're, they're fighting. There's Mr. Terrific, and it's all that. Yeah. And there's a weird, I really think it's weird because then Superman's there, and he has the weirdest look. He's smiling there. He looks fucked up. But yeah. Then he jumps in and here, I'll go with you right here. There he is. They say, hey, they cleared the way, right? Mm-hmm. Superman goes, ha, go to the next panel. He doesn't have hand wrap on anymore. Nope. Yeah, it, it really threw me off. It, the hand wrap's gone. It comes back, though. You know what? It's like a fucking boomerang. It'll come back. <laughs> yeah, but I really like it. I like, I like the thing. And uh, did you like the art? Hey, I'm telling you, uh, at certain times, I liked it more than it's, others. But I, at no though. time... Did yeah. I not like the art? I'm telling you, this is probably the best example of them having so many artists, but not once did I really hate it. And you know what's funny? I really like the cartoony stuff. Yeah. and um, Like Jim Gordon with Rookie yep. next to him? Yeah, I love, love it. that. I even like, I'm looking at this and there's uh, Salvex again. It looks like uh, fucking Vandal's like stroking the side of his face and pinching his cheek. <laughs> but he's like, I want to go do it. You shut up. I'm going you to have nothing care. and you like it. Okay, I'm taking care of shit. But yeah, you go and one of our guys, Bruno Redundo's on this uh, issue and I have a guess of the one of the pages but he actually said that he did different pages that were not consecutive right so I think a lot of this art where you're like oh I really like that and then it changes and it changes back and it was a weird way and I think Bruno Redondo the way he said it to me uh, he was called in at the last second to do a couple pages they wanted him to do these and I really like it but the one is the one with uh, Lois Jimmy and uh, what uh, Lois, Jimmy, and Lee? Lee, yeah, I believe that's one of his. That looks like, and I love that. Pe- I love it. Looks it. awesome. Yeah, I love it. And what's Jimmy got rocking there? Hey, he's rocking some fucking electronic uh, fucking hand, some fucking craziest thing there. And he was I like, a billionaire. You think he kept that at some point? I, think I don't know. He must have. He's got it on. <laughs> he's ready to rock. But yeah, um, in the meantime, Vandal Savage. Kind of his plan at this point is just to blow up the fucking ship. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. I did not care yeah, for it. There's yeah. we have assembled the Stormwatch carrier, the freaking Fortress of Solitude, and the Just League Watchtower. Now he's just gonna blow it up. Yeah, it's just gonna blow it up. And you have his kids and all, and they're like, Hey, we're gonna take care of things. In the meantime, Superman's trying to free the Justice League, which he does. He breaks in, he uh, gets them. But then the ship and the the other weird thing about this is that the big carrier, it's all blowing up. 
it kind of stalls at one point. Like you get yeah. the idea, like, holy shit, what's he doing? Oh my god, he's blowing it up. But then there's a lot of time that happens without any sort of blowing up. Oh, you and, know what happens in that time? What's that? Vandal Savage gets naked. Yeah, he does. He's going all he's going to town. Uh then they free they free the Justice League. And you have them all, there's Lana. He's like, hey, Lana, you know, there's Flash. You got them all there. You got Batman with some tight cheeks there. You got Aquaman. Ukar's helping Aquaman and maybe, oh, that's Power Ring, I guess. He's got, uh, there's Adam Strange is there. They're all there. There's Shazam. Fucking Stargirl's helping Shazam. Uh, but yeah, and th- that, that's when he gets Lex. And he le- he's like, hey, and Lex is like, pretty clever, Clark, using that kryptonite. <laughs> and me and he, we, we don't understand. Well, why is that clever? And if that's so clever, it seems like uh, Luther knows why it was happening. Why didn't he help him before? Honestly, I don't know. I'm telling you, I like the issue enough throughout. The ending yeah. to me is bullshit. And because of that, I actually sat there at the end of this book and thought to myself, wait a minute. Why does Kryptonite give him powers? Yeah. I never thought about it until I disliked the yeah, fact that Kryptonite had powers. Yeah, you just went with it because he had powers. And I'm, it's been fucking eight goddamn months. Yep. And, and now it just does not make any sense to me because it's burning away his cells which yeah. he's using to freaking try to get the new cell so he can absorb something again. But why is it giving him powers? By the way, Especially. By the way, he, he's got a white wrap on his. his oh, God damn, I see it. <laughs> and it's only on one. It's only it's on so one. weird. But I'm saying, though, wh- why is it giving him new powers, like I hearing the radio know. signals and I the comms? It, it, all this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and it even gives him, like, that kryptonite vision. I, yeah, I don't know kryptonite what's vision. Going, I don't know what's going on. Uh but yeah, then they, they free the Justice League. And now the, the next big panel, the, uh, I'll go, Lex Lex and him have a very weird interaction. Because like, eh, it's pretty, st- pretty stupid to risk it. And then Superman, who's sweating like, a, like me at the buffet, goes, <laughs> hey, it's worth just to see you walking around, Lex. Almost. And I, I, that's a weird look. I like it. it they're it's they're okay. not friends. It's just weird. But then there is a really odd panel because what appears to happen if you just look, it appears that Baca gets really big and disturbs the ship, but it's not that. It's yeah. that the ship's blowing up. But do you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, at Baca is half the page, and you're like, holy crap, it almost looks like he has bust through a wall. And I'm it's not. to find out who the fuck Baca is. I, I did not Baca. read any I of I love Baca. I do not know so anything good. about this character. I'm telling you, when Action Comics first started, uh, Greg Pak first started on Action right. Comics, it was so damn good. And it had Lana, and Lana so would, Lana would tell you every fucking issue that she's an engineer. Or did fucking, she was fucking look like a goddamn Lana Croft or Laura Croft. Yes. She was doing some spelunking, and they went down to the underground. They found Baca, and Baca was you. You will remember. Remember, I was telling. Oh, I right remember. Back. I just well, remember then. Yeah. The remember though, when I told you that he got this little guy and he took him to the uh, Fortress of Solitude and put him in a like one of his cells in like, right. a zoo or whatever you'd call it there, and he started getting big and all this. But then, yeah, Baca ended up being like one of the prince of the uh, fucking subterranean stuff. It was really good. I love Baca. So when he came back, I was real excited. But yeah, and then Vendel Savage he comes back. Actually, looks like he has pants on now, yeah. and they're a different color. But uh. So he's there. Well, they're new pants. The other yeah, one's well, burned off. So, but he's got his kids, and he's like, hey, we got to get out of here. Now, the only other thing that I think is that he has blown up this to convince these kids to get into the escape pod, which doesn't make sense because I think they would listen to anything he says. Yeah. But, yeah, they get an escape pod. And Superman, I really like this part, too. 
where Wonder Woman's like, listen, you've done enough. You've freed these people. You've fucking won the day. Just rest. You need your rest. God damn it, you look like hell. You look like a fucking I don't know what. And he's like, no, I don't give up. And that was part of the thing. You know, that's what Vandal thinks is going to be Superman's downfall is even without powers, that motherfucker doesn't give up. But yeah, they, Vandal gets the, the shuttle ready, gets the kids in. Superman wants to stop it. Actually, Superman wants to save Salvex at one point. He's like, you got to get out of here. You got to get out. And I do like the time, or I do like the uh, tie-in where he's like, yeah, I remember a shuttle like this, you know, when he was a kid. Yeah, I actually did not care stuff. for that at all. I didn't mind it. It almost was because... I guess he knows what they're going, and it's almost like a thing where I, you know, I came to Earth and became what I am. Unfortunately, they're going somewhere to turn into something worse. I, I, I didn't mind it. I did like the fight. Him and Superman, Superman and, and uh, Vandal are fighting on a fucking rocket. I thought that was pretty cool. What, but what I didn't like is this whole plan. His pants because, are different color again. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, tell it. It's really odd. He uh, keeps but, having costume changes. And in fact, then now you go when Superman yells no and jumps on the thing, now he has white wrap on both hands. <laughs> now it's now he's grown it on the other. It's off the whole time. Um, I don't understand this whole plan because Vandal Savage then tells Superman, of course, what his real plan is. He's like, hey. I, I don't care about these. Superman says, oh, it's, you know, Fuck it's, these oh, kids. it's so cute that you like these kids. Oh, I knew you had a heart. And he's like, fuck you. I don't, I don't have a heart. I'm using them. I want to see what goes on when they get close to this. Com- I ain't never been this close to this comic. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. They can I, turn into Hulk I, monsters. First off, why wouldn't you do this before you have tethered that motherfucking comet to come to Earth? You, you, Vandal Savage probably can get a hold of a rocket and send these fucking kids to the comet at one point. It seems very odd to decide now. This is like we have, me and you are a drug company. We've made a drug that's supposed to cure fucking diarrhea. It is already marketed. It's already produced. It's on the truck on the way to the store. And I send you to go try it out to see if it works. It's really odd to me. It's where a he little says different. <laughs> and so, no, I'm saying if he, if they go and it doesn't work, what is he doing then? Because that he, fucking thing is coming to earth. You can't stop it now the way it seems. It's getting there. So I don't know it, because he did shut down the freaking the gravitation. Yeah, I know. I, I, have, I actually yeah, don't know. I have a feeling right It makes now sense if it continues where it's going they now. have just given it momentum and it's yeah. coming. But before it gets here, I want to see if it's going to work. Uh, it's very odd. If not, also, I'm jumping off this rocket and that's it. Yeah, also he's already said, like he said his plan. What if it does work, which it does, yeah. and they become super crazy you know, is he just, is that the plan? Then, hey, I'm going to keep using them. I don't know because Superman yells this guy. Now the rocket makes a lot of noise, but <laughs> Superman yelled to Salvix. He doesn't want to come out. I think he hears him at that point. So I, I'm guessing he might have heard it. I don't know, but it's a really odd plan to go through all this trouble to move fucking moons, tether a comet, mold things in, meld fucking ships together, steal when all you really want to do is to test to see if this comet's going to affect your DNA. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, it's very odd. He he just went right past the research and development <laughs> stage and just went right with it. With, I, I don't know. It just does not seem right. But yeah, that's the plan. He, he's using them. They go off. Uh, in the meantime, the, the carrier and all that blows up, but nothing really happens from it. It well, looks like the whole city is destroyed. Somehow the fortress is still falling though yeah hey kind of. that's weird and all it's funny too i'm looking at this page that's the uh red and 
bunch of page, and it does look like the city gets destroyed. Yeah. Baka looks very odd all of a sudden in this page. He's there with Ukar, and I don't know. He look. I don't even know what he looks like. He looks very odd. But uh, that's probably my least favorite page of the whole issue. Is the one that's the red and mostly red issue. But it, the, even that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. But then yeah, Superman's there. He's gonna you know go. Then he. Uh, that's when Vandal then uh, shoots him. I don't understand. With some kind of toxic bullet or some it's shit. Al- it almost even seems to me, it's almost like uh, fucking the golden gun and Batman yeah, pretty are pretty much. Where all of a sudden... Well, just in the movie, the golden gun. Yeah, because up until this time, when Vandal Savage has had some issues with Superman, he really hasn't been using his power anymore, correct? No, he was super powered yeah. before and could take on Superman no problem. Yeah, just shoot and, some of the toxic bullets. And so why didn't he just find him before and shoot him? Because it seemed like they were done with him. They had the Justice League strapped yeah. in. They're getting all their power and stuff like that. And really, if you think about it, at the one point earlier, he's like, hey, I'm telling you guys, and none of you are good like Superman. You're not. Shazam might be. I would think Shazam would be powering that fucking thing pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, the other's like Lex. What's Lex giving? Well, it's almost like in a friggin' uh, what is it, Austin Powers or Seth Green's like, look, just give me the gun. I'll go and shoot yeah, the guy right yeah. now. Yeah, why didn't he, uh, you could have shot him fucking four months ago? And it shows you. It, you shoot him, he loses all his powers with this toxic, quote, toxic gun. Yeah, he's... he's- <laughs> He's just going to fall and he's going to land on the goddamn Fortress of Solitude for yeah. some reason because it happens to be just yeah, right and there, and even though we just point, saw yeah. him explode. Vandal's just shooting him. He wants him to go. But yeah, I don't even know. There's a lot that is left up for interpretation. If you tell me that the, the Fortress is sentient and is coming to get Superman, I'd even go with that because no, I don't I know. Not, because, because it's not falling point, anymore. Up until this point, he has been locked out I because know. it does not recognize yeah. him. But I'm saying that when... He gets shot, he says, not just a bullet, an explosion of toxins. I don't yeah. know. And there's, there's Vandal. He's doing the swan dive and laughing his ass off <laughs> above him. And I don't know if it's one of those. And you tell me at one point that Superman dies and it happens. It can't because he's thinking and he's talking to himself. The entire and, time. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't have even minded at a point where he's going and he dies from this and then the but uh, you know, hold on, I get an idea. There's a opening in the fortress, right? Yes, the top of the opening. fortress. It's just an opening. Yep. The front door is just a dick because as soon as Superman comes in, the it bioscans and realizes, Oh, it's Superman. Yeah, oh, Superman. Hey, where's the front buddy? door? Is just a dick. Yeah, it is. It, it was keeping him out all that time. But yeah, <laughs> in the meantime, he's got he's got white wrap on him. Oh goddamn it! And uh, so he's going down. And yeah, it, it's so weird because number one is the fortress falling because we've seen everything blow up, right? Yeah, number I don't think so. Fortress probably weighs more than Superman. It should be yep. falling a lot quicker, right? So how is Superman falling into? That's why I'm saying if you. Told, oh, dude, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm saying you, maybe it's on the ground. No, nah, I'm telling you, if you told me though that it's something where the minute he gets shot, it senses it's. I don't know because no, nothing's explained. I'm yeah, it you, should be falling. If, if, you it's actually rational, seemed, if you start rationalizing this, I'm gonna fucking well, yell at you about actually, Batman and Robin Eternal. I'm Eternal. saying though, but at least this isn't breaking a rule. It's just it, me it, trying yes, to it, figure no, it no, up. No, no, it is breaking a rule. We have already learned. Throughout this, since fucking June, actually in May for the sneak peek, that Superman cannot get in the Fortress of Solitude. No, it says though what it's saying about the this gun that he shoots him with. It finished off everything. It killed every cell 
in his body. So you're telling me that the fortress is lets in any old human? Uh, no, I just think that uh, the kryptonite, they had the kryptonite. The kryptonite blew away all those bad cells. They said that, that it ate away the bad cells. Uh-huh. Now this toxin thing eats away all the kryptonite. The only thing left are the good cells. That's the only thing that makes sense because it's okay. finishing what, off everything the kryptonite didn't already kill. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know because they don't so, tell you. It's does, Was Superman just going to hang out from now on and get powers from kryptonite when it's brought up to him? No, and now because the cells, it, none of this makes sense. I don't know. I, well, the, and you see the fortress opens. He goes in. He's like, oh, and he thinks he's going to die. He's fine with it. He's like, oh, the spikes. He just said about how much he loves his friends and all this stuff. And now he's just like, and fuck no, it. You know I'm what? I'm die. looking at this anyway. As he's inside the fucking uh, fortress, he still has kryptonite goddamn veins and eyes. Yeah. yeah, and it says it's all off. And the art's off on all this. And yeah, it says. And even then it says everything's sliced away. What? You already said it said that. Well, actually, you know what? This is what's weird. It says that the toxin burrowed into a cell and killed everything the kryptonite didn't already kill. So right. it killed those bad cells that that uh, freaking what's his name set up. The only other problem is is that Vandal Savage himself made it so that the fucking fortress only recognized his DNA. When did yeah. that change? So they're going. When he blew up the carrier. I don't know. And then it got mad. Uh, but I... yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm home. Uh, slice everything away. I'm not on the fortress. I'm in it. It's doing scan, scan." Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden you see the suit starting to form around them, the kryptonite suit, or uh, krypton uh, no. suit, the krypton yeah. And then it says bioscan positive cellular regeneration complete. So you're getting the idea that it redid his cells, it artifacts restored. And the other thing you said, you thought the artifact was meant him. It yeah. actually has plural. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It says artifacts restored. Him and his big dick hanging. Yeah, and then he looks like a... I don't know what he looks stupid. He looks like a fucking happy ass retard. Is what he looks like. I, I was gonna say that, but I did. I already called people who like Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, it's my turn yeah, now. Yeah, he looks like a fucking mongoloid. <laughs> not not uh, just how happy he is. I have not seen <laughs> the fucking happiness like that since my goddamn retarded uncle was making those goddamn purses. Fucking, you know, the change purse. Oh, I know. Oh, God. He's going off to do that. But, yeah. And he's like, oh, I got my power. I'd love one somebody. Because then you see see people celebrating. There's Jimmy. Oh, there's fucking uh, uh, Gordon's lighting one up like a badass. You got that. Baca's jumping on bed. And there's Lana and, and fucking Steele making out. And I think that is the start of a cuckold again. Is that the I cuckold just, it always situation? goes back to it. They're like, all right, Superman's back. Yeah, finally, we can get that cuckold going. I don't know. But yeah, Superman just looks like a fucking moron. Lee gives the fist bump. There you go. And is that? Oh, yeah, it's with Lois. Lee and Lois give fist bumps. I still think he should hate Lois. And it's weird because there you go. You get what you wanted. You, his powers are back. It's so weird, and I like that he got it, and I really like the next page where he goes through everything that has happened. He's like, hey, you know what? They could learn my identity. Uh, They can do that. And I said to you when I read this It's like a revisionist history. I know it is. And I I like the idea, though, when I look back, and there was Superman with those chains on. Yeah, from like the first action And even uh, I didn't even see. There's Dante with this fucking white suit and that that, that (laughs) bat. I like that. And, uh, I actually thought, man, those were the good old days, because I really, at that point, was hopeful. <laughs> that we were gonna, but eh, here we are. There's 
Wonder Woman. And then there's the very weird ending where he's like, uh, where is it now? I have it then. He's like, you always knew. You always believed. And then you get Vandal's list. Yes, I did. I'm like, What's going on? Now it's another cuckold. But yeah, now Vandal has a green belt. This thing's all over the place. He looks like he's got fucking Aquaman's pants on now. And he's like, yeah, I knew you'd find a way to get back. But that's it. And then there they go. There's the twins. And I want to know. No, no, dude. You are completely right. Those twins are are, fused together. They're fused together. They're the worst. That is the worst power. He's like, hey, it worked. No, it didn't work. No, you have issues. That guy is on fire. It's fucking awesome. But yeah, that one guy's on fire looks like he's like, when did I become doomed? (laughs) <laughs> and fucking, they're the Wonder Twins. They are now conjoined twins. They're conjoined they're, Wonder they're, Twins. Their life is ruined. Look at them. And that they're like, they look like they're in such pain. Oh my goodness. The one guy looks like he's still passed out. Yeah, oh, it's it's not good for them. But then, yeah, then you have Superman. I like that last page. Uh, there's Superman, Batman, Steel, Wonder Woman, and Stargirl. And yeah. they're going to they're gonna go. That's cool. I'm telling you, though, we end this issue. We, he gets his powers back. And now that we, he finally gets it, now I'm into the book, and now it's over. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's I hate I hate that goddamn ending. It does not make any sense to me at all. Yeah, I just what the what with them just Him getting his powers back. Oh, I know. It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I did give it a seven. Only one of the things was I really did like the art. I can't say anything bad about the art because there were tons of artists and I and think honestly, they did I, a good job. I don't care for dopey-ass Superman at the end, though. Well, the, yeah, he is a little odd-looking, but it made me laugh. So I, I give a lot of credit to what I was telling earlier how I liked everything, didn't really have a problem, but then we got to the end, and I'm like, nope, I don't care for dopey-ass Superman. I don't like dopey-ass And for some reason, with that haircut, the costume doesn't look right anymore. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a 6-8. I it? think I'd give it a probably a 6. Yeah. But I do, I do not care for that ending. It actually almost throws me off on television. It actually made me go back and think, why the fuck does that kryptonite give him powers? Yeah, there's a lot that was off this whole thing, and I, I don't know. Did they rush things or not? I, it, he's got his powers back. Let's just get on with it. Let's yeah. get the rebirth and fucking forget this ever happened. Right. Uh, yes, cool. but the next issue we're going to go is another one of mine, another 50, Catwoman number 50, written by Frank Thierry, Arpe Anaki Miranda, and Geraldo Borges, Ava De La Cruz, Blonde, and Travis Lanham. Travis Lanham. You good? Frank Tierra continues his run on Catwoman by wrapping up his run like hell arc. It's funny. But I didn't even realize that's what it was called. That's a very odd uh, arc <laughs> name. I just thought it was like the title of the issue. Now it's, it's the arc. And I really like seeing the cat and mouse game between Selena and Mr. Blonde, who we find out was Lex Luthor. We also get some cool guest stars that up the fun level for me, and that's just what this book was to me. It was fun. With Catwoman's time coming to an end, I don't really need much else because, yeah, we have two more issues of Catwoman, then she's done. That is it. But, yeah, I, I know that you did not like it as much as me. No, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just, honestly, at that point, you were just tearing apart everything at Eternal. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to find stuff to tear apart for something nah, you liked. Keep looking. But this issue was fun. Yeah, it, it is. I, honestly, it is a fun issue. And that's kind of how I think Frank Thierry has played this. He, he did promise us there'd be a lot of guest stars, a lot correct. of Gotham people, and he, he has. He's had tons. And he said it'd be fun times. And that's and what it is. And it's fun times. I'm telling you, the way he wrote Lex Luthor was the perfect yeah, voice. It was awesome. Uh, the only thing that I wanted to have happen, I said to you, Selena's in Blackgate, I, the women's wing, whatever she's in. I really would have liked to have had her on 
cousin in there. Her cousin I was running. Yeah, that's weird that she's not here. You she did was say that arrested. To me before. And yeah. I thought maybe that would be a way that they would try to get at her or they'd even uh, even throw in that whole thing because, yeah, this is Selena Kyle in jail. She has a crime family that she was just the head of. You would think that there'd be kind of people in there of her people. But, yeah, it seems like everybody just wants that million dollars. Yeah. They're going to beat the shit. And Selena's seen caged heat. And what you have to go, you have to go after the biggest people. And she just starts kicking ass. And I like it. I really, I'll tell you, I really, really like the motion way they do it with that blurry background uh, in the first couple panels where she's fighting and you get that blurriness in the background. I really like the way they did it. It even looks almost. You get the sense of motion. Yeah. And it really looks, it really looks like 3D. I'm telling you, she looks faster here than the Flash has lately. Yeah. Yeah. And, in his own book. And I like, too, is like at the point where people are cheering, yeah, yeah, fight, fight, you know, whatever. And she beats the shit out of that big chick, and they all shut the fuck up. You look then, they're all just like standing there. And Selena. That chick is dead. Her nose is inside her yeah. skull. And um, I, the one thing I don't like about this issue, and I think this has been throughout this whole arc, is. The blood never seems to be on the surface of what it is. It always looks like a smudge thing over the art. And you see you. it, you it's know, especially on the one where that girl is laying on the ground where she has it. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that through this Genevieve Valentine run, you had where Selena's main thing was her smarts. She was always one step ahead. She was working the, the game and then things started going wrong. And she had Frank Thierry's. I thought that he wasn't going to continue that, and I was worried. He's made it better. Oh, yeah. Selena is so smart in this, even to the point where, and yeah, she's, she she's been smart. around. She is smart on top of kicking ass. Oh, yeah, because she's just kicked ass and just said that. And then, they, you know, it's not like everybody in this jail, you know, a lot of people go to jail aren't so smart. So yeah. she's got to tell them, listen, you want this million dollars, you're not getting shit without that diamond. I don't know if you look. I haven't smuggled that thing up my ass. Yeah, there's no diamond here, so you can do what you want. You're not going to get anything. You're not getting the money. Yeah. So then Slug she goes, off clowns. And boy, broke my heart because then she goes and the guard tells her she is not going to enjoy fucking Salisbury steak night, Eric. And uh, actually, it shouldn't break my heart because I fucking hate Salisbury steak, <laughs> especially if it was. And I'm guessing in jail, it's a lot like those encore meals. It's the and, best meal, though. Uh, it probably is. But the problem with the Salisbury steak is my mom. That was like a staple. The encore Salisbury steak. I cannot even look oh. at it. We actually have some in our freezer right now that I probably had in for seven months. And I always think, I'll make it. I'll make some mashed potatoes with it. Whatever. It's an easy meal. I can't bring myself to make it. I Actually, don't know I why. I just had some Salisbury steak a couple of weeks ago, the Encore. Yeah, yeah. But I am the same way. The staple in our house was the turkey and gravy. Yeah, can't, yeah. Can't yeah, even so look you at can't it. can't do that. I could eat that tomorrow. Yeah. The Salisbury steak because I ate it so much. I just never again, Jim. Yeah, I can't never again. <laughs> don't for, never forget, Eric. Never forget. These colors do not run. The turkey and gravy colors. Yeah. I, I don't mind. The turkey and gravy is a little off, too. Uh, all those Encore. I'm telling you, people are like, Jim, there is other Salisbury steak other than fucking Encore. <laughs> no, there is not. How dare they? Really made Salisbury steak. It, to me, it's like a kind of no a mini meatloaf. It it's a mini yeah. meatloaf. That's all it is. But yeah, she's going to get it. And even then, she's like, oh, you mean you're going to put me in solitary confinement where nobody can get to me? Boy, I'm fucking upset about that. Uh, but then you go and look, and there's other guards, and then you see. It's almost like, oh, what's going on? And you see that it's uh, Singetti. How do, you, how do you say his name? Uh, 
Skagnetti. Oh, Skagnetti, yes. Zaz, fucking Firefly, and uh, Clayface. Clayface. And you know how much I hate Clayface. Obviously, I love and Clayface. Because they are dressed as guards. Yeah, they're dressed as guards. And then it, it says, Skagnetti, hey, you know what? This means, you know, we're trying to stay alive and do this. I'm looking at you, Zaz. And Zaz looks over, and then they just cut to these fucking guys. He, he had to get these uniforms. He fucking stabbed these guys a hundred million times. They are three more notches oh, on his skin. God. And, uh, yeah, so you have him there. And I like it, too, because and- Skagnetti's gotten these guys, and even fucking Firefly's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't call me crazy just because a guy likes a little fire now and again. And I really liked it. I, I really like that as well, too. Yeah, and it's, he says, uh, he's, hey, you know what? We're going to get the girl, uh, Firefly and Clayface. You're going to run interference. And then he's like, hey, you think you loonies can handle it? And that's when he's like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. The loony stuff. Guy like him fire. Don't make him no loony. Just means he likes fire. Yeah, That's just all. Like he likes fire, and I love the fact that Clayface is only there to fucking. He's got the fucking he smuggled in yeah. the freaking flamethrower. Smuggled in inside the his body. It's so great. It reminds me like he'd have a big afro and start pulling shit out of the afro. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much because that's what I That's like. all he does. I like Clayface with that though because yeah, I think he's nonsense, and it's hilarious that that's why he's there. To be the guy to pull a fucking flamethrower out of I'm telling you, though, the only issue I have is I got to imagine, like, you know, Zaz killed these people. He got the guard uniforms. But they're, in my mind, they're not going after Selena right away. They got to walk the halls to get I, there. And yeah. there's Zaz with this fucking uh, etches all over his yeah, face. Like, over. somebody's going to notice you, motherfucker. Yeah, like, he's just there with the fucking things there. There are guards everywhere. Yep. And uh, who's the new guy with the scars all hey, over his face? What's that guy? It looks like he's playing tic tac toe on his face. Either. Why has he got fives all over his face? Yeah, he's there. He's, he's a fucking nut. And then you go back to... Uh, I like you know, it, though. We don't have not got a lot of Zaz in a new No, too, I like it, too. For, like, you know why I like it in this? Because he's a fucking nut. Yeah. And Selena even says, this guy's fucking nuts. He's and, up there with the Joker. Yeah, because uh, he, he'll just kill you for no reason. He just doesn't care. He puts another notch to it. You a zombie? I'm going to kill you. Yep. I'm going to fucking etch up my skin. All let's, right, let's move on to the next. Ship pants and off we go. And you go back, and there's Alice Tesla, and she's walking. I like this. To a point, it is a little filler. It's filler. That's complete she's there, filler. But I like the fact that she is on edge. That's the only reason I like it. Is she's she's on edge and even saying like, "God damn it, Selena, you're fucking making me go through this." And she's in the meantime, she is trying to uh, get this list on uh, and trying to decipher, decode the. Uh, yeah, but for this show, she's just on edge. She's going grocery shopping I in know. the rain. The guy, all he wanted to do was say she had a baguette. Uh, you know, out there. hey, you have some French bread here, baby. I think you oh broke my arm. Oh, my God, my you arm. broke my arm. Yeah. And she's like, I'm out of here. He goes, I, she should have taken the guy home and given him a blowjob or something, right? I don't understand. How you, uh, I just want to know how your mind works, honestly, <laughs> how one thing leads to another. But that, she should this is get why you should never have small talk. This yeah. is why you were bad at it. Yeah, it's really. The, You're always like, expecting well, a blowjob for holding is. a door open no, no, somebody. No. Well, the problem is today I went food shopping and i did get some bread and i dropped it and, and this I guy got- no this guy picked it up and he gave it to me i'm like oh here we go yep. and somehow Zip. i pulled my pants down to give him a blowjob i don't know yeah, it's gonna it. be a standing 69 hopefully hopefully i don't know the better hope bed, that guy has some upper like, body strength okay kids look the other way daddy's got to take care of business or look on you got to learn for the future Damn, really i gotta teach him somehow but yeah then they're gonna fight uh zaz goes and it's at a, a the worst time this one guard Worst fucking time. He goes there. He's oh, got. You, know, you mean he was doing his job? Yeah. He's well. He's got. He actually is on the take because he shows up there with the phone. So he's definitely 
being paid somewhere. He's not a great guy. He's being paid for Mr. Blonde to have that fucking... Uh, uh, it's a phone. It's not like he's breaking phone. anybody out. Eh, that's breaking rules, Eric. And when you break rules, Zaz shows up and fucking slices you. You break rules, you break hearts. <laughs> you break rules, <laughs> you break bones. But yeah, then I love the art, too, where Zaz is like, looky here, and takes the fucking hat off. And says, Here's Johnny. Here's Victor. And that's when Selena's like, boy, I do not like Saz. And But again, guy's a pretty tough dude, right? Yeah. Selena beats the shit out of him. She is beating the shit out of him. I don't really understand this whole uh, let's let Firefly and Clayface do interference. The way it's going down, I don't even know. I guess the interference is more like a blockade, right? I'm going to start a fire, and yeah. people are going to be worried about yeah. this while it's you're doing that. It's almost weird, though, because they're starting the fire right outside. you think that would get more people there. I really do. Honestly, you know what I, I, mean? I was going to say for a second, there was some, no, they're right there. Yeah, they, 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 they drew people there. Uh, I don't understand, but yeah, she beats the shit out of Zach. And Scagnetti's there. I'm like, you don't want to be involved in this when people show up because oh, no, of the yeah. fire you told your men to start. And then stuff. in the meantime, Scagnetti has done the worst, where now he's just in his regular clothes. Yep. He's standing there with a knife. Selena gets caught, and she's like, hey, you know, you ever hear of Hammurabi? Blackgate Eye is, for an eye, baby. Blackgate is the easiest place to infiltrate. Yeah, it is. Uh, actually, it's the easiest place to infiltrate, but it doesn't have as many... Uh, riots as Bell Rev. <laughs> There's a riot every day. But yeah, it looks like you could just walk into the Because who do we get next? Like, yeah, out of nowhere then. And I liked it though because it makes sense. Oh, I like it as well. And all the deal because yeah, they're about to kill her. They're about and to they take her friends. eye out. And Harley and Poison Ivy show up. And they, uh, you find out basically from them talking, Lex Luthor has hired them. They've been hired uh, by Mr. Blonde. Yeah, and, and it makes sense because Lex, I think shit, yes, shit got a, away from Lex a bit. <laughs> Selena's not supposed to go to jail. And now he's like, if she dies, I may not be able to find this thing, whatever. And they get, he pays Harley and uh, Poison Ivy to break in and get them. I don't know, break in, walk in. And uh, Who knows? I, I really like him. I like, po- Poison Ivy doesn't say much, um, but Harley, I think, is really good here. And even that she, I get the Shawshank Redemption thing too. Do you? Holy I did shit. a bit. And you know what's funny? I was going to give you shit about it's that. Because most of the time, you get this, it's the same joke. I really like when she's like, hey, and I'm not an old black man. And I thought that that's hilarious. That's hardly hilarious there. And then they're and this, they this is This is really, though, the fucking Suicide Squad movie, Harley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're there. And it, in the meantime, it does look like they also broke in wearing these guard yep. uniforms. So I'm so guessing. The guards are morons here. <laughs> they just they see things because, boy, you, you see these two women walking in with these uniforms. You're wondering, you know, hey, I, I'd like to talk to HR and give them a high five. Holy moly. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, you, so you get there. Also, I didn't think that because now that I think about it, they are in a women's thing. I think that they would tend to try to have more women guards. I'm not really sure how it, it, it works. I know. Everything the- I know about this is from, like, you know, these caged heat yeah. and uh well, actually that but might be nowadays actually, but no but like you, you orange is the new black women. do they have mostly women guards no, it's, uh men oh really they have it, a lot of women they have a lot of men though okay but yeah i would have i would think that you'd have that i guess people, you, you're in jail it doesn't matter what the fuck's going on you you broke the law but uh yeah they show up they're going to do this and now this is the one part that threw me off a bit because they do savor i don't you know and then they get a call from Mr. Blonde again, 
Selena picks it up. Now, are you supposed to believe that she's already went and got that uniform? Because she says, hey, he says there's a prison guard uni hidden under my bunk, complete with a set of keys to a cop car to get me out of here. Then what are we waiting for? We'll run interference. They're talking to her. She's already got that uniform on. She's yeah. already got the full uniform with the hat on. I, I think it's a mistake. I don't think this is one of those where you see or it would have been narration, not her talking it. Uh, it's off. There, it's a weird. You know thing. what? That is off. Yeah, it should be narration. I'm looking at it now. It actually never dawned on me until you just brought yeah, it up. Yeah, uh, I get you. Yeah, that's the thing that really threw me off. It should either be. Uh, it should totally be freaking yeah. like a uh, narration. Like dialogue. a narration, not a not word bubbles because and not it, her I even thought that what already happened. Be, but yeah, Harley and Poison Ivy are both talking to her about it, so it doesn't really make sense. And yeah, that it's off. Uh, I did like the no sleep till Gotham. Yes. I know. I, I laughed at that. And I, I really like Harley. Like, hey, you're going to help. You're going to have to help me out by taking care of a body. It's really good. Help me move. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah. She, and that's perfect Harley. Like, it doesn't matter to her. Those are the same thing. Yeah. Kill the body, move, whatever. And Selena goes back to Tesla. They decode the thing. And then they head off to see Mr. Blonde, who ends up being Lex. And yeah, he's awesome. And both of them are. In fact, I really do, and this is where, if you realize then, the art changes. The yes. Aldo Borges starts doing it, and it's not as good, especially in the... When you get after, the Lex. Yeah, after you get the big Lex, but then you get, look at Selena. The next page, it's awful. Um, it's okay, but I'm more into... And That's yet, the biggest. I don't mind Penguin because he's already I was going to say, his Penguin is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of the other things are off then. But yeah, there's Selena, and... They're like, hey, yeah, you know what? I have this and that. And Lex is like, no, no, here's a phone. You're a fucking friend now. We're going to kill her if you don't give it. And gives it up. And then you get the almost like the uh, the end of movies that we like where they tell you what happened. What well, I'm telling you, it's almost like at the end when you have uh, usual suspects. Yeah. When you get that big twist ending of what actually was going on the yeah, whole time. Yeah. It's funny, too, because it even reminded me a little of when shit went wrong in... Uh, Snatch? No, no. Oh. In, uh, freaking, what's it called, with uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and uh, uh, Goodfellas. Oh, when, Goodfellas. When the, uh, when the thing went bad and everybody was getting arrested right. as it was going down after that big uh, score, whatever. But yeah, you yeah, see, see Scagnetti, he's off. They, they found him out. Penguin, he might be dead. Because I think Killer Croc ate him. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they'd kill off the penguin that it's way. It's so weird, though, because, no, stay back. Ah, I, what is going on? And in the meantime, there are people looking in. I think he's dead. Catwoman he's says dead. hello. Uh-oh, Croc? Yeah, and then you get the whole thing, and you're like, oh, I wonder what happened with, you know, Selena and Lex. And you find out that Selena <laughs> was one step ahead. But, yeah, she gave him the thing. Lex must have been so big on grabbing that and working it, that he didn't realize that there was an, un- well, they said it was untraceable. It's yeah, a virus. It took him down. No, in the meantime, we didn't took mention. Down all of Lex Corp. All this has to do with is that Lex had some pretty badass shit about him on that, that Penguin had on him. He didn't want it out while he was yeah. a member of the Justice League. He has now got like all the, that. Yeah, he's gotten all this good press and all this. He knows he's not a good guy, but he doesn't want people to know and know all this other crazy, who knows what's on that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's the only reason he wanted to. He'd pay for it. It's weird, though, because they go through all these steps. It's just odd that he just didn't come out. And just Selena probably would have done it anyway for him. And But, yeah, I, I liked it. And 
yeah, you end up finding that, and then Selena and Tesla. Hang in there, baby. Yeah, Selena and Tesla, they're on the uh, beach. They're living it now, up. Did you, see, did you see the virus? It's that kitty cat on the fucking yeah, branch. Yeah, Hang in yeah. there. It's like laugh uh, so hard at that. Yeah, it was on The Simpsons. Remember when Mark yeah. looks up and she's like, that cat's probably. Hang in there, right baby. Now. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and it's funny, too, because there's Lex, and Lex is definitely like, it's perfect because he starts laughing. He's so pleased with that's, the fact that she's yeah, that clever. Yeah. He that and that's Lex. He doesn't care. You know, they, oh, you know, I'm he gonna get what this he money. wanted, but yeah, he got what he wanted, and it's like, well played. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. And he's like, Hey, there'll be a next time. And I'm like, boy, I hope there is. Because I Me really well. like the way against them. And it also is really cool that Frank Thierry gave a character who basically is known as a sexy sex symbol who fucking fucked Batman on the rooftops. She fucking outdid Lex. Uh, that's a smart fucking that's a smart kitty. But yeah, <laughs> then she is. And then she pulls down the glasses and winks at us there. She pulled, tore down that fourth wall. And there it is. But then there's backups. And I did take points off a bit in my review. I said because this is definitely, that was the end of the story. Then they had to have some things in. And yes, uh, these are they just, don't make any sense. They're just fun little stories to throw in there. They, they really uh, felt like if you had a... Uh, Tales of the Catwoman digital yeah. title. It would be these kind of stories. Uh, you know what I mean? If if there was a digital title that was just like Gotham's Most Wanted, and then you'd have like little. That's what this is because they don't mean anything. Uh, it no. doesn't even make sense in the storyline. Though I do like the second one better than the first. Me as where well. they hire Catwoman to go and see if she could break into the Watchtower. I'm, I'm telling you, and it would have been fine, but they had, Frank Thierry had her say something about the crime syndicate yeah. while Dick Grayson was robbing. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense right there. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, but it's, 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 a, it's a fun backup, but I'm telling you, that just, for some reason, I'm an idiot and it throws me off. I have a problem with that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Shit. Yeah, he's there. And I, I liked it. I like it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's they're not needed. I like they how just, it's I a just 50th like issue. We gotta fucking so, pad this out. Dick's trying to impress everyone by like being, and he's like the you know the moody teenager there. He's all pissed, but yeah, it's okay. But the main story I really liked. I gave this a nine two. Yeah, I would give it a probably around a seven five to an eight. Yeah, I, I really liked it. But uh, we're gonna go off to a digital spotlight where me and Reg are gonna talk about the Adventures of Supergirl and Wonder Woman. 77 eric nice woman 77 and then we'll be we will be back with the last two books which are eric's favorite books in all the world i hate you You know what they are i do to society and telos we're gonna end with telos eric i do not have a lot of notes for telos it's gonna be the quickest one ever All right, digital spotlight. Bleep, bloop, bloop, bleep, bleep. Spotlight. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about a couple books. Yeah, you, up until now, I don't know, the one we've been down on a little bit, we, we really like the books that we do on this. Yeah. Uh, it's also because we kind of get to pick and choose a little bit of what we're doing on the, uh, I was going to say Injustice, on the, <laughs> like I do Injustice, you do Supergirl Bat, you know, all that. But yeah. That's uh, true. I do not like that Dark Archer, and we're going to talk about that right now because uh, let's get on with it. What are you talking about first? First one I'm talking about was a sneak release this week, Wonder Woman uh, 77, yeah, chapter number 17. <laughs> it just showed up 
Actually, you and I didn't even know. I, I nope. looked on Monday to get Supergirl, and there was Wonder Woman. And you it's know, funny because I was I it may when I I direct message you, and I think I sounded like a dick. Like I'm I'm never like confrontation, so I'll always say like, "Hey, did you see this came out?" And what I'm saying is like, "Hey, Reggie, get off your ass." Yeah, yeah. Do this. I was surprised. I think isn't that what happened? Because I even you wrote did. Yeah, you, I was like, you said I I even checked it yesterday, but you didn't check it at. One p whenever they uploaded, it was totally a stealth upload, and it was yeah. kind of annoying because it was totally out of time, and it yep. was like five days after the first chapter. Which yeah. if, the, if it had that schedule normally, I'd be fine with it. But it's it's so weird because this happened when Injustice came back for this year five. That it was always on a Tuesday. You never find out. It was always a shock to me when it would start up, uh, but all of a sudden it came out on a Monday. So I'm there going about my things. I don't even think to check. And then on Tuesday, I'm like, hey, Injustice is supposed to come out. And I, it came out the day before. And then the next week, I believe it came out on Monday. Then they shifted to Tuesday, then back to Monday. And yeah. now they're, they're in their regular schedule. But boy, why do they do stuff like this? They got to look at it like they lose you know, a certain percentage of followers or readers every time they do that. So it's yeah. important. Yeah, you know, I, I, I went into it. If you go to the site and you read my preamble, I went berserk, I feel yeah. like. I, yes. I ripped into them. But basically what I was saying is, and, and Jim, you know this looking at the app, when you go to the Just Added tab, let's say Wonder Woman 77 was the only book you wanted to read yeah. out of di digitally. Yep. You're not reading anything else, so you're going every, God, when is it coming up Thursday usually? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you go every every other Thursday, you're checking. So you went last, oh no, it's, it comes out on Monday. So you, Monday, you, you Monday. Went, you went, you went on a Monday, you downloaded it, and then you go to check it two weeks later on a Monday, you go to the Just Added tab, well, there's so much shit has piled yeah, up since yeah, it's then. Yeah, piled up then. You're, you're never going to see it. You, that's nope. it. And now you're, you've lost a reader by doing yeah. that. And even so, then you also have where if it's supposed to come out on a Monday and then they decide to put it out on a Tuesday, with the way these things have been so willy-nilly, the minute that you go, especially a Wonder Woman 77 that you're going to talk about, that this book had disappeared for six months. Yeah. And then it comes back. The minute that you go and it's the day, oh, it's the every other week, and oh, I'm going to go. What? It's uh, okay. I guess it's not out anymore. And you're done. You, yeah. you may not go back for three more weeks. And like you said, then it's piled. It is such a bad way to go about it. Uh, even if you go on just the website, their website itself, and yeah. you go, they make it like seven steps. It's like calling this goddamn rant and oh, rate yeah. line of ours. You I have know. to go. You have to jump through hoops to get to the page to find where it is because you even go to where it says digital. That that does not mean the digital first right away. They're going to no. show you their digital uh, books that came out, the regular books this week. They're going to show you the freaking trades that they're going to put out like that. And yet you have to find – you have to know – your way around to even find these things. I mean, the 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 site and the app are abysmal. They're really poorly they designed, and and they are in accord with the other. I mean, every other, every comics publisher seems to have the same looking app that I assume yeah, yeah. is distilled from Comicsology. So that's one problem. But you could solve your scheduling problem by fucking sticking to a schedule. You know, yeah. at least then you could have someone that says, "All right, every other Monday, yep, I'm going to see Wonder Woman seventy yeah. seven. And for God's sake, when it stops, when it takes a break. Say yeah. something. Yeah, have don't, a placeholder thing. Like instead, have a picture of a, a, you know, say it's Wonder Woman 77. You know it's going to end. Like we keep saying, I think that this week will be an issue and then we might have a break. I don't know. Obviously, yeah. I don't because they don't say anything. But then in the place of where that would be on the site, in the app, just have that and say, coming back yeah. in April. 
Whatever, whatever you have, just we'll have it. We'll be back so that, soon, yeah, even if you don't know that. the time. Like, just and yeah, we're here pushing these books, and I think half the people either don't care anyway, or they can't find them. Yeah. Because uh, I really like them. I've always liked the digital books, but yeah, even with me being a huge fan and trying to keep up with them and looking for news and trying to find the, the stuff I never can, and what they used to do, and this is all, we've talked about this before, but what they used to have on the actual website, they had a picture, a banner, a cross, and it had every day and what books came out that day. So you'd yeah. have Monday, you'd have every other Monday, you'd see if this was now Supergirl one, but I, they don't follow the schedule anymore, so they don't put it up. That's the only yeah. reason I think they don't. They just have that Trinity picture, and it, it like laughs at me every time I go on them. <laughs> I just, just want to know. And why can't I find out if a book's going to come out? If I go on Sunday... For the new week, and I go, oh, man, what digital are coming out? Yeah. Uh, you don't know. You do not know until that day when it hits. That is the only time you know. Which is ridiculous. Like so they, they must have some kind of schedule. Anyway, uh, we do really like these books, obviously, as evidenced by Wonder Woman 77, Chapter 17, written by Christos Gage and Ruth Fletcher Gage, husband and wife team, art by Dario Brizuela. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm telling you, these comic book podcasts, the every, that is like the worst thing. If everybody who did a comic book podcast got together, that would probably be the thing. Like, boy, these names, they really screw us up. Just mauling everyone's yes. name. Yes. Andres Ponce and Kelly Fitzpatrick. Uh, this book, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. It was similar uh, in formula to the last two chapters. Uh, it was set up chapter, and then the second chapter is just Wonder Woman kicking ass and winning throughout everything. This one was about uh, elephant poachers, which was actually a big problem in 1977. I know that you heard about it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah, interesting. It used to be so a thing. I'd even hear like a, I forget which, uh, you know, uh, safari type show, you know, those guys like Jack Hanna. Yeah. Or and I remember it coming up like with stuff like that. They would, they would tell you about it and how people were against it. And it just seemed like such an awful, well, it is an awful thing. Well, what was that? What was that? Mutual, mutual, yeah, mutual of Omaha. Show, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think it was just, yeah, uh, something, uh, Wild Kingdom. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I think they, it was they would talk about Omaha it. Presents Wild Kingdom or something. But yeah, and I really, at that point in my life, I was really into stuff like that. So I do remember that being an issue and them like really coming out against it. And You said, uh, Ma, no more ivory soap. Ma, uh, no, get rid of that piano. <laughs> like we had a piano. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, she's like, okay, as long as you take your hands off that organ. But boom. <laughs> boom. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> that is inappropriate, Mother. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so anyway, uh, it's uh, there's not a ton to say. She Wonder Woman goes up against the poachers and kicks their asses. The best yeah. part is at one point a helicopter takes off to fire missiles at her, and she just catches them in her hands and fucking throws them right back. Throws them back. Uh, you can't. Badass. You cannot fuck with Wonder Woman. I know in the, in the print books there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of like her standing in the rain with like her mascara running, yes, looking yes. very pensive, bleeding in her eyes. None of that shit's going on here. It's just no, it's Wonder just Woman. fun. Just be just a hell of a lot of fun. And for two bucks an issue, because it's two chapters kind of per story, I say you can't beat it. This is just just a worthwhile thing yeah. to read. The art is a little bit rough. I'm not huge on the artist on this one, but there's really nothing wrong with it. All the proportions are correct. Some of the faces look funny to me. Yeah, and it, this is one of those where I don't know. You read a little of the Batman 66 as well. Um, this is one of those that if somebody's like, boy, 
better Wonder Woman 77. I wasn't even born then. And uh, you don't have to know the don't 77 worry about it. deal. It's yeah. just the setting, and it, it gives them a little way to have a little fun and have Linda Carter-looking Wonder Woman. But it's Wonder Woman. And it is. it's Wonder Woman having fun. And doing if you shit. never saw the show before, don't worry. The chapters no. I've read had virtually nothing to do with the show. Yeah. If, if you know the basic idea of Wonder Woman and her lasso of truth, you're ready. Yeah. So I gave this one an eight, I believe, right? Yeah, eight yep. out of ten. That's cool. And uh, I think it's worthwhile, both chapters, and you should check it out. Yeah. Second one that I had this week uh, was Adventures of Supergirl, Chapter 4, by written by Sterling Gates, artist by John Boy Myers and John yeah. Rausch. Yep. Uh, this one, one thing that really heartened me was they opened the book talking about the events of the last chapter. Yes, that is pretty good. So this will be a cumulative story. Yeah, it was just basically they showed a headline on uh, the the National Tribune or something, Cat Grant's newspaper. And uh, so this is going to be a cumulative story. There is going to be some payoff, we hope, of things that you've already read. They don't deal with that right away. This one really is about, um, what's this called, Win, the the IT guy at CatCo gets arrested by the SWAT team for reasons that uh, Supergirl and James Olsen don't know. So they go look... I, I'm not, I'm unclear on what they're doing really. They they get, hop on a computer, yeah. Yeah. and I, I don't know what they plan on doing with it. But when they turn it on, a helper daemon program appears called that calls himself Vril, Virtual Remote in- Integration Logistics, and says he's sort of like uh, Wins Siri. Yeah, Wins Steel. Yeah, Wins yeah. made him to to go. So, uh, you know. Because it's a super hacking program, I guess it can see inside of the SWAT machine van, SWAT team van. It can see that Wynn is being menaced by the SWAT team. Supergirl saves him, and Wynn explains that Vril is is actually Vril Docs, a super hacker, and no one knows his real identity. But we in the DC universe know that that's one of the many names and forms of Brainiac. Yep. And when we pull out, we see that it is Brainiac in in a green skin, kind of looks like a young. A young Brainiac, a teen Brainiac. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it does look like some, like, you know, cute little, uh, yeah. you know, Zac Efron type uh, freaking Brainiac. You don't kind know of who that is, haircut, do you? you? know Zac you know? Efron, right? Yeah, I think so. I okay, know. you think so. I think I do. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it. And the one thing that you said actually made me think, they said that this would... Uh, Oh, this series exists between episodes, and I don't, I don't get that. I get it that this is kind of just its own. It, it is the TV show, yeah. theme, but it's almost like this just happens, you know, while everything else is going on. It's just an extension. Like this could have been a episode, but they're going to throw some. You know what I mean? It does, sure. doesn't seem like a, a goofy little thing, and I like how it carried over because then it does make it seem more it's less of a uh just vignettes every week or every other week that you're going to get a story i really like it i love yeah. the art this issue is art i'd love i thought it was perfect for this kind yeah, of book it uh, is it's uh and and it, it was funny i i wrote in the end of my review that uh this week's or last week's supergirl actually did have a it wasn't Vril docs but it was a version of brainiac was on the show also called indigo Okay. So clearly there's not such collusion between the comic and the show. No, that's oh. what I mean. It's almost like yeah. its own little series. I, like, think, I, th- I think they took a bunch of characters off the table for Sterling Gates, said you can't use these Yeah, you can't and then go use what you want. Everything else Other is, is fair that, yeah. game. And, and it's and, cool because you're going to have a comic. that That's the perfect time to throw some villains that you couldn't have in the show. Sure. That would be too crazy or whatnot. But yeah, I, oh, I like it. 
I liked it. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. You know, I, I will say that in the first chapter, I said you don't need to have watched the show to enjoy it. And I still mm -hmm. think that's true because they are introducing characters pretty well. But it is much more integrated with the show and the character's yeah. personality. Yeah, see, spent. I do not watch the show. Yeah. So, yeah, there's Jimmy Olsen, and I'm like, where's this red hair? <laughs> now I know. But I know enough of that. But yeah. You're still following along okay. No, I know. I knew that. But, yeah, it, it's you get – I like the interactions that you get, like you said, because then I am learning more. And if I do go back and watch – my two youngest sons love the show. Yeah. Uh, but if I go and watch, I think that I even know coming from this a little bit about the characters going into the show. So I, I do like it. Yeah. That it's, is it, not the case on your other book, though. No. But, yeah. My uh, other but, book, which is the other way around, Arrow, the Dark Archer. Let me find this that right now. Yeah, I, uh, I freaked through that in. I, I messed you up with a transition. That's okay. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it's actually good because whereas Supergirl is a show, you don't have to watch the show to read no. the comic. Arrow, the Dark Archer. You have to watch the show. I know. If, and if you don't I, watch the show, don't don't even bother. And I saw yeah. that coming down the pike. The first issue, I kind of, okay, I kind of get this. I kind of am trying to figure it out. The second, I was done, and now I don't even know what the hell is going on. And I, mean, I, I don't like it that much either. So it's it's It has really uh, gotten very flat. And I mean, this, this chapter was the most disappointing yet of the whole run. It's written by John Barrowman and Carol E. Barrowman, art by Daniel Samperi or Sampere. Juan Alberon, Kyle Ritter. It's been the same team so far for every chapter. I'll say that much. Uh, they haven't changed it. And and this issue, uh, Daniel Sampier's art seems more polished. Okay. So I'll give him that much. Because some of the last chapter, it really seemed like he must have dashed it off in the dark. I don't know what the fuck happened. This yeah, one, just, He had to get it done, and he was this, uh, this it, seems, midnight. And he, yeah, my light doesn't work. Mm. So I could I could break down what happens in this issue in this chapter. I mean, the first half of the chapter is Malcolm Merlin is still trapped in the uh, cave full of water, and Sarasan is uh, taunting him, and they're kind of chit chatting. And then the second half of the chapter, Malcolm Merlin reminisces on his days with the hidden, defiling religious artifacts, and he gets away from some pursuers, and then he and his buddy and uh, lords. Hang out on a mountain for fucking five pages. That's it. That was all. I think he and Lords fuck, and I think the point is that uh, Lords, who is Sarasan's mother, so it seems like Malcolm Merlin is going to be his father. Okay. That's my that's my guess, and they've been telegraphing it for so long. But I, this book has really gotten incredibly flat, and and yeah, boring, I don't know so. what the hell you're talking about. It doesn't even matter, you know. It's. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not up on Arrow as well. I, I don't well, watch a lot of the TV shows, but yeah, this one is so tied into. I don't know really what their plan was for this, except to say, "Hey, John Barrowman, he's he's writing it." Wink, wink. Even I mean, though he probably is, isn't. Is oh, we we know that, but uh, Lord Lords, who is supposed to be the previous Razagul's ex-wife mm -hmm. and her son Sarasan or Sarah Khan, I'm not even sure. They're not on the show. And when they first came into the book, they didn't even say Lords' name oh, yeah. for like two or three chapters. Yeah, like, actually, I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, who is know? this? <laughs> and so now, now it's sort of filling in a little bit. But there, there, there is there seems like there's no stakes, and I'm really just confused on where it's going. And flat out, there's no action. There's nothing happening in this book. It's a conversation, and then it's a bunch of people go camping. Nice. So I gave it a five point five out of ten. To be honest, I probably gave a half a point to Daniel Sampier because I did feel like the art was better than in, in some previous chapters, but I'd say not worth it unless you are such a huge 
John Barrowman fan like Eric Shea. Yeah, but and, he doesn't uh, read it. He doesn't I know. Read. Well, he just looks at, he just looks at the And cup. he's even up and he's uh, yeah, really. He goes <laughs> into the bathroom with that thing. But yeah, he he watches Arrow. He likes it. He's kind of going back on Arrow a bit. He's not as big a fan of the show either. But yeah, he had no concern. He doesn't like to branch out. He gets his reviews that he's going to do. Yep. He gets those done and he's out. We don't see him for four days. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I do, All of a sudden I know. it goes dark. You're like, where, where the hell is Eric? We're writing fucking Saturday morning pieces. and Hey, we're doing this. Oh, just for the hell of it Monday. Where's Eric? It's like, just for the hell of it Thursday. That's all you see with him. He's done. All, yeah, all, all, all you got to do is you got to put uh, a request for Eric to write a review on eBay. And then there, there he'll probably well, yeah. find he'll, it. He'll tell me. I'm like, boy, Eric must not have felt right tonight. He still has three books left this week. And this isn't this week. He actually, I believe, no, he's not done. He didn't do Telos yet. Telos. So like today, I'll, why isn't he doing Telos? I wonder when he's going to do that. Duh, we talked about it last night. And then I'll go, I must be tired. We stayed up late for the, the freaking podcast. And then I'll go into work on Monday. Oh, what's going on? Oh, I watched seven movies. <laughs> I was on eBay for four hours. I did this. I did that. I went. We had Indian food. We did those. <laughs> I went this. We went to fucking New York. I flew to Australia. And uh, then you're like, why, why didn't you do Telos? Ah, I was busy. Or, oh, I was tired. And you, you're starting to see with Eric, and this was my joke from the probably the week after I met him, there is a time flux something going on in his apartment where the guy can watch 10 movies yeah. at night. And yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. He goes home, and the next day, and I get home the same time. I'm doing this stuff. I'm trying to get a review up and all this. And the next day, yeah, I watch seven movies. And uh, yeah, and he's time. Like, God damn Even you. Even if you back them up one after the other with no break in between. That's what I'm saying. Just logically, how yeah. does that happen? Or it'll be like, oh, you know, like uh, Jessica Jones will come on Netflix or Daredevil. And he's like, he'll message me. We'll get home at 3.30. He will message me at 10 of 4. Yep. Just finished a marathon in that baby. Like this doesn't Ow. make sense. Ow. Oh, that's Good time. Well, you have one book left. Yes, it's Injustice, and that is Injustice: Gods Among Us, Year Five, Chapter Twelve Review, and it is by Brian Bucciolato, who has been writing it for quite some time now. Uh, art by Ivan Coelho, Jay Nanjan, and Wes Abbott, and basically this book not much happens story-wise going forward you have what you had had they had set up uh bizarro bizarro is in this we, we had talked about it last week even it's like mm. the frankenstein type bizarro but what bizarro hates and uh, he he thinks he's the real superman so if anybody says he's fake or not you know oh you're that he goes to town he gets so uh pissed off well, on this basically the whole issue is a fight between superman bizarro and solomon grundy which is awesome. They're three heavy hitters, and they're going at it. And at one point, Superman just knocks Bizarro away. Like, hey, get out of here. Boom, knocks him away, and then starts fighting Solomon Grundy. And then uh, Bizarro gets pissed. Like he, It's almost like a, it seems to me like somebody who has a wife or girlfriend and mm -hmm. is bitching about her all the time. And then the minute somebody agrees, they get pissed. Because the minute <laughs> that Solomon Grundy starts fighting Superman, then Bizarro, you know, hit him, and they, they're <laughs> fighting it out. And now the only thing that I thought, I liked it. I really liked the, the art is awesome. And just seeing them fight is pretty cool. Um, the story does not move forward that much. But the one thing that I didn't like was Solomon Grundy's doing his whole countdown. 
you know, born on right, a, Monday, and yeah. you're thinking that it is so set up that when he gets died on a that he's gonna he doesn't that they do he does die, but it's not in you know to that point. Oh, um, but yeah, at the end, basically, Bizarro flies off. Uh, Hal Jordan shows up, and uh, he's a yellow lantern in this, and okay. he shows up. And he wants to get people to, uh, you know, like collateral damage. He wants to stop it. Freaking craziness going downstairs. Uh, so he makes like a, a thunderdome where they're going to fight it out. Well, at the one point, Bizarro just wants to leave, flies through it, goes off. He disappears. <laughs> and it leaves Superman and Solomon Grundy. They fight, and then Superman pretty much just rips the head off of Solomon Grundy. He just All tears right. his head off. But he says, you know, hey, he'll be back. He always is that you know that's his deal. But then the big point to me is then he takes the body uh, over to Lex Luthor now, and this Lex is working. He's like a double agent. He's yeah. really in with Batman, but he is Superman's uh, best friend, quote unquote. But uh, he takes the body and says, "Hey, I want you to do what we're doing with this." And Lex says it's like a throwaway line almost. He's like, "Oh, first you give me Doomsday, now you give me this. What the hell?" And you're like, "Holy shit! They're making a super." fucking being that they're yeah. going to have a text. So yeah, that was the big thing. But yeah, the story itself does not go forward, but I like the battle. I love the art. I like that. It's a lot of fun. That's all I want from this book really is a lot of like big battles and beat the shit out of people. And I gave it an eight, two out of 10. Nice. Um, it's this year. It actually, it actually sounds better than a lot of previous yeah, chapters. Well, that the, about. Yeah, the other chapters have just kind of stalled. And we've gotten, you You read the first deal, the first yeah, year. And we have, we have really, yeah, we have really had just them pushing the fact, oh, Superman's a, a tyrant. Oh, Superman doesn't, uh, you know, he wants to do it his way. And, what, and now, hopefully after this, it, it moves forward. I really like Bizarro. He's going to die soon. Uh, but him leaving the way he did in this, I think they're going to, you know, push that out. They're going to extend it. Like every time you need some, you'll have Bizarro show up. But, yeah, it's too, yeah, too it's, popular to kill right away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, this year five has not been great so far. It, it's probably my second least favorite year so far. The, my least was last, uh, year four. Uh, did I say year four earlier? Year no. five is what we're on. Year four is my least favorite. Year five, though, it, it's getting a little better. I hope it ends pretty Hopefully good. it'll finish strong. Yeah, and I, I said there's a girl who comments on the site and keeps saying that there's 40 issues and I cannot find that verified. I haven't really looked that hard, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, if it's 40 issues, then I see why we're getting a lot of padding, but boy, that seems like a long time to, to finish up, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, if, if you have been reading injustice and haven't gone into year five yet, you might as well just jump in. You know, <laughs> you know, this is not going to, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, you know, it's a dollar. You check it out if you like it, then you you get some others. But well, what do you think's coming up this week, Jim? Can you do you know? Coming up this week? Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna actually say that I'm gonna do a little research. I would say this week. Well, we know that you're gonna get your Wonder Woman 77. Right. That I know is confirmed. <laughs> that is definitely coming. I'm yeah. going to their site now to see. It's so hard to even go. I know exactly where to go, and it takes me fucking five. Yeah, minutes. it's like for three clicks. Well, we had uh, today. We had uh, Scooby Doo team up with All the right. Flash. Actually, that sounds pretty good. I may I've been kind of skirting the deal, or even uh, you know, uh, thinking that I might do the Scooby Doo team up. I did one, I think, way back, and it yeah. was fun. And this one is a Flash book. Yeah, that came out today. Sounds Maybe good. I'll do that. Fuck it. And other than that, 
when I look at the banner, I see the Trinity laughing at me. <laughs> and yeah, we have uh, Legends of Wonder Woman bombshells that still goes on. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably get Wonder Woman, your Wonder Woman on Monday, then Tuesday in Justice, and then I have no idea. Uh, I, I, oh, Batman Men from Uncle seems like that might be done. I don't know. I wouldn't even guarantee that Wonder Woman's. I mean, I really. All yeah. I know is Supergirl and Dark Archer should not be coming out this week, but I couldn't even fucking guarantee it. No, I'm even honest, looking, I have no so idea funny. what's going to happen. The way you see these down, and you're right, you see like it's there, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there is Wonder Woman 77, like right after the other. Yeah. And I will say, I'm, I'm on it now. It looks like they have updated something. Uh, okay. The one you just did, what, 16 or 17? Uh, 16. Okay, well, was, I don't remember. Here, I'm going to look. Well, 17 is listed. 17 is listed for that. It was 17 you just did. Okay. One, six. Now they have a new one listed, and unfortunately, this is also listed as Trina Robbins. Remember, I, I mentioned that to you yeah. before, and then out of nowhere, they snuck uh What's his name in it? Wasn't it Christos Gage, this last one? So I don't know. This says it is coming out, and it is coming out tomorrow, it says. Wonder Woman 77, number 18, federal agent Diana Prince joins a congressman and his aides to investigate a cult. That's what it says. That's All right. It. Oh, I'm a, if it's no. there, I'll review it. Yeah. Um, uh, at least they it. gave us a little heads up, but yeah, who knows? But that's it. That's the digital spotlight. And yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Well, and I'm I, sure we will talk in the near future. Yes, we'll talk and we'll badmouth Eric behind his back. That's what we do. <laughs> That's now we'll right. go back and I'll probably be yelling at Eric. I don't know when this is heading back in the, in the process of the thing. I think we're finishing up uh, Telos and Earth 2 is what we're going to get to. And here's a little spoiler. I find Lois in Earth 2 sexy. Ooh. It's a little. That's a little spoiler for I think, you. I think the digital books are getting to you, Jim. Yeah, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I get so much on it that Eric actually tells me to stop like 10 times and gets weirded out. So there you go. And, <laughs> and everybody, when you're listening, just wait till you hear my uh, Eric Shea fan fiction coming up. Oh, man. That's the fun of recording these the next day. I know exactly what's going to go down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Reggie. And yeah, we'll read these books. If you want to see our reviews, obviously come to the site. Me and Reggie do the digital stuff. And kind of like D- DC themselves, I may even throw something up without even saying anything. That's right. Like Scooby-Doo team up just pops up just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. But yeah, that is it. And we'll go back to the podcast. All right. Thanks, Reggie. Later. Hi, I'm Gary at the one and only Gary's Mattress. Now with locations in Koreatown and Little Tokyo. We are karate and chopping the prices. I just saw you. you. Ah, Even we would buy it. At Gary's Mattress, we're blowing up prices. Man on horse, bring good. For treatment at Gary's Mattress, I'd be very surprised. We're scalping prices. If you find a mattress at a better price, I'll kick a puppy and punch a kitten just for you. All right, let's get to those books, Eric. Let's finish this up. Earth 2 Society number 10, written by Dan Abnett. Art by uh, Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Travis Lanham. Many stories go on in this issue from us finding out from the World Council that the planet is fucked because it doesn't have any natural resources, to Hawkgirl completely botching her escape from the Amazon city, and Batman taking on Nimbus solutions with Red Arrow and Wildcat, and completely getting his ass kicked by Hourman. 
That's yep. all I got for you. Yep, that's fine with me. We got this is my favorite issue of Earth to Society yet, Eric. Thing is, I, I we talked about this off uh, podcast, and I thought it was mine as well. But I gave the first issue of the series an eight out of ten. Oh really? I was really optimistic for this series. Yeah, and I'm like, I, okay, everything's gonna be okay now. Eric, yep. You don't gotta worry no more. Yeah, I was not. I was not in with this from the get go. And it was one of those where I even said, like, maybe it was because of the whole world's end. And I read it, but maybe it was just I wasn't paying attention because I didn't review it. But this issue, it just, we got called out on the site as well. Because in the issue, you must have mentioned, hey, you know what? We put the politics mostly aside and get to some fun action and whatever. And they're, oh, God forbid a book about a society has politics. Well, you know what? Go fuck yourself because it wasn't fun. You no. could have, like I said, I said to you at work, I was yelling at you across the room about things like about this. And I said, yeah, you know what? I could write a book about fucking uh, a technology fucking startup company. Yeah, I might be accurate to what it's called. And it's called technical. Technological Startup Factory. That's the name of the book, Eric. Nice title. And, and I'm going to be very close to the cuff on what it's about. That doesn't make it good. Just because they're a society... Doesn't fucking, make it entertaining. Yeah, bold across there does not mean that everything that we had gotten about the society was good because it wasn't. It was very boring. It, it just... Uh, yeah, we even mentioned the prequels of Star Wars. One of the main reasons was because it was about a trade fucking dispute, especially the first, you know, oh, yeah. Phantom Menace. Uh, that is not fun to me. Maybe it is to some people. Maybe people wanted to see this society fucking make itself. It's obvious to me that they're really pushing that this planet is a dead planet. You got to get the fuck off, and that's what's going to lead to well, them leaving at the end. But I really hope that's the case because nothing good is going on here. No. We, we start out with the World Council talking about, yeah, the planet's fucked. We have no natural resources. From what we have from the the ships that we turn in the city somehow, we got about a year left, yeah. if that. Yeah. And like, and I realized at this point all our heroes are big dummies because like, what about clean energy? Like oh, hydroelectric so or wind power? Oh, no. We are a Years and, away and from not, that. Not, yeah, not only that, it just is such a – like these are heroes. These are wonders, and they – people well, are bringing up legitimate things. Hey, we got two sons. What? Oh, you know what? Yeah, no, no, yeah. son. Valzad so, is a genius. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have – we also have Mr. Terrific on yeah, this planet. Yeah, there's some smart guys there. Smart-ass yeah, motherfuckers. But, yeah, they're like, ah, oh, you know what? Years that would take. Well, you know what? We also, don't have years. You, you know what? Yeah, you 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 don't have any. Just go for it. You, yeah. Oh, we don't know if the radio. I don't give a fuck. You get those solar panels out there and let's see if they work. Because if <laughs> not, we're dead. And yeah. Oh, the hydroelectric. Oh, you know what? Oh, uh, yeah. You can even go. Hey, what about steam? What? Why, why don't we think about what happened in the fucking? You know. Other ages, people survive. Well, they had natural resources to burn. Yeah, but not even that though. Be, uh, even hey, how about the the wood? Oh, what you don't like paper? You know what I like? I like living. <laughs> so fuck your paper. Uh, let's start doing that until we figure shit out. Uh, yeah, there were parts where the the survival of the human being they they did not have oil. At least they weren't using it. You know what I mean? They I agree. Figure something out. You might end up like the fucking cavemen, but something's got to happen. Something. Yeah. I just like that, though. It's no, like, no, we're, we're going to die. Up. Hey, we have a lot of forest. You don't like paper? Yeah, no, I don't. And you know what I'm writing right now on this paper? Go fuck yourself because we're going to have to use it. You, you don't I, have I, any other option. I really hated this part of the book just because yeah. I'm like, we have the smartest fucking people 
There are pretty much. It's, right it's here. weird that I get turned on by Lois. <laughs> yes, you, you've been talking to me <laughs> I will mention podcast it about it for a I've while. I've said it on the podcast. Oh, have you? I didn't oh, even know yeah. you did. I said it the last time we did this book. I don't, she really turns <laughs> You just keep bringing her up. Like I don't know, man. You're a weird a dude. robotic Sinead O'Connor or something. I don't know what's going on over there. But she's always – the one thing I like is she's got like uh, that – is it her mechanical body – but she still wants to be a whore by opening up that <laughs> shirt like that. Like she doesn't even need that shirt, but yet she has it just to open it up like that. Freaking, she wants it. She wants it bad. I'm gonna grease up her fucking. I don't even know where to go anymore. I'm gonna grease up her gears, and you know what? She has that arrow on the top of her head, so you know where to insert it, Eric. Boom! Get on your knees, Lois. Open up that shirt one more time, and you're getting it. Oh my God, you are the worst. She's a fucking robot, isn't she? Yeah, she's a robot. Fuck that. She's a robot. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. With a soul. Something told me that she learned how to uh, not only use tools, but get tools, Eric. Right there. Get my tool, baby. So Come anyway. On. It's late. We, we end I, this world I want ca- some tools going, Lois. We end this world council meeting with Superman showing everybody Martha Kent on the television. Yeah, Martha. Because they can figure out how to use a, te- like a television, everybody. But She has like that uh, pearl necklace there, but not the kind I like to get. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Martha. Yeah, revisionist history right there. Why is she doing that? I know what I'm saying. She's on TV telling everybody, my son was Superman, the original one. He killed my husband, so I don't like wonders. And yeah. Balzad decides, because Martha Kent's come out and said this, I'm not going to let any wonders in my city. I'm denouncing my Supermanship. I'm out. Yep. Gives and I'm up just like, symbol. Why, why didn't any? I know we're dealing with a World's End situation, but why didn't anybody take the time, if Martha Kent survived World's End, to go and say, hey, look. That was like a bizarro quote of your son. Yeah, it was, that was not a clone. actually Superman. No. Why didn't no. anybody like Power Girl for instance? Lois, anybody? Fucking send Lois. She'll unbutton that shirt. Holy shit! That, I'm saying this is Lois's freaking mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sexy I just, Lois. I just had a whole issue with this, but I'm talking, I still like this issue a lot. Sexy Lois. <laughs> and then you look at Flash, and his bolt like leads right down to pointing to his crotch area. Ah. Uh. Sexy book this is. I really like it though. Yeah, that's bullshit, Martha. That is, they have it there for one reason, and that's you know for hey, I'm not a wonder anymore. I don't want to be wonder or whatever. It's very odd, um, but yeah. Even so, even that. Why doesn't Val just say, "I gotta fix this"? She thinks this instead of like, "Nope, I'm done." He could be like, "No, I'm gonna go talk to her." Yeah. You know, he just gives up. Send Power Girl. Send Lois. Yeah. Yeah. These were people that she knew. Hey, but Hawk Girl, she's in trouble, Eric. Freaking Dr. Fate knows because he's got those shards of the helmet. I'm telling you, though, we got this Hawk Girl situation. She realizes, oh, look, you know what? Fury has probably killed everybody on her ship, which is weird to me because I get the idea that she somehow transformed all the women on that ship into the new Amazons. Yeah, I thought so, too. I, I'm saying this is the impression I get, but I have no idea because it's not spelled out. Um, Obviously, she did kill people because there's no men here. No. Well, there had to I be mean, men on her yeah. ship. At some, you know, some of the reviewers think everybody's reincarnated here, Eric, so what, I, I don't know what's happening. I have no idea, but yeah. freaking Hawkgirls are like, you know what? I got to get out of here. It's probably pretty yeah. dangerous. I should warn some people. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. And she falls right into where Fury's meeting with Aquawoman. I, I actually, have not seen in the yeah, series. I actually really like where she's like, doop. 
trying to get out. And then the, the one girl, oh, she's like, oh, yeah, tired, you know, going for a little walk, stretch my. And yeah, she has the worst luck because she starts fighting her and then they end up right in the middle of, like, there is no way that she is getting out of here without a huge fight. Because, well, that's the yeah. problem, too, because uh, Aquaman's like this, huh? Hey, Fury, I thought you told me that this was going to be a secret meeting that no one would find out about. Yeah, yeah about that. Yeah, it's hey, funny, too. She's like, about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it'd be funny if, what's her name, uh, with, uh, is it, what is it, is it Mara? No, I forget. Yeah, how do uh, they just call her Aquaman? I, I just call her Aquaman yeah. because I cannot remember yeah, the name Aquaman's off the top like, of my head right now. Like, almost like when she says it, it's funny, too, because, yeah, a fucking Hawkgirl ends up there in the worst possible way, too. And then Hawkgirl, I like how, I didn't see anything. <laughs> but yeah, she's in big trouble. And I'll tell you, though, it's like we're dealing with this whole natural resources thing. We're going to be fucked in a year. I think we're going to have bigger problems if the Atlanteans and Amazons are teaming up to start some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You've got a year, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And we go in the end of the book, though. We got Batman uh, sending Red Arrow and Wildcat off to this Nimbus Solutions warehouse to take it down, while Batman himself goes after Kyle Nimbus, the CEO, editor-in-chief, everything you want to call him, of yep. Nimbus Solutions. And I like this a lot because we have not had a lot of time with Batman on his own. No. We have not had a lot of character development to know what kind of Batman that Dick Grayson is. And I like this because we see he is the more jokey Batman. He is. It's funny, though, because it starts off with him not getting a joke. But, yeah, I I like it, though. Well, I'm saying I think Kyle threw him off because he doesn't give a shit that Batman has crashed through a skylight. He's making jokes at him. Dick's a little thrown off. He finally gets into the jokey manner, and I like it because we have not seen a lot with him. And he's Batman. No, you haven't had a lot of Batman at all. So I I did like it. And, yeah, you have uh, Nimbus, and he ends up. uh, He has our man. I, I actually... The dialogue of Dick yelling at our man's the best in this book. When he's like, <laughs> why God are damn it, yeah. why are you guys? always working for the bad guys? Come on, man. You know, <laughs> I really do like that. And then you find out then that uh, Nimbus himself is a wonder. Yeah, yeah he's the myth. But yeah. like, he phases through the battery and the Batman throws. He's like, huh, here, catch. He throws it back and it goes right in the Batman yeah, shoulder. Batman. I'm yelling at the book. You're doing it wrong, yeah. Batman. Yeah, that's not how you catch. That's, you know, <laughs> that's called stuck. Yeah. But yeah, he gets it right in the arm, I guess. And he, the shoulder. He, yeah, shoulder. He calls back freaking Red Arrow and uh, Wildcat because he knows he's fucked. Hey, guys, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how far away this goddamn warehouse is. Like, Wildcat and Red Arrow better be some pretty good ass sprinters. I like also when Wildcat almost calls himself Wildcat. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. I, I, I like <laughs> it. And you know what? I'm looking through it. I always have liked the art. Now, the art actually. Uh, Really grabbed me this time. I've enjoyed the art, but something about the Batman section, I realized how stylized yeah. this art is. I really enjoy it. Now, it's funny, too, because it's Jorge Jimenez. Yes. And and this is not, this is going to sound like almost like a, a dig on him, but it's not. But it's almost like a, uh, what's his name? Jason Fabak. It's almost there. Like he, Jason Fabak, if Jason Fabak is a 10 out of 10 artist, yeah. this is like a nine. He's getting there because, boy, in the Batman parts, yeah, he, it looks really good. And, the only problem uh, I have with Jorge's art is I don't like his flash. It comes actually, off too, more you know, cartoony I don't than like, the rest. I don't really like his Alan Scott that much. But other yeah. than that, I fucking love his Lois, Eric. That Lois. I'm looking at her when she's yelling. It's when, uh, is it Sam? I went, hey, I guess uh, we've got Forrest. Yeah, let's cut them all down and burn them. We're not going to need paper after all. <laughs> it's so stupid with her fucking shirt down like that. You. But yeah, we got, we got a lot of stories She's going on in this issue. dirty little girl. Oh, God damn it. We got a lot of stories going on in this book. And because of it, some of this feels a little str- stretched too thin. Yeah. 
like I really want to know what's going on, but since we have to break up to go to all these different stories, it's only little segments at a time. Yeah, it is, uh, but I didn't mind it. I, I have had problems with that before, but actually everyone was kind of exciting. You know, the arguing about resources, that's never going to be exciting. But boy, with Kendra and uh, finding out that crazy meeting, yeah. that's awesome. And boy, that ups the ante there, and she better get the fuck out of there. And I love the Batman part. Oh, yeah, Batman part's the best it. in my opinion. I almost just spilled the fucking soda all over my keyboard i gave uh, this a seven out of ten yeah. I, I gave i gave the freaking first one uh, issue a eight out of ten yeah i you know i might have liked it better i don't even remember what happened at yeah. it now but i like where we're going with this where it seems like we are leaving the politics behind because yeah. that's just boring as shit really yeah, it is you can throw that in again yeah. you had that this issue and yeah you can have them yelling about resources i hope that ends now i hope that they just I, just, I don't know. Just to leave, me, just they leaving must, and going yeah, to primer. To me, they they better start having a plan of getting out of there if they're going to fucking pish posh everything. If you're going to say, "Hey, we got hydropower," no, no, we're the, years away. Years the, away. You put up a fucking goddamn that's the best part too, or something out here. Imagine they do like leave this get planet a water another world. Going. That's they, all they, they need. Are saying though, imagine if they do leave this planet or even go to another universe, like I want them to do. Yeah, they have that technology, but they can't figure out how to goddamn put up yeah. some goddamn windmills. Yeah. A windmill, a water wheel, fucking grind some fucking <laughs> get get Conan out there and fucking do the wheel around there. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of options. I, I really, you need the power basically to just of feed love. people. The power you need to feed people and have you know you don't really got you don't gotta get that fancy if, if shit goes wrong. You know, if, if the fucking there was a nuclear fucking holocaust going on and every you're gonna have to find and we're not gonna sit in a room and there we are the whole world's coming to an end I'm like you're like hey you know what jim we we should start you know grinding uh, grain grinding grain that's gonna take two weeks the fuck do you think i am it's just nonsense but yeah i hope that that's over i hope that we get to the point where yes you have the furies and the atlanteans are gonna have a war they're gonna start this they're gonna be I, I, going the, down them honestly get the after, fuck off this point after all the shit we've been dealing with though the war is the last thing I want. Yeah, I just I think that it's gonna stop. Well, it can't last that long. We I agreed. Yeah. So well, yeah, so I have whatever. This goes in the rebirth, though. It's gonna start, and then they're gonna have to stop and get the fuck out of here. But we don't even know what the rebirth is. It could no be a whole reset of this whole book. Who knows? Uh, I would guess where you have a Superman or a Batman, or a, a Nightwing coming back, where you have these things where you're like, okay, you know what, people are a little upset about this facet of the book. You have Superman with no powers. Uh, you have Batman, people want these classic stories. We're going to go back. This book has more problems than that. This book, people oh, yeah. don't like it. They do, I, most of the what I hear and see, they just don't like it as a whole. Oh, yeah. This whole thing. They've been forced into like something it. they don't like. So the only way that you're going to continue with an Earth 2, in my mind... Fucking reset that shit. And I'm not saying, oh, all of a sudden we go back to the Earth. Something has to go where they just end up either another planet or it's just, I don't know. But yeah, just they them, collect Dragon Balls and wish just back their original yeah, just planet. Them, that's what I'm telling you. This one seems like, if anything, it needs a reboot where you go back, fucking forget this world end nonsense. You fucking wake up, fucking Patrick Duffy out of the shower. <laughs> He's like, hey, what happened? Oh, my God. It's fucking Lois with that fucking top. Oh, fucking my God. Down out of that shower. Beep, boop, beep. That's my pants right now. I don't know what that means. Eric, I don't either. We're going to have one last book. One last book. Telos number six, written by Jeff King with art by Igor Vitorino. 
Jason Paz, Mark Deering, Peter Steigerwald, and Travis Lanham. Yep. Read our final issue of Telos, if anyone still cares, and I have no idea what's going on here. The end. Boy, you know what? You just said a lot more than I would have. <laughs> I uh, wrote some notes, and one, I have two notes, and one includes a really long, hmm, that's <laughs> all I put. Because, boy, I I don't know. I, it's not even that I don't know. I don't care. I love Jeff King. That guy's so nice there. Yeah, I, he's Such a, a nice I'm telling you, guy. I am not a fan of his comic book work. I am just a fan of Jeff King. He is a great motherfucker, and I hate the fact that I have to talk bad about anything he does. Yeah, I just, I actually think that he got thrown into something that he's trying his best to kind of wrap up and do, but it's not very. And that's the thing, there is no wrap up. It's not even, I can't even say that, I don't even know. I can't say the story or the. It's just. It's uninteresting from the beginning. I don't care about Telos. Well, I'm I don't you, I care can't about ex- any of this. And I, I don't care about Telos. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. That's the thing. I don't know how to describe this. I'm telling you, I have not reviewed this yet. And really, it's because I don't know how to describe what the hell is going on. I think- I'm going to try to here. But Parallax is there. And in the last issue, he took uh, Telos's power shard. Yep. And he's going to remake Coast City. Yeah. And we have that here. So he has the shard. And somehow we're... We go out of time. I'm trying I don't to think know. Of, yeah. Well, there you have Telos, and you can he, do he that. Uses, so, I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, he has a temporal energy, so he uses yeah. the shard. I'm, t- I'm reading my notes here. I'm just trying to remember how the hell this is working. Yeah, I'm but looking at it now. He, he goes back to his own time, like at zero hour, but oh, it was before zero hour, before Coast City destroyed. He creates this temporal universe that existed before Cyborg, Cyborg Superman and Mongol blew up Coast City. Yeah. And... But now that Telos is with him, he needs Telos to help him because he has to stop Mongo and Cyborg Superman from blowing up yeah. Coast City. And he but doesn't somehow, even spell it out. It's like Groundhog Day. He keeps doing this. and it, it That's just, the thing. It this has work. happened many times yes, already, yes, apparently. It doesn't work, and he keeps trying. I don't know if he's even trying different ways. He really doesn't spell it out. But, yeah, it's happened many a time, and he's just trying to make it work. But yet, what happened if it does? It That's the thing. do anything. It's not at the real. One point, at the one point, though... It does work. Yeah, well, he says, I see now. He's like, and believe me, since I got back from averting the crisis, which I like them calling out that, but it's still. And then he says, and I, but they destroy Coast City every time. Yeah. Over and over. The thing is, though, when we're reading this issue, I have to imagine that this is since he's gotten Telos's shard. And from us reading this part right here, this has already gone on since he got Telos' shard over and over again. Well, it's weird, too, because it's weird because it almost seems like at one point that it's before then. But I don't because then he even says it happened over and over enough to make you crazy. And then it hit me. Telos has the key. Oh, my God. I and don't then he know says anymore. that little doodad brainiac put into his chest. So I don't know what he's been doing, except that he's going to the, the just ripped apart planet and making everything with constructs to try to save it and then but this he realizes is actually going on because no but it, it, like i said then he spells it out though he's like it happens over and over and over yeah. and then i realized the key it's yeah. that thing and it's yeah but so then it we makes go, no yeah, sense so, but then he say that is happening somehow yeah. he is recreating this with his own power which he is a god to a degree so i could see him kind of doing that why would he do, be doing it so that Mongol and Cyborg Superman come? And then he goes to Telos to get the shard to make it more real. But then Cyborg Superman and Mongol show up and they keep beating them until this final time where Parallax has defeated them with the help of Telos. 
But then somehow Telos gets all the people of Coast City against Parallax. Yeah, it's, it's weird, too, because I'm looking at it, and you have it there where he's fighting everyone. You see the pack. He has ripped Cyborg Superman head off. Yep. He's fighting there. And then there's Cyborg, there's Superman, Cyborg again. Superman again. And there's Mongol. And then he says, like, that, that he really spells it out that this has happened over and over and over. Yeah. Like, he keeps doing it. And then he's like, holy shit, I know how I can stop this. I got to get the shard. And then he gets the shard. And then he goes and says, hey, that's all I needed. We can do that. And then Tello says to him, Hey, how much longer do you think you can keep this up, Parallax? You can't hold me forever. And he's like, ha, that's what you said last time. You know, I, I, I said, what? And then I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This, this fucking crap is going all over. But like you said, then they haven't really, he wants to get Carol. He wants Carol to love him. Yes. And he wants everybody to think he's the greatest. But yeah, at the end, then Telos gets them all to hate him. And, and then Carol doesn't like him. And then Parallax kills everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there he is. And he's like, ah, fuck you. And then he gets it. And then he's there. And he's like, oh, you know, and then Telos is going to fight him. He hits. I, nothing makes sense. And then te- there's only enough charge left on Telos' shard for him to. For him yeah. to leave. Hold on. For him to leave this temporal plane, I think, that he has created with the shard. So he's going to leave to go back to kill Hal Jordan now. And I and think he though, leaves Telos. And he leaves Telos. But the thing is, I really get the idea that he ne- needs the last bit of power the shard has to leave this temporal place. But then he's going to go kill Hal Jordan and he will not have that more power that he said he needed to go get when he left yeah. Hal Jordan last yeah, time. Yes, it's, it's all, it all warps it. I am trying stuff. to work this out somehow and in my head. Basically, it gets rid of Telos. He's stuck have... in this non-entity thing going. And Maybe. God, that God, is just left oh, somewhere please, in regular space. Please. I hope that he's not in regular space. I think he's fucking, he's gone. Or I hope that we never see him again. I, I just don't, I'm going to have to and read it's weird. I see, you know what I four say more that, times, I swear I, to God. I don't hate Telos. No. I'm saying the character, it's just that he's nothing. He's, he's so uninterested. He's not brought anything to the table except that he wants to find his family, he, and he stopped a yeah. goddamn uh, computer he's like, on, you know, you've been on da- fucking Kalu. You've been dating Brainiac, and Brainiac uh, dumps you, and you want to find somebody, but you can't find somebody better, so you go to Telos, because he is a lame version of Brainiac to me, and I don't know. He's nonsense. I actually am so upset now that we talked about this. I wish we hadn't. Yeah, because you, I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to read this book like four more times before I review it, because I still don't know what the hell is going on. What you should do, uh, what I would do, is make it like you're uh, quoting uh, Total Recall. Then you put a picture of Mr. T... So you want me to donut, do a midnight review? A donut burger and uh, something else. But change it up a little. You put the thing a is, I don't want to do that Robo because Cop. I actually like Jeff King. Yeah, I do too. And uh, this issue just is nothing. I, I'm telling you, it I'm was supposed it. to go on. You would think that oh, yeah. originally this would have just been uh, 12 issues maybe at the most even. But yeah, uh, it, it, they just had to finish it. And I guess they probably said to him, listen, you got to just tie this up. And somehow he's got to leave with the shard to go fight Hal Jordan because that's what we set up in the Green Lantern book. So make it happen. And this was, I guess, Jeff King's like, okay, everybody likes Parallax, the Coast City thing. It'd be really neat that he has a Groundhog and Day. I, I'm telling where you, and he's I brought... trying and trying and trying and can't do it. Realizes everybody loves Groundhog Day. And then realizes that it's Telos' shard that can save the day for him. That can, but still then, it's almost like the thing where... You get an idea, and it's weird. I reviewed an Adventure Time uh, comic today. It was a one-shot, and I 
tied it in with the uh, the su- Saturday yeah, thing that we morning had. weirdness. And in this comic, you have a different versions of Finn, the main guy. He's reincarnated, and you get all his reincarnations where uh, this lick tries to trick him into not being like oh change to be heroes but basically what i'm saying is in that you find out that everybody is always going to end up the way they were whether they're a hero if they're not a hero whatever and i think that's all this is is that you get the idea that parallax will try and try and try and even when he wins and saves coast city it still goes back to people not like you know what i mean that it's always going to be the same he's never going to get what he wants that that's the way the universe is set up that parallax can never fully Save Coast City the way he wants to, and that's how you get it. I, that's the only way I can explain this issue is that it's a, one of those things where uh, fate just determines things, and you can't you can't change it no matter what you do. Even with a shard that changes time, he can't do what he really wants to do because everybody then turns on him because Parallax makes it. But yeah, it's it's very odd. Even at the point where he's he's won the day, he's like, ah, oh, everybody's cheering for me. They're a Parallax hero, hero. He still does not look happy. Uh, and then he asks, it starts where he asks Carol, hey, come on. You know, she's like, I don't want you. I want a Hal. You, you don't replace Hal just because you saved Coast City. That's bullshit. And he, that's what he thinks. He thinks that he could be the all-time hero by saving the one thing that he couldn't, and it's not going to happen. It's, you know what I mean? That, uh, that I don't even know. I don't know that that makes it good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But that's all I'm getting is that he'll he'll never be happy, and maybe it's that him himself knows he'll never be happy because even when they turn on him, it's almost like he's still controlling things, and somehow he's making it happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand how Telos gets. It's to me, it seems yeah. that Telos turns everybody on him, it, and I don't know how that works either. But well, this honestly, yeah. it's like he's not even creating it. In my mind, he is actually going to a place in time. Well, it's, it's not even his own too. creation. Because I'm looking at it, and actually, he's there, the hero, Parallax. And then when Carol says, I don't want to be one with you, you don't care about me. You only care about replacing Hal. Lay a hand on me, and I'll break your face. She's, she's sassy. And I think that that, I don't think it's Telos that changes the people. I think that that's when he gets upset about that, and then he has doubts, and that's when they go, imposter, not real, imposter. And it all leads from that thing from Carol saying, you, you just want to replace Hal, you never will. And then that's when he says, because then when you see the next panel, they do say, Telos showed us, you're unworthy. Yeah. Telos looks like he's fighting people off with, with Parallax at that point. He's like, Coast City isn't throwing you a homecoming parade, but he's like, he's up there, and they're fighting him too. Because even the next thing, it's throwing you out. It looks like he's fighting people off. So I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I actually got the idea. Until they say that Tello showed us, which makes no sense. I got the idea that he is keeping everything together with his willpower. And once she shoots him down, all hell breaks loose. And it is that imposter thing. That's what he, it, that's what he wa- doesn't want. That's what he fears the most is that... People aren't going to accept them like Hal Jordan. It's okay. It's not good. But yeah, and then he gets pissed, and I don't know. Then he leaves. I, I lo- fucking Telos to hang. I love the art in his book. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now, even that where Telos and him are fighting, and then the all oh, hell, there's like the green fucking lantern nuclear explosion. And then that next page when he starts, yeah, you broke my hold over time, and he goes to go off. That's awesome. I think that page looks great. That just the parallax there 
looks so good. But yeah, I, I don't. It's nonsense. I, I also love seeing Cyborg Superman and I like yeah. Parallax, but my, my nostalgia for these things, for this era of comics, does not make up for anything that no. with the, nothing that happened in this book. I mean, yeah, and again, and there's I no don't real ending to the nostalgia, series. So I'm going yeah. into it more. It's weird. I I know more about Telos. Obviously, I know yeah. more about Telos than I do Parallax. I've, I know enough. But yeah, I go into this, and yeah, you're not going to win me over because you show Cyborg Superman and Mongol, and they fight, and you know whatever happens happens, and, and there's no ending. Happen. Yeah, no ending. The whole t- whole series. It's him reaching out. Four point five out of ten. Yeah, I didn't even write a score. I would probably give it a, a four. It's there's nothing here. Yeah, my one thing. Hmm. And that parallax eats fear for breakfast. Good times. Make you laugh. I, I thought of Shooter McGavin there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> now we have... Shit for <laughs> That's such a good line. Uh, what is your pick of the week, Eric? What oh, is come your on. pick of the week? Come on, Batman, Superman. It's funny. I get Batman, Superman, and, and Catwoman the same score, but they're not even close, really, in the, no. the whole scheme of things. And I gave it to uh, Catwoman, Eric. No, I gave Batman, Superman, 30. It's definitely the... Pick of the week. It's. I'm actually going to, like, when that comes out in trade, I want to get that. Just so it's I weird. I wonder what else time. they're going to put it with. Because you're going to end uh, well, I know what they will. The next two issues. Yes. Whatever happens next, I don't know what. Happens. I don't. I'm saying I don't buy new trades. I always buy old books. Yeah, yeah. Like in trades like that. So, but this gonna is. Gonna, I'm going to get this. Yeah, to I don't need. Oh no, it's going to be. This is weird, because it's not the next Batman Superman. The next two issues should be that Peter Tomasi big crossover. I oh, don't shit, think. Right. I don't think they would put that in a trade with this. This is going to be a weird trade because be there's three trade. issues. So we'll have to see what they do. Um, I'm trying to think of something else they could tie it into, but I don't know. But next week, Eric, we're going to have Batman and Robin Eternal number 24. All right. Whippy. Uh, Black Canary number 9. Dr. Fate number 10, Eric. You know what? Khalid's going to be in Egypt, and he is in denial. Oh, my gosh. Boom. Boom. Wow. I said that at work the one day, and you did not like it then. <laughs> you like it a little more now, don't I you? I do. Green Arrow number 50. There's the 50 for you. Here is the big one, though, for you and Reggie. Legends of Tomorrow, number one. Don't know how you're going to review it. I still it. don't know I how don't we're going to it. I don't know how we're going to talk about it. And if you're, if you're asking me right now, I wouldn't mind. You're doing what? Firestorm and what? And uh, Metal Man. Yeah, we'll just talk about those two parts if, if we want to. Yeah, I'd like see to, what happens. Yeah, I actually, I'd like to talk Firestorm. You love Firestorm. I do. Metal Man, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Martian Manhunter, number 10. All right. Poison Ivy, The Cycle of Life and Death, number three. I've enjoyed that series. Yeah, I haven't. Robin, Son of Batman, number 10. I have not enjoyed that series very much. Sinestro, number 21. All right, all right. Superman, number 50. Damn. You got the 50s. I got the 50s this week. Yeah. Superman, Wonder Woman, number 27. That's the second to last issue of this whole goddamn Superman (laughs) story. And I think Superman number 50 is the last. I think so it I, yes, saying, you're going to have to read Superman 127. I think, yeah, I, I would, you would hope they'll end with Superman in a I would think. issue, right? And I believe what will happen is Superman Wonder Woman is going to be more of him having the powers, being excited, uh, making amends with Wonder Woman, and then Superman 50 is going to deal mostly with him getting his identity back. That's what I think. And that's going to be all... Ties into Flashpoint Superman, Eric. I'm talking on my ass. That's what I think is going to happen, though. Then you have Superman, American Alien, number five. 
And I read the solicit to this, and it appears that Superman is now 24 years old. Mm-hmm. He is known as the Flying Man. Here. Okay. He, it's almost like the like Batman starting out. They have rumors of him, and it looks like it. Well, it's like it's small, but they call him the Red Blue Blur. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Blur. I think that uh, what it said, he's going to have his first encounter with Parasite. All right. That's what it looks like. I'm looking forward to it. Then we have. I always look forward to the American Alien. Possibly Superman, the coming of Superman number two. We don't know. Reggie said it was supposed to come out last week. This thing's been delayed. And then we have Titans Hunt number six. Hopefully that does something. Yeah, you have that. I have three books. I have Batman, Robin, Eternal, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, American Alien. So I'll be sitting back, feet up on the desk, hands behind my head, smoking a cigar. All right. And also this week on the site. Uh, we have it just for the hell of it Monday. This Monday, we're going to have Chris, who writes in sometimes and also comments on the site. He is going to have a guest uh, review for just for the hell of it Monday. That'll be good. Uh, also, if I'm going to tell people right now, if you listen to the podcast or go to the site and you have an idea, article, Eric, fanfic, <laughs> you got fan fiction, you just get a hold of me. I said, don't get a hold of Eric. I have it right in. Don't talk to Eric. <laughs> talk to me. And, uh, you know, if, if you can write more than, say, a monkey, you're in. There you go. That's all you have to do. Write better than Gorilla Grodd. And you are in because... He's a genius. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, I never, I've never seen him sit there writing anything, though. But, yeah. And this could be... I'm telling you, I wouldn't mind if we had... We talked about it a long time ago because we used to go to the site Topless Robot. And they had Fan Fiction Friday. That was where it was, right? Yes. And we thought it was hilarious. And we talked about it. That site is down now, Eric, and even the other one that's gone. Really? It, it closed down, yeah, a couple oh, months that's ago. that's a shame. I didn't yeah. know that. We love that site. For, at one point, way before our site, that would be a every Friday, especially, we'd go on and I'd read you fan fiction. We'd have <laughs> giggle and laugh. So, yeah, if anybody wants to write fan fiction, hopefully it would be about me and you shipping. Eric. I, I don't want this. Shipping. I don't think yeah, I want let it. Let me know. Do not. Uh, I You're gonna be thinking of. Don't talk about Eric, time. and you could be featured on the site, and then people could call you biased, awful, and terrible. And I actually, if you want to do fan uh, fan fiction, here's a little something I came up with. Here it is. Eric heard the motorci- motorcycle pull up outside the house and got more excited than usual. His mom was called into work at the last second, and there was no way that dirtbag Doug could know. The smell of gasoline and menthol cigarettes always turned him on, and that's exactly what Doug smelled like, Eric. Hey, good looking, dirtbag Doug said as he entered the house. <laughs> I'm getting excited. And took off his jean jacket, the rhinestones on the back spelling out dirtbag, and that told Eric that Doug was a badass. That didn't give a rat's ass what anyone thought. Are you leaving right now? Are you still there? What? What? Uh, thanks, Eric. I checked out for a second. Trying not to look at the bulge. In Doug's way too tight jeans. He his look didn't go unnoticed and Doug smiled. Where's your mom? It's Friday night and dirtbag Doug wants some action. She's at work, Eric said, as Doug inched closer. Suddenly there was a knock on the door. Before either of them could say anything, stinky Jamie walked in. Looks like we got a threesome here, Jamie said, looking so, at whoa, 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 whoa. and are smelling you tell- of, of mo- uh, month-old onions. Are you telling? Hold on. Are you telling me you wrote fan fiction about two men raping a young boy? There's no rape going on. Uh, if uh, there yeah, is, because Jamie, I'm a young Jamie boy. Jamie was licking his lips and smell and smelled of month-old onions. Looks like it, said Doug, as he closed his nostrils with a clothespin and got down on his knees. That's the end. <laughs> 
I actually started one. It was it was going to be you. And it was why, like, why are you running penthouse about me as a child? What's that? You're what? not a child. You never said that. No, no, it is. My mom's oh. at work. Hey, you. This and could be yesterday. During the, during the time, the house, my, your mom's during, at work. During the time, going. yeah. During the time no, when no, my mother dated these men. But he, did she ever date Dirtbag Doug and Stinky Jamie uh, at the same time? Possibly. Well, I was going to say, that shows you. This is an Elseworld story, Eric. You are 26 at this time. Actually, uh-huh. 19. They yeah, like backtrack all you like, baby. And uh, I, do you like that he had Dirtbag bedazzled on his jean jacket? Did he ever have that? Dirtbag uh, on the back no, of his jean not. jacket? See, it's an Elseworld story. It's like Red Sun. Red Chappy, they call it. Red fucking, I don't know. what Red hot dog. How about this one? Dear Penthouse Letters, I never thought that these were real until something happened that I had to write into. Dirtbag Doug pulled out uh, outside on his motorcycle. My mom was called into work at the, oh, wait a minute. It's the same story. <laughs> oh, damn it. How about this? Jamie smelled of month-old onions and dog shit. Somehow, it really attracted me to him. There you go. We had to go out for pizza, but when I asked if it was with extra sausage, he said it certainly was. That's funny. I never knew that Stinky Jamie was Italian. How's that one? No. You like that? I don't like any of these. Okay. How about this? Eric walked into work and said, hey, Jim, did you get the site done? And Jim said, if you're talking about that cam site that me and you are starting, and yes, let's get it going. <laughs> then, then Eric took off his shirt, and the fun began. But I'm at work. Three years later. Yeah, well, well that's we're doing the cam site at work. Three years later, they still hadn't made a dime. <laughs> Poor Jim needs to get in better shape. Every time somebody gets on their channel, they say, ooh, and run away. There you go. Here it is. Here's the new one. Jim sat down and loaded up chat roulette. He had heard this was the way to get all the ladies. So (laughs) he took off his pants, and after three women laughed at him and pointed, he cried and went to bed. This is unrealistic already that you've had three women on chat roulette and not just dicks. You son of a bitch. That is true. That is true. I don't know. What, what else did I... Jim got on Periscope because he heard it was a gay sex move. When he found out it wasn't, he was a little disappointed, but he went with it. There you go. You need to get on Grinder, yeah. brother. Grinder? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. That's a sandwich to me. Yes, it is. Yes, it it what will is be, Grindr? at least. Do you actually know what Grinder is? It's a, it's a gay, like, hookup app. Oh, it is a gay hookup app? Yeah. Is that like the one where you can find out if they're near your house? So yeah, it's like Tinder. Is that it? Like we would go on and would use your like uh, your GPS to tell you where the gay guys are. I'm guessing. I, I, I'm telling you, I have I have very good gaydar. I do not need an app, Eric. I do not need an app. I'm I'm sensing it right now. <laughs> where? Wait a minute. And somehow my gaydar also involves like premonitions and stuff. I'm seeing an old uh, closed Seven Eleven. And some apartments. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> there, there's a kind of a purple car outside. They like huh. a kind of a purple-esque car on the second floor. And I sense a large family of some sort of non, uh, what would I say, Americans there. <sighs> Luckily, I'm on the third floor. Are you on the third floor? Yes. Wait a second. I got. <laughs> uh, wait a second. I didn't know those apartments had a third floor. Yep. They do. Yeah. 
I sense a I third even said floor. at the beginning of this fucking podcast, I'm on the third floor. Yeah, I don't listen to that. Yeah, I sense a third floor, and a guy in there, he's got his one leg against the wall, he's smoking like a badass, and he's worried that he's going to wake up the people below him. How's that one? Everybody have a great week. Eaten, we'll see you he's recently eaten. He's eaten Indian food and really cannot get it out of his system. Oh God, never again. Yeah, you had some Indian. We'll have to save that story for another time. You ate some Indian food and went with like the fucking worst thing to start off with. It's what they talked about in Red yeah, Dwarf. That's it. You don't. You don't go, but you don't order shit because they say it in a comedy series. Holy moly! You are. I don't know. You were not dumb because you were kind of called on the spot. Your I was. friend said, I'm getting Indian food. I still don't know why she didn't get – she was going to get Indian food. Called you up. Hey, I'm getting Indian food. She should have just come home that night, maybe brought a menu. You guys sat down and said, okay, I'll look this up, look this up, look that up. And then the next day got what you – because you, you could have researched some things. You just went, oh, well, the only thing I've ever heard is from fucking Red Dwarf. Chicken what, Vindaloo. Chicken Vindaloo. Which Reggie said is freaking, you know, pretty harsh. What did he say? Whatever it was. It's, I don't even remember It's anymore. like the generic uh, uh, food, like uh, chicken with a red sauce it ends up being. But yeah, right now they said it's the national dish of England because so many people love it. But yeah, you didn't go with that, Eric. You didn't. Now you're. Oh, my God. You had, and you came out the one day we we're working. You come out and you're like, "What? What happens when you take a shit? And when you then you're done and you look and it's gone?" I said, "That is a ghost." There was that no cleanup, Jim. There was no cleanup. Clean that is the weirdest. Which also tells me that you proofread, like I do as well. You gotta look there. See hey, uh, what's going on down there, Jim? Yeah. On this, I was just checking the site before we wrap things up here. Yeah. Guess who we got a comment from? Oh, a comment. Stephen Copper. Did we? Hey, buddy, it's Steve. Remember oh, from good. Stephen Copper? Once yes, we I had a chat you, about podcast. Check out I Have Read Your Review on my new complete story series. If you feel it's not right, you can reply me. I will remove this. Thank you. Holy moly, Stephen Copper's back. I'm going to look see what he has here. So is he saying that he's now reviewing the things with I think my he's reviews reviewing again? your entire thing, like, all in one I, on uh, Injustice. Do you think that, or do you think that it's just that... Uh, I don't know, this is a broken-ass English. ...that he's only featuring us? I because, don't know. Yeah, he got shut down. What is he doing? I'm going there. Oh, there it is. It's Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year 5, Number 12, Complete Story. Now, I'm going to play it. You're not going to be able to hear it. No. But they will. Oh, it is him. Oh my, what is he talking about? There it is, review writer. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, people are hearing him. Wait. Wait. Ah, you son of a bitch. Usually he gives me a shout out more like, oh, and I like the, this guy, Jim Warner. He's very sexy. <laughs> but he didn't say that. He just, he did mention us and did that. But yeah, it's more, it's weird because it has Injustice Gods Among Us, year five, number 12, complete story. And I think that he thinks that when he puts review, that's what tagged them to find it. Because all it is is a review. I can see it already. He's just, and he's showing exactly what he did before. He's going to get shut down again. Complete. Oh, goodness gracious. There's no comments either. How many, uh, how many views? Uh, views of that, 21 now. Uh, uh, one thumbs up. He actually has 871 subscribers. And he, but he's changed his whole game here. It says uh, net comics, 
home of amazing comic shows. And also, he's charging people for these, some of these. Oh, my goodness. I don't know that it's just him. Um, maybe there's somebody else. Oh, look at that. I'm looking at it. It looks like this is the first review that he has actually done in months. Yeah, it looks like, um, no, yeah. There's a Circle of Life and Death number one complete story, Poison Ivy. I want to see if he did that from Reggie. Let's see. Oh, gosh. He did Joel's. <laughs> so, yeah, it is there. But, yeah, he, he uh, Joel will get a kick out of that. I think Joel really likes Stephen Copper. Yeah, Stephen Copper's back in town. Look at that. You, you keep the podcast going until 4 a.m., Eric, and what wonders you find. Stephen I'm going Copper. to bed. I'm going to tell everybody. Here's the deal. If you go to, if you want to see Stephen Copper, which everybody loves Stephen Copper, just go to YouTube and he is in Net Comics. That's with an X, Eric, because he's extreme. Yes. Uh, it's N E T C O M I X. Yeah. And uh, if you want to leave comments about uh, him coming on the podcast without being paid, I don't got no money for him. But yeah, maybe we'll invite him. That's cool that he wrote a, a thing. So. We'll have to see, but yeah, that's it, Eric. I am done. I am done shipping with you. I'm done thinking about Lois Lane for about another three seconds. I'm going to go into my room, think about Lois Lane, and and see what see what pops up, as they say. <laughs> say, hey, Lois, come sit on my fucking lap and see what pops up. Hey, I don't. Know. I still think she's sexy. It's that shirt. I don't know why. Why does she have a shirt at all? Why? Because she wants to feel more human. I, yeah, but then she's like, I don't know where she's getting this. She's like, oh, I, yeah, what human is she looking at to get the idea that you just unbutton it that low? If she actually looks like she has watched Cannibal Run <laughs> and she has really taken off of she's Adrian Barbell. She's wardrobe off she's, Adrian Barbell. Yeah, she's never going to get a ticket because every time the police come, you unbutton that shirt until there's a female cop. It's downfall every time. It always happens. It always happens. I'm going to watch Cannibal Run. And honestly... That is my downfall. I get pulled over. It's a female cop. Ugh. Yeah, they're like, whoa, I saw a guy like that on chat roulette the other day. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Jim. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Eric. All right. Everybody, y'all have a Everybody. Great you have a great week. Great Keep week. it weird. Keep we'll it see weird. See you in seven. See you in seven. Right. Baby, that's the clean. Oh, there it is.